You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Jordan, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. It's Michael! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good callback, Michael, because this episode's going to be filled with them. Between Game of Thrones, episode three, and Endgame, chock full of references, bruh. Episode four. Wait, what? Avengers episode four. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. not wrong. It's, it's the longest running, most expensive cinematic series of all time. Yes, between both, <laughs> between both uh, movie, Endgame and uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's true. Game of Thrones does have a movie budget. Budget is a TV show. Wow, that's really interesting. Game of Thrones is a, has a is a TV show with the movie's budget. And Avengers, and Avengers is, a, is movie a movie that works like a TV yeah. <laughs> show. TV show. Wow. There's a lot of themes this week, Michael, including expectations, mm-hmm. both surpassing them and in some ways falling short of them. We're going to get into that when we get into our Avengers and uh, Game of Thrones reviews, but I don't know if you're... I got some hot takes. I got some hot takes this week, <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to fall in line with me. Hot topics? What are you, Wendy Williams? No, hot takes. <laughs> well, I guess does she, do, does she, does she calls them hot topics. Yeah, she calls them hot topics. That's a store. <laughs> <laughs> I got hot takes, which is to say I've got some possibly controversial uh, controversial some possibly controversial opinions on the podcast this week uh-oh don't get me wrong bruh between in-game and game of thrones this is the most stressful fucking weekend i've had in a long time i was legit like borderline having a panic attack watching game of thrones this week <laughs> oh, game of Th- I, I had like a whole bottle of wine at my friend me, me, oh that's actually smart yeah me and, me and my friend were watching it together and i was like pass pass me another glass <laughs> <laughs> you're like Tyrion. <laughs> I drink and I know things, and you do. I'm gonna give you your accolades when we get into the Game of Thrones review, as well as a little bit of Endgame. I'm gonna give you, give you your, your Mr. Prediction head props. I take a bow. Yeah, I'm gonna give you that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, man, no, you you did the smart way, getting drunk. I was sober, and I was basically, I was, I literally was feeling sick by like a little bit past the halfway point. Like my body was so like tense for so long because hour and a half episode, so my body was so on the edge. Of like tension and anxiety for such a prolonged period that by like the hour mark, I legit started feeling sick. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't anymore. I can't this episode anymore. Yeah, me and my friend were just like, ah! we're like screaming back and forth, like, oh, what's going on, bro? And then well, like when when certain people got attacked, we was like, who is that? Who is that? Is that somebody important? No, okay, I don't oh, care. Screaming, <laughs> crying, begging. I was begging for people to come, sit, like begging for Jesus. At one point, John is fighting the Night King in the air. No spoilers. We're gonna get into it, but. I literally go, Danny, please! <laughs> like, not even knowing what's gonna happen next. But just uh-huh. in the moment, I just I, I, after it happened, I was like, I was like wow. "Where's Captain Marvel?" Like, I really kinda <laughs> like, "Oh Jesus, save him!" <laughs> but yeah, man, we're gonna get into it. 
Uh, and for anime this week, we're talking about One Punch Man. I know Attack on Titan came out, but uh, neither of us saw it. Uh, so we're going to see that for next week. Um, and also, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. I got somewhere to be in a little bit. But we're going to try and get through our big reviews with as much detail as possible. Mm, you guys Jordan has a it. life. I don't have a life. Because you made me wait longer than we usually start the podcast because you were sleeping. Two hours. It's not that long. That's two hours of the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, before we get into all that, we have iTunes reviews. Uh, our first iTunes review comes our old pal Deku the Almighty. Uh, it's a five-star review. The subject is clarification. Hey, guys. How are you? First off, I'd like to clarify something that the last week's email slash review I'll clarify something from last week's email slash review. It's not the entire game of Kingdom Hearts 2 I didn't like, but rather the first hour or so. When you're playing as Roxas, I wasn't a huge fan of that, mainly because it wasn't a character I was familiar with nor really cared about. Plus, there was all this... I actually like the Roxas intro of Kingdom Hearts 2, but that's just me. Um, I grew to like it, but at first I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. After that, that segment ends, it's like, what was the point of that? But while I was playing it, the first time I was playing it, I really I liked it. It reminded me of like a like an alternate version of the intro of Kingdom Hearts One. I thought he was gonna be a main character, but no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought he was gonna like. Okay, so this is set up to have it call back towards the end or something like that, and it was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just the beginning of all the convolution that is Kingdom Hearts as a series. Uh, plus, there was all this weird flashbacks to the past games and weird explanations from other characters, and it was all confusing and didn't really care for it. I really started liking the game when Sora came back. After that, everything is explained by Yin Sid, and it's easier to follow. Plus, I really like Sora as the protagonist. And finally, main event time Avengers Endgame. Jordan heard most of my thoughts via Instagram over these past few days. I highly enjoyed it. I give it a solid 9.5 out of 10 due to mainly choices that were made throughout. I wish I could be on the podcast and explain my thoughts thoroughly, but sadly I cannot. Anyways, you guys have fun discussing. I can't weird I can't wait to hear what you both thought. That's all for this week. Thank you guys for being amazing. Thank you, Deku. Thank you. For being amazinger. <laughs> You're amazing three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Hold it in. Be strong, Jordan. Be strong. Our next iTunes review comes from MKIIL. Five-star review, Tuesday Cools Day. Hey, guys, just wanted to share how awesome this podcast still is. I've never thought I'd be one to simply listen to something and be so entertained. Even though I haven't been caught up on a lot of the TV shows, I still like to hear what you guys have to say about it all. Now that we apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I didn't even mention The Flash. Did you see The Flash this week? No. Or Cloak and Dagger. Oh, you didn't? Or Rising of a Shield Hero. It's funny because The Flash actually wasn't terrible. But it also could have been a lot better. So I guess we're just going to put a pin on that until next week. This is this is going to be an all-in-game and Game of Thrones episode. Uh-huh. Except for One Punch Man. And one punch man yeah. <laughs> um, Which is cl- what this episode, it was close to, to Game of Thrones. Life. It was, yo. That's why I was like, I told you when we see the Endgame, I was like, yo, One Punch Man was actually good this week. Yeah. We'll get into it. Um, it's because of you that I've gotten more into anime. And I have no regrets about paying... Uh, or playing an episode aloud in the office at work. <laughs> Keep up the good content. Stay nerdy, my blurdies. That's funny. So do, do they question why you're listening to Japanese, uh, like uh, j- or listening to a Japanese show while you're working? Like, well, no, I think he. Said, I think he meant playing us loudly while he's at work. Or was he talking about anime? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's because of you that I've gotten in more into anime. I have no regrets about playing an episode aloud in the office at work. 
It's unclear if he's talking about us or the anime. Alright. <laughs> cliffhanger. Till next time. Dun dun dun. Hopefully it's a better cliffhanger than Game of Thrones, but we'll get into that. Uh and our last iTunes review comes from The Wood the Vampire Slayer. That's an interesting name. It's a five star like, review. I like that name. The Wood. D A W D A W U D. The Wood. Yeah. Have you ever heard a name like that before? No, but Vampire Slayer. <laughs> oh, I know you like that part. <laughs> Buffy Fiend. Uh, great insight in underrepresented... And it's cut off. I don't know what he says. Hey, guys. Long long time lurker. First time reviewer. I gotta admit, Michael kept harassing me. My lawyer just said to stop calling me. <laughs> okay. To listen. And I have to say begrudgingly that he was right to. You've been forcing somebody to listen to the podcast? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, apparently, you've been, you've, you twisted this guy's arm to reviewing us, so let's see what he has to say. This is something that I have come to look forward to week after week. Listening to two blurs speak their opinions gives me such joy. Why, uh, while I agree that they agree... Oh, lot, I know who that is. The Wood? You know who that is? Yeah. Is his, so his name's not The Wood? It's, well, how is it spelled? D-A-W-D. D-A-W-U-D. Oh, it's Dawood. Dawood? Dawood. Dawood. Yeah. So you know who that is? I know who that is. We went to school together. How did I say that name? And you're like, I don't know who the fuck that is. I'm trying to I get, spelled it. I'm trying to get the news together. I'm not listening to you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. Uh, I find it interesting how they come. Uh, while I agree with that they agree a lot on ratings, I find it interesting how they come to them. If you are looking for insight on anything nerd slash geek, this is the place to do it. I do agree that CW Arrowverse needs to go, but Black Lightning is still my jam. Keep up the great work, gentlemen, and I hope Michael dies. Whoa! What a dark ending to that! And then I'll come back as the Phoenix and destroy you! Uh, maybe Michael will open his blue eyes. <laughs> that happens. Jesus Christ! Like, it was such a, like... Like that ending did not match the rest of the, <laughs> the review. Talk about vampires, like I just got staked in the heart. <laughs> For real, jeez. Stay dirty, my blurdy. Dawood. How do you pronounce it again? Dawood. Dawood. Yeah, you said it right. Okay. All right. Cool. Sounds like a like a Black Panther name. You Bombay. <laughs> no, don't give him that. Why? Because trash. Oh, because he stabbed you to death. Yeah. Though. <laughs> And that's it for iTunes reviews. Uh, we have emails, but I, I want to just jump right into end game talk, man. I, I can't. I can't hold it no more, Michael. I got to talk about this. So let's get into this week's main topic and the end of an 11-year journey in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's talk about it. Avengers Endgame. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do. But not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.
We're in the end game, Michael. I mean, let's just let's just like let's take a moment and just reflect on the fact that we've been watching this, these movies for over ten years, over twenty movies. I think we both seen them all in the theater, right? Two thousand eight. Yes. Yeah, How much all, money have all, we spent? All in the theater. <laughs> How much time of our lives have we invested into these fake people? Like I'm sitting there. They're not. They're not fake. They're not fake to us. No, they're real. They're real. <laughs> I saw this thing online. Somebody mentioned it was like. They posted a picture of uh, the Avengers Endgame poster, and they were like, just imagine that in 15 to 20 years, kids on the internet are going to be posting about Endgame and saying, if you had a, if you know what this is, you had an amazing childhood. Yeah, basically, this is going to be our original Star Wars. That's crazy. Or like Indiana Jones, like all those epic movies that came out in the 70s that kind of started the whole geek culture. Star yeah, Wars, they did. Yeah. Star Trek. And like the snake eating its own tail, a lot of in-game and stuff is literally inspired by and references back to those big iconic uh, moments in geek culture. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the people who grew up on those other things, nerdom or fandom. Have you ever seen that really old movie? (laughs) Mr. Stark. But yeah, (laughs) like the people that grew up watching those movies ended up making this movie and now they've created the next generations of nerds. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's the circle of life. The circle of nerd. Ah, <laughs> uh, how are we gonna do this? We're gonna talk non-spoilers for our, our ratings, and then mm, jump right fuck into spoilers. Non-spoilers. No non-spoilers. If you ain't, if you didn't see this movie this weekend, you didn't want to see it bad enough. <laughs> like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, have you seen the box office for this movie? Everybody's seen it. Like, Word. skip non-spoilers. It's, it's already double Justice League from what I've seen. I don't know if the, the number is still the same. Yeah, I was like, what number? It's way beyond that. I mean, I mean, the lifetime gross of Justice League, I saw that it basically doubled it. Yeah. Just in the weekend. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, so let's just, let's, we're going to give our ratings, but we're going to jump right in the spoiler. So if you haven't seen this movie, um, jump for it next timestamp. But I guess that's Game of Thrones. So if you haven't seen that, I guess jump after that to One Punch Man. But if you haven't seen that, jump right to the news. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is only for people who haven't seen these things. Yeah. Just like just like Endgame. If you haven't seen all the movies, it's not for you. This podcast is not for you if, yeah. you, haven't, if you haven't watched stuff. Hashtag don't spoil the Endgame, but we're about to go balls deep in these spoilers. Yeah. So get ready. Uh, for those that don't know our racism here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Speaking before getting our reviews, though, speaking of spoilers, the internet is a landmine of spoilers, especially before the movie even dropped. Like Thursday, I, I got I posted a post about my Instagram, but I got sniped hours before I went to see this damn movie with you. We saw the screening together on Thursday. Yeah, the first screening we could get. I was like, I've been dodging Instagram spoilers for the last two weeks. Every time someone sends me a DM, I close it immediately. Even in the comments, if I see Tony Stark, if I see Steve Rogers, if I see any names, I immediately block, delete, move on. But just like Neo in the first Matrix, you got sniped. Bro, (laughs) I got hit. You you, you were dodging them pretty well, but then you took those two shots. (laughs) In the leg, I fell, man. Because I went to, of all places, YouTube. Yeah, that happened to me. The night we saw it, like as I came back, I looked on YouTube and I saw Tony or Captain Marvel. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And spoilers. I'm going to say it again. 
But my spoiler was I opened up uh, in YouTube, and it's not even like I didn't. What was the username? Well, let me see if I got I to say. I don't know. What was you think I was? Like, I was pissed. You think I was like, let me find where his name is? I, know, so I, I, can... block, I Even though I saw the movie, I blocked that person because I was like, I don't want to see that. But a bunch of people were doing it. That I saw on YouTube after the fact. But when I saw it, it was um, I saw Black Widow dies in the title, and I didn't follow this person, but it, uh, it showed up right in my recommended feed. So as soon as I opened up YouTube, it was the first thing that showed up. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I immediately closed it. But I was like, well, now I know you, Black Widow dies, but I don't need details. So at least it wasn't that bad. But still, YouTube of all places. And not even just that, but like, not even just trolls trying to spoil the movie, but even like supposedly non-spoiler uh, critic reviews, like Variety spoil. I don't know what they spoil, but I saw people in the comics like, thanks Variety for spoiling the movie. You probably shouldn't do that. But like Variety put like mild spoilers in their review. And it's like, why would you, why would you do that? That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> besides like even people like doing magazines and stuff like that, like what kind of person who has seen the movie, knows how big of an event this is for people, would go out of their way to spoil it. Like, what kind of person does that? It's, people, it boggles I mean, my mind. People are trash. <laughs> and I mean, it yeah. happened. <laughs> supposedly sad people supposedly sad in China, a man got beat up because after he saw the movie, he started screaming out spoilers outside the theater. And I so saw someone make a meme of that. It was like, I call that mercy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. He deserved it. He, like, I, I had people telling me like, yeah, my it wasn't the internet that spoiled me. My best friend did. I'm like, well, they're not your best friend anymore, right? Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a friend of mine went in the group chat and spoiled for everybody in the group chat because he didn't uh, was able he wasn't able to make the the, the screening. And I was like, so the whole group chat beat his ass, right? <laughs> It's like it's like that meme where, where it happened where they talk about it in The Simpsons where uh, Homer Simpson and Marge are coming out of Star Wars and they're like, oh man, who would have thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We gotta throw the whole movie away now. <laughs> uh, but that being said, if you got in this movie without seeing spoilers, I would love to hear from you to know how the major deaths in the movie impacted you. But let's start from the beginning because after Infinity War. Everybody was speculating what the hell Endgame was going to be about. And from the trailers, we really had no clue. They, None. This, Kevin Foggy told us that it was only going to be the first 20 minutes of the movie in those trailers, which actually which isn't I, totally true. It's not totally true, but for the most part, it kind of is. Like, if you go back and watch, like, even the second trailer wasn't, like, clips of the movie. It was just showing, like, past stuff with, like, oh, it's been a while since I've been Iron Man. And, all. like, they showed yeah. the, but it wasn't actually, they didn't show the clips of the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they did do a thing where like one or two scenes were from a little bit later in the movie, like the yeah, like, like Ant Man jumping over the pencil. Th that especially that's like the, almost the end. But I was talking about like the New York scene with Tony Stark and Captain America. Do you trust me? I do. Like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. toward like the middle ish. Um, you want me to go first? Or you want to go, go first? Your thoughts? You want to go first? All right. How, <laughs> Star Wars. You want to go first? I go first. How does this work? <laughs> you talk, I talk. Um. All right. So for me. So after Infinity War, everyone's speculating what was going to happen, what the movie's going to be about. And that being said, I feel like seeing this movie twice was beneficial for me. Because the first time, and you were with me the first time, I feel like after seeing it, even though it was fucking epic, and there was a moment that I did, I was on the verge of tears, but I didn't bawl like the way I did in Infinity War. And Infinity War was just, oh, oh, you were there for that too, so you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> and this is just like a, like a little bit of a welling of tears and a shedding of one tear in one specific moment. Um, but like I said, there was a lot of things I saw, thought that were epic in this movie. A lot of things that they did, uh, I guess we're in sports. I could talk about things like the time travel, uh, we speculate was going to happen. 
um, but how they actually executed it I thought was done well, though it leaves a lot of questions open by the end that kind of made me feel a certain way about uh, some of the directions and choices they made with the film. Um, I think seeing it twice helped because the first viewing, I took a lot of my own baggage into the film. A lot of things, I was, I was judging the movie based on what I assumed was going to happen, the movie that I kind of had in my head versus what actually happened. Yeah. So a lot of, I didn't let a lot of the big moments kind of wash over me emotionally. And some things, again, we're spoilers, <laughs> I keep saying this, like Tony Stark's death didn't land with me on the first viewing because it didn't even feel real. It felt like, like oh, they're going to take this back. There's going to be a last moment where it's like, you remember in the first Avengers, the Hulk roars at him and he just, he like, <gasps> he wakes up. It's like, oh, okay, he's not dead. I thought something like that was going to happen up until like the very last moment. Um, so the second viewing, let I let a lot of those big uh, story beats kind of just play out. And I feel like that helped me come to terms with what the Russo brothers' vision for this film was. Which is to say, it's mostly, not only is it a, a beautiful letter to the fans, where it's a nostalgic romp through the entire history of the MCU. Using time travel was smart in that way, because it's like, what's the, a really good way that we can call, make every single callback to almost every moment that was like important and emotional in the MCU in this final film. Time travel was the, the, the best excuse for that. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they nailed it in that way. Um, like I said, it does open up a few small plot issues that we can kind of get into when we get into like the, our, our you know, full thoughts and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was handled well. To balance emotion the way they did, to balance comedy, to balance sadness... And action, it was a magic trick. Do I think it's the best movie in the MCU on a technical level? No. And it took me a while to kind of come to that conclusion. I'm like, ah, I love it. I see everybody online going, oh my God, Endgame is the best movie ever. Oh my God, nothing will ever surpass Endgame. And I think a lot of that is two things. One, it's the new toy syndrome where anything with the recency effects, so it's the newest thing. So it's, oh, it's the best. Two, what sells and what makes people fucking love shit? Nostalgia. And this movie had that in fucking spades. Um, it did a good job of thwarting my expectations early on with the way they they defeated Thanos, the Thanos from the original Infinity War. Um, but that being said, I feel like the Thanos from Infinity War was a much more nuanced villain than the villain that we got in Endgame. Was his final battle fucking amazing? Fuck yes! <laughs> well, I sitting there going, fuck yes! Fuck, yes, every single beat in that last battle, hell yeah. But did I feel like him as a character was better than the character that we got in Infinity War? No. Do I feel like the pacing, I'm only comparing this to Infinity War because it was the previous movie and it's kind of the part one of this part two. Do I feel like the pacing was better in this Infinity War? No. A lot of the middle I felt like, even though everything was necessary, and I wouldn't take out a fucking second from uh, what they actually added to the middle of this film with all the time heisting and going through time and uh, collecting Infinity Stones and wrapping up very emotional beats for Tony Stark, Thor, and Captain America and their long journey in the MCU. I would not remove a single scene. But still, when I watch the movie a second time, unlike in Infinity War, there are still moments, slower moments in the middle that I could see myself going to the bathroom if I needed to. I could see myself, and I did it in my second viewing, opening my phone to kind of look at what the time was. I never did that in, the first, in the Infinity War because I feel like the pacing was just so tight. This, by nature of what it was, 
which was basically two thirds of the movie was build up and an amazing payoff at the end. I feel like you know the pacing just wasn't as as fast and sharp as Infinity War. But I still love this movie. I love what they fucking did with the characters. I love how they tied up all the loose ends for the main Avengers. And this, if it was the last Avengers movie, I was to plot it. Because it fucking did a thing that I don't think anything else really can without doing the exact same thing of making a 22-movie fucking franchise and capping it off in the most emotional way you can do it. Mm-hmm. So what my rating would be for this... I'm just going to be upfront. Even in my first viewing, it was a perfect vision. Uh, my complaints aside, because they're all, in the grand scheme of things, they're all small complaints. Uh, I would give this movie a perfect vision. With the caveat that I also gave Infinity War a perfect vision, but I think it's a stronger, because like I said, I don't think, perfect isn't really mean perfect. It's just what we use as our, our, our highest rating on this, on this show. But if I were to put them side by side, I still think Infinity War is a better movie overall. But for what it did for the characters... In game can't be like, there's no comparison. Like it, it's hard to end something well, and in game did it. So hats off to Marvel, hats off to Kevin Feige, hats off to the Russo brothers. I wish they fucking wouldn't like abandon Avengers after this because I know they aren't doing any more Avengers movies. But honestly, the Russo brothers is the reason why this is even possible. All, I think all of the best movies were yeah, by the out, Russo brothers. Out of, yeah, I was gonna say out of all the movies. In the MCU, they were the ones that directed the most, and they the one they were the ones that pretty much changed the landscape of the Marvel universe. Like you think about Captain America: Winter Soldier, like that was like the movie. Granted, the Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe was going and going full force before that, but like Captain America: Winter Soldier, when people like took that movie, took the MCU seriously, in my opinion. The Russo brothers do character better than anyone else. That's the reason why after Age of Ultron, where Iron Man really, Tony Stark felt like a shallow character in that movie. I mean, he had, he, he still had a character arc in that film, but compared to what he was in Civil War, compared to what he was in Infinity War and in Endgame, they brought something, they brought a humanity to that character that didn't exist in the movies prior. And the same thing goes for all the characters, Captain America, Thor, like they were able to balance the best traits of these characters in the best way and have them play off each other in a very human way that someone like Joss Whedon even couldn't do. Like Joss Whedon was great with the banter, but at the end of the day, if you go back and watch Avengers 1, and even to a lesser extent Age of Ultron, I think he was better in Age of Ultron with his character writing, but I feel like he was still one note. The Rooster Brothers gave depth to, every, depth to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like losing them, you're losing what gave a lot of the heart to the MCU toward the end. Although they did say they would only come back if they could do a Secret Wars movie. Well, guess what the next Avengers should be? <laughs> Make that shit Secret Wars. Bring back Tony Stark. Bring back Captain America. Because you know what's going to happen. Like, you know, there's no Well, way. Captain America, yeah. Tony Stark. The only way I see him coming back Secret is if Wars. he... Well, not even that. I was going to say, the only way I see him coming back is if he downloaded his uh, consciousness into, like, an AI. Yeah, like, a, like he did in the comics. Yeah. But I mean, no, fully come he back. He does like a Jarvis. But Secret Wars, that's the the prime, like that's like the best way possible to bring back anybody. Because Secret Wars, yeah, that's true. You just on a TV screen, who do you want to have on your on your side? Tony Stark from I don't know pre Infinity War. You know what I'm saying? Like he comes, done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So whoa, Tony, you got kind of old. Yeah, don't don't pay no attention to it. <laughs> we age in heaven. <laughs> um, yeah, we get into some details about like how they brought everybody back and what it means for the world now. 
I've, yeah. That, that goes into some of my issues with some of the, the story choices that the Russo's made. But, like I said, small quibble. So, what do you think about Endgame? So, I agree with what you said where you were like seeing, because I saw the movie twice as well, and seeing it a second time was definitely more beneficial for me than the first time because just like you said, like, and I don't know what I was expecting going to this movie, but even when we saw it together, we looked at each other and we were like, yo, this is not what we were expect- expecting at all. Like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Somewhere not, in the middle when they got the yeah, time heist. Yeah, when they started going to, into the time heist. And it's not even like it was in, in a bad way. And it's not even like I didn't know this movie didn't involve time travel. Yeah. But... I don't like I said I don't know necessarily what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting what we got. We had preconceived notions in our head. Same thing with Last Jedi. Like so, when something's built up so much, you have that like, this is what I want the movie to be already in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of the big moments, like you said, uh, the death of Tony Stark didn't hit you as much. I feel that way about Black Widow. Like Tony Stark, like because I, I I expected him to die, but like Black Widow. I was like, it didn't hit me the first time because I was like, this isn't real. Like they're gonna bring her back. Yeah, they're gonna bring uh, her back. Like this, yeah. this is fake. Like she's gonna die in the beginning, and next thing you know, end of the movie comes or time travel, whatever. She's coming back. Can I just add that the Soul Stone eats fucking redheads? <laughs> Gamora, <laughs> Black Widow, yeah, Red Skull's there. <laughs> Soul Stone loves red. So I'm just like, okay, but after seeing it the second time, the second time I was just like. We actually lost Black Widow. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so I'm glad I actually got to see it a second time. Like, interestingly enough, I think I enjoyed this movie more the second time Same. than I did the first time. Because even with the, like, because I went in with all my expectations, even watching it the first time, like, there were moments that, like, when Cap got Mjolnir, when when Thor summoned Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, like, there were a lot of moments where I got hyped, Fuck but yes. at the same time, I didn't feel as emotional, I didn't feel as invested as when, like, Captain America showed up when he when when Wanda was fighting, War. yeah, in Infinity War when Wanda and Vision were fighting against the Black Order, mm-hmm. or when Cap when 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 Thor showed up with the "Bring Me Thanos" moment, like. Yeah. None of the, or even seeing Tony Stark and and Doctor Strange meeting for the first time, like I think I got, and then also on top of that, like this is the Infinity War was the first time you saw these large amalgam of characters meeting for the first time. You could only take the genie out the bob the bottle one time, yeah, and it mean as much the first time. So I didn't really elaborate on my thoughts about that about Infinity War being better, but you kind of put the nail on the head right there. It's the fact that the entire movie. Was the first Avengers. Infinity War, the entire movie, was the first Avengers again. Where all these characters, over the entirety of the movie, that have never been together before, are all interacting. Guardians and Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor and Rocket Raccoon. You have uh, Captain America and Black Panther. Wakanda. You got Tony Stark and Doctor Strange and the Guardians. Yeah. And that's an, over the course spread out over the entire movie. In this, you only get that in the final battle. The rest of the movie is like, just the main character, the, the main Avengers, like, on their own little side missions. And not even just that, but, like, you can still get some characters that have never met each other before. Like, Doc, like Ant-Man has never met Doctor Strange, but at the same time, Doctor Strange is dead. So you don't really get that. Like, like you see, for the most part, Thor is with Rocket and throughout, throughout most of this movie. And, we, I mean, granted, we've seen that already. So it's not like we're getting new interactions even in this movie. It's like, maybe... 
it'd have been cooler if maybe like Thor or Iron Man was with Rocket the whole time. Like I thought you were Build a Bear. Yeah. So I guess it's also the tone is different too, though. So it's not like as like fun and bantery, and we're all meeting for the first time. Let's go off to an adventure. It's a lot of it's just like. Yo, she's got fucked up. We gotta fix it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's a more somber tone for yeah. a big chunk of the movie. And uh, also, like, I think so- some of the issues with this movie bothered me a little bit more than they bothered you. Cause I'm gonna just come Wait, out. Really? I'm gonna just come out. I'm gonna come out right. I thought off- I'd be harder on this movie than you were. Now, I'm gonna come right off the bat and say, from an overall standpoint of where this movie ended the MCU and this 22 film run, I would say Perfect Vision. Yeah. But for this movie by itself, I would say High More Than Passable. Do you, do you feel the same way about Infinity War or do you feel like Infinity War is Perfect Vision Perf- for both? Yeah, Infinity War is Perfect Vision. For both? For, yeah. Okay. All right. Explain. And the reason... Wait, so what's your actual rating though? Is it not Perfect Vision? What fight? <laughs> I said. I, I really fight I, you though. I but. said for the movie itself, it's high. It's a high more than passable. But so that's your rating. Yeah, that's my rating. Oh. So, but for the MCU, oh. for the MCU period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised. I, I okay. But for the M, like the MCU, it's a perfect vision. Okay. But yeah, cause like, I think I feel like I would have been that would have been my rating if I didn't watch it a second time. But continue. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that. Yes, like that final battle, like when everybody showed up, when Doctor Strange and Falcon was like Bro, tap on your you, left, oh, that, like the all of that left, stuff, like you Bombay, yeah, I came, Bombay. I came on the floor, like they had to clean up my aisle when I was when the movie was over, yeah, and so it's like all of that, I had like a major cathartic reaction, like it was it was epic, but at the same time, it was still like I feel like for this movie, for the wrap up that they tried to do, I feel like there was a lot of conveniences that didn't really sit well with me. Mm. And and I guess maybe it just has to do with like expectations. Like for example, taking the Hulk. In the beginning, I liked what they did with the Professor Hulk stuff. I was like, oh, that's cute. It's cute to see Bruce Banner this way. <laughs> the selfie jokes and, were hilarious. And the CGI, and the CGI was <laughs> no, cool. No, you're upset. No, like, no. Take, take the goddamn phone. <laughs> yeah, and the CGI was cool. But then at the same time, how the movie ended, I was like, I was expecting, and I wanted Thanos versus the Hulk. I wanted, yeah, I wanted a moment where Cat, where where the Hulk more or less got his revenge against Thanos, and I felt like that would have did good for his character. But it's like that never happened. But see, see, that's what I felt in my first view. Like basically, they gave it to Captain Marvel. Yeah, which get, I feel gonna, like should have went. Which I feel like should have went to Hulk. We we're gonna get into that. <laughs> that's also one of my big issues with this movie, but. For the Hulk, I feel like that was my issue with him in the, my first viewing. But in the second viewing, because of where he's at in the five years later, I feel like we, the audience, want to see the Hulk fight Thanos because we're like, oh, he beat he beat the Hulk. Like, that's not possible. Like, Hulk should fucking whoop his ass, World War Hulk style in the, in the in Endgame. But I feel like for Hulk, the character, his whole thing in this movie is that he found peace with the Hulk. So I feel like he's moved past that that fight. Like, he, he doesn't really care about, like, oh, I want to have a rematch with Thanos because I, I got a score to settle. He doesn't really care about that. So I guess that's why he doesn't have that fight with Thanos by the end. But as a fan, I agree with you. I'm like, I wanted to see that rematch, especially because he's the Hulk. Like, the Hulk was the best part of Avengers 1. He's mm-hmm. the best part when he's done, when he does well, he's the best part of a lot of Avengers movies. But from the literally serve no real purpose in the final battle, and instead to give that moment, to give the Hulk 
quote-unquote moment to Captain Marvel, and we both saw in our theater, no one gave a fuck when Captain Marvel showed up. At, at, at any moment she showed up, yeah. there was never any cheers or anything. And I, that's same for me when I saw it alone. What about you? Yeah, and that's the same. And it's not even just with us. Uh, like, when we saw the, the uh, movie the first time, all the big moments got claps. Like when Thor summoned uh, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, applause. Yep. When Captain America <laughs> braided his beard. <laughs> yeah. When Captain America something. When Captain America got Mjolnir, applause. Even when like Doctor Strange and Falcon and even when Wasp showed up, people people yes, cheered. Feel sure for Wasp. But when, <laughs> when, yeah. But when Captain Marvel took out that big old dreadnought looking ship, nope. it was like for my second viewing, like two claps. That's sad. <laughs> A smattering of applause. It's very, very sad. Even the yeah, a- and you can't even say you can't even say like, oh, it's because they're anti-girl. Because no, the A Force got cheers. Yeah, the A Force did get cheers, and I got chills during the A Force moment. But it wasn't for but, Captain Marvel. Yeah, but it wasn't for Captain. Marvel. <laughs> and then when you sit and think about that moment, it's like, this is great for fans, but why did that even happen? Like it was kind of like a, like that's a slight plot contrivance in the moment that happened in Infinity War with the girls. It was almost like the Russos were like, "Oh, people like that moment. Let's make it even bigger for this." But logistically, if you think about the battle, why were all the women there? Like it doesn't make any sense. It, it's just for the oh, it's a force moment. But like in terms of the story, there was no reason why all the girls were there in that moment to help Captain Marvel. Well, I guess you could always talk about placement. Like you don't know where they are on certain. But, but how convenient is that? It's convenient, but there was there wasn't a single man. But I don't <laughs> I don't have a problem with it because I've always been calling like I want an A Force movie, so just have that, no, which I don't sure. I don't think they're gonna do. But I'm like, so they're having not. that moment was great, and but I mean, ultimately there were a lot of conveniences in this movie. But I think my my issues with the conveniences is I feel like it's more about the character. Like, yeah, sure, Hulk may have moved past that, but for Hulk the character, I feel like it did that character a disservice in that like he didn't. I feel like he. They keep. I feel like ultimately they keep nerfing the Hulk. They put him on the back burner for sure. Yeah. For some and and especially since I think Mark Ruffalo said aside from like the uh, the the mini Disney Plus series that he's getting, but I don't know if that's confirmed or not, if, or if that's a rumor. But if this is the end for the Hulk's character, I'm like, I don't. That's whack. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like where this. Especially since they kill off Black Widow, that was your World World, World Hulk moment. Yeah, that's and that's what I thought would would, would happen. Yeah. Like considering she died because of him. Granted, like not technically because of him, but ultimately it's because of him. Like I feel like he would have had his World World Hulk moment, and he was see, just, see we're well, writing our movie again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but, but I'm like, but also going back to what you said, when you think about World World Hulk, he became that powerful and the World Breaker Hulk because he had a merging of Bruce Banner and the Hulk had an understanding and. Because they had an understanding, that's why he became the most powerful he's ever been. Because he wasn't fighting these two sides of himself. Well, it was also because he absorbed all that radiation from the bomb. That, that too. <laughs> but, but yes, still, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, I wasn't a fan of that. And even how it, how it ended at the end, when he still had the sling, and it, I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's not he heal? Yeah, like the Hulk have a Wolverine again, healing factor. Keep, not even the Hulk's healing factor is more powerful than Wolverine. Yeah. And it's like, why do they keep nerfing the Hulk? I don't like that. Yeah. Hulk fans probably weren't happy with how they treated him in the finale. Um, my brother said. <laughs> my brother didn't even watch the movie, but he he don't care about spoilers. So he was like, tell me why. He was like, he he said before Infinity War even came out, he was like, or Endgame came out. He was like, all I want from Endgame is Hulk better fuck Thanos up. And so he asked, he was, the first thing he asked me was what happened with the Hulk? I was like, oh, you're not going to like this movie. Oh. He was like, what you mean? I was like, Hulk didn't. He was like, he was like, I need to get on a podcast. I need to rant. I was like, you ain't even see the movie. I don't care. I'm not seeing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, 
there's that. And then also, like, I think just I think it's just me thinking about the future more so than this movie. Period. Because I'm like, I didn't really like the Captain Marvel stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned before, like, the audience didn't cheer. Like, yeah, I just feel like for her to be set up, like, for her to get all these moments that I feel like should have gone to other characters. She like, felt so tacked on. Like, and that's the thing. Going into this movie, we both speculated, like, okay, we don't really like Captain Marvel coming out of the Captain Marvel solo movie. And why is that? She's overpowered, and she's cocky as fuck. We saw that from the trailers for Endgame. So we were hoping, I think most people were hoping, that Endgame would establish a character arc for her, where she's all on this pedestal, and she'd be knocked down a little bit, humbled a little bit, that way we could actually be endeared to her. The reason why we like Marvel characters more than DC characters is because Why? They're flawed. Captain Marvel has no fucking flaws. And when you put her in this movie next to all the other flawed Marvel characters, and a lot of times in this movie, the flawed Marvel characters became even more flawed by the end, like Thor. And you have Captain Marvel being this like this, this symbol of feminism and perfection, or feminist perfection. It's like, this is your opportunity, especially since it's the Russos, they, and they're so good at character. This is their opportunity to knock her down a little and let her be humbled and evolve as a character to make her more endearing i feel like i would like her more if i felt like she lost something and she felt like she lost her sense of purpose her identity even when they beat thanos in the beginning nothing really comes of it like in terms of her it's like she 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 was never once tested she was never once pushed to the limit she was never once hey captain marvel you think thanos is a joke like she was like you never had me that's why we're gonna beat him this time and she was right you know what I mean? Yeah, was, basically. And there was never like a moment. Even when like he headbutted her, she she I, didn't flinch. I like that moment though. That was like that was a cool Superman moment. But that's the problem. She's Superman literally in the Marvel universe, and it doesn't fit. So when she's in there having the scrapping with Thanos, you don't feel anything because you've I, I never once feared for her. And Thanos himself had to literally go like, okay, I can't beat this bitch. Power Stone, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Like I I just I feel like this is a wasted opportunity to make her more likable. And I don't even know if it's because she's OP. Because I love OP characters. Like Phoenix and like Storm being an Omega Mutant. Like, that's, that's not... Even Superman. But I feel like even Superman has some type of... Like, you see him struggle a little bit. Like, he fought... He struggled to fight Zod. Yeah. Like, she does. She has... Or he might struggle emotionally or something. Like, I haven't she's really seen... Anything. I haven't really seen her do... Any, like... There was not even she a mention. She toast. Yeah, there, was not, there wasn't even a mention like, oh, Thanos wiping out half the universe. She killed my friends. Like, there was no, nope. no type of loss. Like, you think about somebody like Thor. Like, yeah, Thor's OP. He always talks about being the strongest Avenger, but... But he's really not time, OP. But, no, he's not. Like, he almost died taking that star to the chest. I feel like somebody... He almost like, died fighting Thanos. Yeah, I was going to say, America I feel like Captain Marvel, like, she would have just been like, all right, I ate that star. Okay, good. And it's like, yeah, she's powerful. She's stupid powerful, but, like, that whole binary form that she achieves in the comics... That's pretty much what she does in the movies, but there's a limit to how long she can hold hold that form. And this is like, well, it's not even just that she's OP. It's OP coupled with the fact that she's flawless. She's never, and like, that goes back to what I was saying about her never being tested, whether it be emotionally or anything. Like she never has any problems, not one. And I, and I that's why I go back to like people talking about oh, it's a feminist agenda. This is the feminism I don't think is good. It's where you put this woman character on a pedestal because well, we need a strong woman, but it's like. That's not what makes a character interesting or endearing. Like, look at Black Widow. She's a strong woman. I was going to say, I don't even know, I don't even know if that's 
what the the problem with it is. I think the main problem is they just want somebody. Yeah, they want a woman character, but ultimately, I think just like in the comics, they don't really know what to do with her character. So I think the the, the default is just to make her OP. Just make her OP. Just make her OP. I think that's really what it boils down to. Because you think about somebody like Black Widow, she's a great character. You think about somebody like Wasp, she's a great character. You think of somebody like Valkyrie, she's a great character. So it's like you can go down the list. Okoye, she's a great character. Nakia, she's a great character. Shuri, she's a great character. I think they just don't, like I said, I think they just don't know what to do with Captain Marvel. But they still want to have the Captain Marvel moniker in the movies going forward. Yeah, but they say you don't know what to do, but this this movie was an opportunity to do something, and they didn't. And also, it's because Captain Marvel, or Carol Danvers, uh, Brie Larson herself, is not that great of an actress. I, at least in this. Like, That's I know what she's I like, Oscar winning. Like, I don't even think it's... But she's so bland. I don't think she's... I don't think she's not a, a great actress. I think, ultimately, she's, she's probably just not good for this role, because not all actors can do all things. Yeah. So... I That's haven't why I said seen, she's like I haven't seen the room. Good. So like, j- take Jennifer Lawrence as an example. As Mystique, I don't really care for Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique at all. But like her Katniss Everdeen, I love her as Katniss Everdeen. Silver Linus Playbook, that's one of my favorite movies that she's done, or my favorite movies. Period. Like she was fucking phenomenal in Silver Linus Playbook. But Mystique, ugh, mm, take it or leave it. So it's like. A good actor can do things, but not every, not all actors can do everything. Yeah. So in this, she's not good though. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a fucking piece of wood. So like on top, not having a bland personality, having no flaws, no reason to be endeared to her at all because she's so perfect. So it's like I can't even relate to her. And then on top of that, being so op that they have to like have plot contrivances to write her out of the fucking story so she can't be there to fucking just one shot everything but yeah so we're doing like a whole thing of Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. But yeah but like <laughs> because also- she's a, she's a, she's the one of the biggest like glaring holes in this film uh-huh. Infinity War was better not having her because she didn't feel tacked on and then even like Infinity War the end of Infinity War was like oh she's going to be the one to save the day <laughs> and she didn't do anything no i mean she she did do stuff uh, it's not true she did do, she did do stuff but it's like she would swoop in just for the big battles and then be gone. Kind of like Justice League where Superman was like, is he giving you trouble? Punch, fly away. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. But yeah, but ultimately, I think my biggest issues with the movie and the why I think I gave it a high more than passable as opposed to like a perfect vision is there's a lot of like thick character things that I don't. And it's like small character moments, but there's so many of them that it adds up like. Uh, the whole thing with uh, fuck, I just lost lost my train of thought. Like character moments that don't add up. Yeah, like uh, not seeing, uh, especially considering this is supposed to be the end game. Yeah. But like not seeing certain storylines come to come to uh come to an end. Like the whole the whole premise of like going back to the Captain Marvel thing, but there was no conversation between Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. Like what? What is that? No. no conversation between Bucky and 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 Steve and Steve Rogers. Like he didn't talked. Give, he didn't give a no. He was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you, Steve. Like Bucky. And I didn't catch this the first time. I didn't catch this the first time I saw the movie, but I caught it the second time. Bucky knew Steve wasn't coming back. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's why, why he was, told him. Yeah, that's goodbye. why he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna miss you. And he was yeah. like, What are you talking about? I'm gonna be back. And he's like, Yeah, sure. Well, he didn't even say that. Well, he just he, no, he, he said he said I'm gonna miss you, Steve. No, no, no. Bucky did. But yeah, that's Steve, what I'm saying. Steve didn't say like, oh, like, oh, what are you talking about? Me back. He, he was no, literally he like, just said, uh, he said it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be. He's gonna, he said it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, Buck. Yeah, it was like, don't Something do anything like stupid uh, while I'm gone. It's like, and again, a callback. This movie was just chock full of every callback to every line, every MCU movie. It's like, well, 
I, how can I be stupid when you take all the stupid with you? And I was back for like Captain America 1 or something. Yeah. So like those moments or like stuff that happened with like the plot going forward, like the Peter Parker stuff I have a problem with because I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But, it, but the thing I really have a problem with is I don't like what Cap, where Captain America's character ended. Okay. In this movie. All right, so let's just, let's just jump into all the characters since your rating is high more than passable, uh-huh. which is crazy. <laughs> because despite the flaws, I feel like the overall package is a perfect vision. Because this is a magic tree. This is also kind of the reason why I feel like. Well, yeah, but that's kind of, that's what I said. Like the overall thing, I would give it a perfect vision. But the movie itself. But it's like, I, other than Captain Marvel, and her being a flawed character, I feel like everything. Which is not this movie's fault. It's really the fault of the Captain Marvel solo movie for, to make me not care about her. Because if I did care about her and she was a likable character, in those moments where she did save the day. I would be like, fuck yeah! But because she's not, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck and how dare you steal time from other characters I do care about. So it's not really this movie's fault per se. It's really on the part of Captain Marvel. Um, But for this movie, I feel as though this is the issue when you make it part one and part two. And this is also an issue I ran into when I made Unworthy 1 and Unworthy 2. To go back to, I'm a filmmaker, I guess. (laughs) But it's, it's true for storytelling. In your part one which was Unworthy 1, it's all set up. You want to have the whiz-bang, the character connections, you establish things. But that's all the fun shit. That's all the action and, and just the setup. That's always the most tight, it's almost the most exciting if you do it right. But then when you get into the wrap-up, you got to make it a long emotional narrative that ends with something satisfying. So my complaint about the pacing that being as strong as Infinity War, it's also kind of necessary because you need that fir- that entire middle section to reestablish what the stakes are for these characters emotionally so that big battle at the end is the payoff for not only just this movie, but all the MCU movies prior to this. So I just feel like a lot of what they did in the middle, even though, you know, some things I, I would have rather they they gone through faster or maybe, uh, I don't know, had... had more more moments with a lot more of the characters by the end. I feel like everything in the middle was necessary. Like every single thing. Like you needed the stuff with Iron. Man. Even though I thought after they they fuck up and have and Loki gets away mm-hmm. and they have to go back further which, in the past. Which you know that's what Loki's. That's gonna be what his uh, Disney Plus series is gonna be about. Him traveling through space and whatever in 2012 or time i thought that was about i don't know if the, time. i don't know i don't know if the space stone can make can time travel i don't know I mean, that, that was the show was about that was him going through time or something i don't know i don't know it doesn't really make sense and like honestly it's part of the, like those are some of my issues too is just the fact that the time travel doesn't really make sense for example captain america at the end had to go back to all those points in time they stole infinity stones from so he went to Red Skull, they had a conversation that we didn't see. He went to Natalie Portman and stuck her with a fucking syringe thing, which is fucking weird. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's all these weird things. Like, and the, 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 the timeline with uh, Thanos and Gamora and Nebula that were evil that they fought in this movie is still fucked because now Thanos isn't in that timeline anymore. Oh, a lot of timelines. Yeah. Are, a lot of just, timelines are fucked. The Avengers timeline is fucked because Loki disappeared. That didn't happen that before. That one, yeah. So now he's not going to be in Thor of the Dark World. That's where he had his character growth. Yeah, that whole timeline is fucked up. So, yeah. so an agent was like, what the fuck, Bruce? <laughs> I told you to do one thing you didn't. So how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. And, There's and like, the, it creates weird issues. The Thanos timeline is fucked up because he's the, the past Thanos is dead. Yeah. So basically... It's really just those two. Yeah, it's just those two. But, but still, it's like... 
the well, whole, no, actually, no, no, no. And the whole Captain America when he stayed back behind to marry Peggy. That's oh, that's right, and that timeline's fucked up too. Yeah, and it also creates the issue of is Sharon his actual niece? Sharon's probably his biologic, his like niece by marriage. What? Like, I don't, I don't really don't understand how that works. Like. Was he living in an alternate timeline and then he left it to come back to this timeline and he's old man Steve? So in this world, he was never with... In, in the world that we're in, he was never with Peggy. That timeline still played out. But he lived an alternate life with Peggy in another timeline that's now fucked up. Basically, the way time travel... I, I, I kind of figure out the way time travel works in this world. It's basically like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like when Trunks, you split the timeline. Yeah, you split the timeline. But, but that the, there was a whole conversation with Hulk and the Ancient One about not don't do that. You're gonna fuck shit up, <laughs> and they still do that. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that was more about the stones themselves. Like if you take the stones out of a certain reality, which I, even then that doesn't make any sense because there's no stones in this future timeline. The stones are destroyed. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> but but yeah, so I just think all those important though slow at points character interactions in the middle were all necessary for the ending so i i mean I, that's why i still give it a perfect vision despite me having a lot of issues with it yeah and i, I kind of feel the same way about this as i felt about us where i was like yeah in the moment i'm like yeah 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 but then you think about it you're like, like wait, wait <laughs> this doesn't make sense okay. i think that's that's part of Especially like you think about, granted, this might be a little bit of nitpicking, but I'm like, I can't help it. Again, you think about it more, but I'm like, you think about the world. Because I'm like, I, I thought the movie was going to end with like, they kind of reset everything. But like, no. You that was my prediction. I was like, oh, they're going to time travel and go back before the snap and they have a big Wakanda battle. Because if you don't do that, you're living in a, a five year later post-apocalyptic world where society was crumbling and governments were fucking fucked up. And you know what I mean? Like, So it's like, how does this work? I feel like you're making things worse now. Bringing people back to this five year. Yeah, does it fix things? It makes things more chaotic. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> so if I had a job at like McDonald's or whatever, when I, when, I, when I disappeared and I come back, is that job still there? Like, what's what's where's my bank account? Or I, even how convenient it would have to be for Peter Parker's entire class had to have been snapped for him to go back to school and everybody be there. And that's the thing I was like, mentioning. That's, like that's the thing I was That's the thing I was mentioning with Spider Man. Like, you mean to tell me I'm supposed to believe? Because we saw Spider Man Homecoming. I'm supposed to believe that Flash, Liz, everybody, Ned, Mary Jane, Aunt May, Aunt May, everybody yeah. got snapped away, and they they all came back to have Spider Man Homecoming go the way it's normally supposed to or go. Far like, from home. Yeah, or Spider Yeah, Spider Man Far from Home. Like, you mean to tell me Flash didn't grow up five years? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to believe all these conveniences. Even if you believe all those conveniences, there has to be like none of his, like, none of his, his teachers, like exactly. Nothing. But just how Scott goes back to his family, and now he's got a like a ex wife and a daughter who's like sixteen or whatever. Like that has to be happening everywhere. So it's like all these weird age differences between people, between people now, or even like let's say teachers are they all still teachers five years later? No one fucking moved on. Like it's it's assuming everyone froze in place for five years. And when everybody came back, oh, now life can resume the way it was. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, what if in those five years you had a wife or a husband? Yeah. But then they got snapped away and you moved on and had a kid with somebody else. Like, that's awkward. Yeah. (laughs) And it would have happened. Honey, you're back. Uh, It's Mm. my wife. Weird. And this is our new son. So, uh... Or even where they come back. Like, we were debating that after the movie. It was like, people that were in planes, they got snapped away. Are they, do they reappear midair or fall into their, ah! <laughs> <laughs> or 
or or boats, and the boats are never are not there anymore because five years later they just appear in the ocean. They're like, oh, I'm drowning! <laughs> like, there's so many questions about how that works logistically, and conveniently we don't see any of it because when Hulk does the snap with the Iron Gauntlet, it just happens off screen, mm-hmm. and then you forget about it because the the ba- big battle starts. Yeah, the big battle starts. But it's like it's a lot of questions. A, a whole lot of questions. He's got to hand wave it away like, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I mean, they kind of allude to like, yeah, they do come back in the place that they snapped away because like Falcon was still in Wakanda, Doctor Strange and I'm were still on Titan. Yeah. Or like, what if, even, even more, like even smaller, what if you got snapped away and then five years, in a, in a spot that now five years later is like a memorial built there or a building or anything, do you phase back into that point? Ah! <laughs> You're in a wall or something? I'm dying! <laughs> Please help me. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know how any of this. Like, I feel like they got they they got to explain how this new world works in like especially Spider Man Homecoming because that's the yeah, next that movie. That was the thing. Because even the trailers. Remember we saw the trailers. Was like, oh well, things seem happy and far from home. Maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe this trailer trickery. But in the trailers, I mean, you're going on vacation or you're going on a school trip in a world where the world ended for five years. As Aunt May or any parent. Which would be like, you're not go, going, no, yeah, yeah, you're go not going to a school trip, guys. Going nowhere. Like, yeah, no. Especially like, I know you're Spider-Man. Like, no, you're not being Spider-Man anymore. She's like, oh, yeah, take your Spider-Man costume. Hey, I mean, remember how my mentor like uh, brought me into the whole Avengers thing? He's dead now. Yeah, go on. Take your yeah. Spider-Man suit. And I go, want you to be Spider-Man. Go have fun. It's like, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible, it's a terrible guardian. I mean, maybe it's chiller trickery and things are more somber and far from home than are leading us to believe, but it doesn't seem that way. I don't know. And that has to be a question in every movie now going forward. But look, I just want to put it out there. Like, yeah, I had, there, there, were, there was <laughs> You were pushing a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say small, there were issues that I had with this movie. But at, at, at the end of the day, like I said, a high more than passable is still a damn good score. Let's talk about, so, because Chris from uh, Cinema Hooked gives us, issue, gives us this complaint a lot. That we, we shit on things that we say we like. So let's go through some of the shit that we actually really loved in this movie. Um, and let's start from the beginning. I love the 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 subversion of expectations that the movie starts and it goes fast it's like yeah hey what happened you know what happened tony stark and nebula are on their way back to earth they're dying uh hey guess what captain marvel saved them and that was a big issue that we kind of talked about when we saw the trailers of like how is he gonna get out of this is it gonna be he saves him of course tony stark he fucking built the suit in the cave he can get out of this but nah captain marvel saved him so right there that's my first like i didn't want that yeah but i kind of I suspected that was gonna happen, like, cause I was, cause but when I when I saw that, I was like, know? I was like, how did Captain Marvel? How, how did she Cap- know? But after seeing it a second time, I was like, well, it makes sense. They're in the Benatar. Whose ship is the Benatar? It's rockets. Who's on Earth? Rocket. So I'm pretty sure he has a, a tracker on his ship. And on top of that, he knows that the Guardians of the Galaxy, are, that, that's their ship. He doesn't know. He hasn't heard anything from Quill. He hasn't heard anything from Drax. He hasn't heard anything from Mantis, Groot, yada, yada, yada. So he's like, did they, did they disappear? Where are they? He probably sees that the, that the ship is moving, but then it stops moving. So he's like, what's happening? Maybe they did run Man, out of you gas. You wrote a whole story in your head about yeah, how, I this, did. how this works. I'm like, <laughs> I thought about None it. of this was in the movie. No, none of this was in the movie. But I'm like, if you think about all of that, it may Makes sense. They don't even establish how Captain Marvel was there. Like I, 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 I well, guess we saw the post credit scene. Yeah, and I guess that that. So what happens? So the, the order of events is the post credit scene happens, and they're looking at the Nick Fury thing, and Captain Marvel just shows up. She's just there. Like she somehow 
Arya starks her way into the fucking Avengers building, and they go, hey, we've got a friend in space. Can you go find him? So I guess that's why she goes off into space to go get him. Yeah, because when she because when they come when she comes back. And she brings the spaceship. And there's not, no establishment not, of like, hey, who are you? Yeah, I was going to say, nobody's going like, who are you? Or how did you fight? Like, there's none of that. So we got to assume that the post-credit, like, that all of that was, all of that happened in the post-credit scene. Yeah. They're like, fuck you if you don't see our post-credit scenes. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. even me, I was in the movie like, wait, so how does this add up? Like, oh, okay, the post-credit scenes are part of the continuity, so they just assume you saw that before this. <laughs> I'm like, it's funny that you're like, let's talk about the stuff we like. Yeah, how did Captain Marvel, that didn't make any sense to me. Well, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I started from the beginning, and I was like, that was my first big, hey, wait, what? Because <laughs> especially the Captain Marvel was saving Tony thing. Because I, I also did want Tony to kind of save himself. So having like the, the get out of free... Got a jail free card of Captain Marvel just saves you was kind of like a what? My guess is also from a from a character standpoint. I guess it just goes to show goes to show like sometimes you can't you can have all the genius in the world and sometimes it's not enough. It's fucked, yeah, yeah. And the shocking moment that they didn't really show even with Nebula. Wait, what? Even with, like having Nebula there with him, who's also like I'm pretty sure she knows robotics and, and stuff like that. And that was fucking sad when she was like basically like you know getting him ready for his last nap, or whatever. Where he she put up the little cover on him and stuff, and I was confused. gave him her food. I was also yeah, I was confused. I was like, does she need to eat? And like if 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 things would have run its course and Tony Stark would have died from running out of oxygen, I was she like, would would, him. <laughs> I was like, would she have died from lack of oxygen or is she good? She I'm probably like, needs I'm, to eat less because she's still organic, but just not as much. So she probably that's why she probably could give him her food and stuff. But um, but the positives, yeah. So but wait, wait, but the, I was gonna say the um. The fact that they hid in the trailers how emaciated Tony Stark was when he got back. Oh yeah, from that like shit. you can see like the bone, like his face looks sunken, like he hadn't eaten. And what he said, food ran out four days ago. Yeah, food and water ran out four days ago. Good CG job. Yeah, that was that was really good. But that was a really like emotional argument that he had with Captain America. That's not what I expected to happen. I did not expect Tony Stark to get there and be like, "Fuck you, Cap." Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was gonna be a Fuck reunion. You. Yeah, yeah, there was no like, "Do you trust me?" Yeah, that's not until later. In that moment, he's like. Fuck you! You and weren't I, there. And I you get, said you'd be there. Yeah, and like, I get oh, he's shit. delirious and stuff like that. But at the same time, like you know, you're the one that just ran off into space. So how? What? I'm like, how is he gonna be there? Like, well, he felt betrayed from back in Civil War. It was like, I'll be there if you need me. Like, so where the fuck were you? <laughs> so I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I don't because it's like, remember in, in Infinity War. Uh, Bruce was like, "Call Captain America." He's like, eh, "We're not really on speaking terms." So he he didn't make he didn't make the call. I think so he how- did it before that. I think he was even talking about civil. Like if if they didn't break up in civil war, Captain America would have been there from the door. There would never have been like an old call Captain America. They would have always already all been together. Yeah. So Infinity War might have played out differently. But and coming from delirious. Tired that's why I was like, I think it's a delirium and all that. But, that's but what a real argument to start the movie. Like that was that was good. And mm-hmm. what I really enjoyed was the subverted expectations of like, yeah, let's go fight Thanos. Because again, our speculation was, yeah, they're going to fight Thanos, but they're going to recreate that uh, Infinity Gauntlet scene where they all go fight him together. And it's an epic battle, and they all lose. And Tony Stark gets away somehow. Not all not, happened. Yeah, not at all. Fucking Thanos, when he's limping up the stairs, I'm like, uh, yeah, I was yo, like, what how's he going to fight? Yeah, and then when they show his face off, I was like, what the fuck happened to him? Yeah. And before you can even really think about it, boom, Captain Marvel comes crashing Bro, in. the way she comes in, starts whooping his ass. I was like, nah, nah, son, you ain't getting no breaks. It's like, ah, what's happening? Yeah, and like, talk about things we like, like subverted expectations too, like, when Thor chopped his head off, like, I think the whole audience was like, oh, fuck. Because 
<laughs> nobody expected, especially being this this is a Disney movie and Marvel movie. Like we've never seen anything that dark in the movies, more or less. Where they like like they showed his head get lopped off. Oh yeah. This was there's a lot of curse in this movie too. This is that movie's not for kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> they were like, no, 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 no. Let the kids stay home. This is for young adults. <laughs> or, or is it? Because the little girl did say shit. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like they, they curse a lot in this. But yeah, when he chops off his head, and like, what did you do? Both times Thor makes a joke like this, I, I literally said it to you before it happened. I was like, oh, he went for the head. And he's like, I went for the head. I'm like, ah, he did it. He said it. Because you're Thor. Yeah, I'm goofy. and I, Actually, I have been kind of letting myself go recently. And my abs, I've been eating too much ice cream like uh, Thor nah, did. Ice cream gives you abs. No, it doesn't. You, you, didn't see, you didn't see Thor eating ice cream in the movie. He was drinking beer. <laughs> No, that's what, maybe, that's what maybe, happens. Maybe if he ate more ice cream. So then the five years later, time skip happens, and which is actually less time than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be 10 or something that we talked about. But yeah, talking about Thor, when they go to find Thor after Ant-Man comes back in the stupidest way, I mean, like, a, a, a rat a rat presses a button, and that's what opens up the portal to save yeah. Ant-Man. I mean, it's Disney. It's Mickey Mouse. But nobody pressed that button. Nobody, like, who put that, who, who impounded that vehicle? Like, nobody... I was like, what's this button do? Boop. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It goes to the jobs. I was like, so you still got this one, one guy that didn't get snapped away. He still got his toe, he still got his toe job. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome scene when Ant-Man's like looking through the memorials. Like, oh, my name, my name, my name. Or uh, well, no, he's his daughter's his name. Daughter's name yeah. And then he finds his name. He's like, what? And then he meets his daughter who's like a 15-year-old or whatever. Which sucks because now we've lost that amazing child actress. She was great. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, New girl might be good. I don't know. But just saying. But... Kudos to like Paul Rudd's acting in that moment, like when he sees his daughter and he's like on his face, he's like trying to figure out who she is, and then he realizes his daughter. Then he goes from like this whole emotional roller coaster of sadness and realizing he lost five years of his of 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 his of seeing his daughter grow up and like what's and then also like what's going on, like how did this happen, like where am I, and then trying to put on a strong front for her, like oh you got so big, like good. Paul Rudd. Yeah, the emotional acting in this was top notch. And especially, again, he's coming back to an apocalypse world. Like, the, when he asked that kid, like, hey, what happened here? And the kid just looks at him like, really? Bitch, you don't know? <laughs> and he's like, what? What is this? Like, children of the corn? Like, what the fuck? Is nobody around? Again, how are they fixing this world? That wor- the world, this the, the block he was on looked fucked up. It did. You know how much, like, fucking the, the world's like that? And you gotta fix all that? <laughs> anyway. I'm like, are people still paying their mortgages? Like, how does this how does this work? It's so many questions. <laughs> Is there a president? <laughs> so many questions. Um, but yeah, so they they come back and are like, oh, Ant Man, I'm back. But guys, uh, I'm in the quantum realm, and maybe we can figure out some way to make time travel work. It's just like, we're time travel is the solution. Okay, let's figure this out. They go with Tony Stark. Tony's living on this farm with uh, Pepper and his daughter, who's now. And she's from the comics too, Morgan Stark. Isn't that the name of the daughter from um was it Age of Ult- Age of Ultron the comic? What was that from? I uh, do know that name. I know I know Morgan Stark, but I don't remember who she is. She's definitely in like alternate timeline futures of, the, of Marvel. Yeah. I've heard that name before. I've heard that name before. I just don't remember who it is. I wanna I wanna say I, I heard that first in Age of Ultron, but whatever. Um They try to convince Tony to come back. Hey Tony, we got this crazy idea. And he's like Really? Back to the Future is your plan? That's. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad they at least were open enough to be like, yes, we're just doing a, a full Back to the Future 
uh, adventure in this one. It's, it's, we're gonna call it a time heist. That's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And the fact that before this moment, Tony Stark is like time travel. That's laughable. In the span of a evening, because it seemed like the same day, he was like, "Oh, by the way, I figured out time travel." I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> It's so easy. <laughs> I, I, and I guess if you say if uh, then also I was like, because part of me was like, well, I guess he, he got enough information where he, and plus he has an AI to help him figure it out. But I'm also like, how cool would it have been if like, and this is also again, character thing. I'm like, how cool would it have been if he, him and Shuri would have maybe helped like discover. Well, Shuri was really dead. They, 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 they didn't even mention that. It was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, like I wow, was like, okay. So it's like it would have been cool considering like all this talk about, especially it it would shut other people's mouths because it's like they keep saying Shuri's the smartest, Shuri's the smartest, Shuri's the smartest. But it's like we don't, we haven't really gotten. They got the little one tease in Infinity War where uh, Bruce Banner and them were going back and forth. She's like, "Well, why didn't you do this?" And it's like, "Well, because we, we didn't think of it." But it's yeah. like I feel like that's not really enough. It also would have helped with this universe going forward. Like there is no more Tony Stark. So I'm like maybe establish this relationship beforehand, like almost like a passing of the mantle. Yeah. Well, tooth. I like the idea a lot, passing the mantle like that. Maybe but, not as Iron Man, but, no, like, no, no, but as, as the, the brain. Yeah, the intelligent person in the, in the universe. But two things. One, I feel like this is why Tony Stark had to die, because now that you've established that he can do anything with science, like, he's, a plot, he's literally a, plot, a walking plot contrivance. If he were to keep living, you could solve anything. After the fucking Infinity Gauntlet like wiped out Thanos and be like, how are we gonna save everybody else? Fuck, I can do it. Just give me a day. I can figure it out. <laughs> that I don't even have a problem because you can say that about Batman, but then you can also say, well, sure, he's supposed to be smarter. She she could be a walking plot contrivance too, and she's still alive. But now it's established. Like it, you might say she's the smartest, but in a world where he spent an evening to create time travel, it's like you could really solve anything. So that's that's part of the reason why he had to die. But also, oh, what was the second one gonna say? Um. Oh, if Shuri was there, I feel like that would have helped the believability of figuring out the time travel so quickly. Because at least then it's like, oh, the two smart people coming together with the missing ingredient of Ant-Man's quantum technology. Mm-hmm. That's what made time travel possible. But when it's just Tony, just doing what Tony does anyway, it's like, it was impossible until it wasn't. Just like making a new element was impossible until it wasn't. Yeah. But whatever. And then plus the whole thing was like... Gotta keep it moving. That's you, know about <laughs> Wanda, you know about WandaVision, but like Vision didn't come back. Like I thought she was going to rebuild Vision yeah, and make Wanda, White Vision. No, nah, Vision was just gone. So Vision's like, dead. How is that show going to work? Ah, that's a good ass question because Vision's just done. But by, by the end of this movie, he's neither here nor there. He doesn't come back at all. Now, they don't even mention him. But yeah, so it's like those character things. That I'm like, I can't like. That I'm like, it adds up. That I'm like, oh, I wish it, it was had that for this movie, especially going forward. Especially no knowing that you're not gonna have certain characters around anymore. Yeah, but the foreshadowing established in that scene, the connection established with Tony Stark and his daughter. When it, which again, Disney and Marvel. I don't know what pool of kids they pull from like acting kids yeah but they always great. able to get the fucking cutest fucking most endearing little child actors i've ever seen in anything yeah, <laughs> like the morgan you think it's uh ty simpkins character iron man 3 monica rambo monica rambo uh ant-man's daughter where are they finding these yeah, kids <laughs> like build the kids <laughs> build the kids oh the build the bear joke with yeah. rack raccoon is hilarious um but yeah, like the I love you three thousand moment, the foreshadowing of him talking to uh Pepper about like like do I do this? Like if I do it, like I might be risking everything, and he clearly he was. Um and just to f- jump to the end while I'm thinking about it, 
and this is also a trend that happens in the Game of Thrones, nobody gets last words. Like, I guess the last words was like a concept that was done in the 90s or something. It was like, no, no, no. It's not realistic. People, yeah, people don't have last words yeah, in real how, life. How, but how convenient it was like, I'm dying, but I get to, to tell you my whole, like, yeah, in the basement of our house, <laughs> I left a safe of a billion dollars, and the combination is five, nine, eight. I love you. Dead. Look, bro, I don't need all that. I just need something. Like, just one line. Like, just be like. He got his line. I am Iron Man. No, I needed something to say to Pepper, something to say to Peter, which broke my heart. I'm like, yo, Peter now has watched Uncle Ben in this universe die and Tony Stark. It's like, yo, Wait, every Tom- father figure you have dies. And both of these movies, Tom Holland keeps getting these emo- Like in Infinity War, it was Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then this one we is like, Mr. Stark? Mr. Stark, we want. I'm like, fucking Tom Holland, stop trying to make me cry. <laughs> and the Iron Man death didn't make me cry in the first screening I saw with you, but I cried in the second screening because now I realized it was it was permanent. It was actually it was it felt real. Yeah, at the time. like the first screening, I didn't feel like I I I had I guessed that he was gonna die. So because of that, I was like, oh, I knew it. So, Especially in the beginning when they set up Morgan, when they set up I love you three thousand, they were like they were riding on the wall that he was gonna die from the beginning. I was like, well, <laughs> clearly he's gotta so die. So yeah, the first time I was just like, oh, I knew it. He's gonna die. Okay, I'm not surprised. So I was in that. Moment, but then the second time I was like, "Oh, Tony Stark is dead." Okay, and it was how he died. It was that he after the big, which is a great moment with the "I am Iron Man" and the snap. It's how catatonic he looks. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just thought about something. I just thought about something because the whole because he paused when he got the gauntlet and he said, "I am Iron Man." And I just thought about it. I was like, that whole time when he was doing it, pausing, I'm like, well, Thanos yeah, punches him. Yeah, Thanos <laughs> ran up and punched him. Like, you're going to do something. Like the Hulk and Thor. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, hope is lost. <laughs> but uh, like the, the, how catatonic he was and Pepper telling it, what made me cry ultimately was, it wasn't even Tom Holland going, oh, we won, Mr. Stark, we won. It was when she pushed, pushed, Tom Holland away, and she was like, "It's okay now, Tony. Like you can rest. You can rest. Like we're all okay." And that's really what he's been trying to. He's been fighting again since Avengers One, and since even Iron Man One, he's taken on the burden of the world onto his shoulders in every single movie. That's why Age of Ultron happened. That's mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. So like, and that's why the fight in the beginning of this movie happened. Like, didn't I say we needed a suit of armor around the world? Yes. I like, damn, our freedoms. Yeah. So that having. And again, you don't even know if registered with him. You have no idea if he's even hearing her, really. But I like to believe she he did. I think he can kind of hear because when she said, because he tried to turn away, and she said, "Tony, look at me." And he turned. Yeah. And we're all okay. And then he dies like that. That cemented that he is truly the world's best defender, because ultimately it was it was him. It was always him, oh, mm-hmm. Tony. <laughs> but then they get into the time heist, and we start pulling in the characters. Uh, that are, are we're but missing we, in action. But before we do that, talk about something that we liked. Like, I feel like out of all the movies, like going from when he first showed up in the first Thor movie, really doing jack shit. But like, this movie made me really love Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Like, I'm way more. I mean, they started like, the movie with that scene with him and his daughter, and then the family, yeah. and the barbecue. Like, I'm way more excited and invested in his solo Disney Plus series than I was before. Like, before I was like, "Oh, Hawkeye's getting a series. Okay, cool. I'm gonna check it out." But now I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna check it out." 
he had one especially like that Ronan shit like that was, like a, was badass. that was like a whole different movie. Where when, when Black Widow goes there to find him, because he's like after the snap, he just went fucking crazy and started killing criminals. Um, which is we, we both laughed in the theater because it was like, so he appropriated their culture and is now killing them all off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate your culture. Appropriate your culture. <laughs> um There's one line specifically that he has that really hit me. After Black Widow dies and uh Thor's like, wait, 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 wait. Dead? Talk like it's permanent. We have the Infinity Gauntlet. We have the Infinity Stones now. We can bring her back. It's space magic. And he's all fucked up or whatever. When Hawkeye yells at him and is like, you go tell the guy in red that. You go take your hammer and you go up there and you tell him that. Like, I've never seen that level of emotion from uh, Jeremy Renner in any of these movies. Like, that was like a tone he's never hit before. And I was like, damn, okay. You yell at the guy of thunder. All right, Hawkeye. <laughs> like I felt that shit. Yeah, and it's not even a, a thing on Jeremy Renner or even Hawkeye's character because a lot of people would shit on Hawkeye. I was like, well, what can he do? He only has a bow and arrow, and it's like, well, Black Widow only has fucking the scrimmer sticks. Like yeah. nobody says anything about her, but that's because, for the most part, she's always had something to do in these movies and the Avengers movies, and on top of that, she's appeared in other movies. Yeah. Like we had her and for like a whole movie in Iron Man two. We've had her where people fell in love with her. She was the co-lead of Winter Soldier. But Hawkeye, he's only been in the Avengers movies aside from like the little I mentioned before. He had the little minor cameo in Thor. But even in Thor, he didn't really do anything. He was just holding the arrow at Thor. It was like, should I take the shot? No, Super don't take, cameo. Yeah, don't take the shot. And that was really the, that was really all you saw of Hawkeye. Yeah. And but then when he showed up in the Avengers movies, like you got the farm. But even in the farm, it's like all you got was oh Hawkeye has a family. But okay, what else is what else about Hawkeye? Yeah. Nothing. But in this movie, he actually had stuff. So that's why you cared about him. It doubled down on his family and his friendship with Black Widow, which is what made you feel for him. Yeah. Because especially, like, just talking about Black Widow and Hawkeye at the moment, like when they go on the time heist and they go to, I don't remember what the plant's called, but they go to find Vormir. the Soul Stone. Vormir. When they go to get the Soul Stone. I'm looking at you like, well, clearly, <laughs> what's going to happen? I knew going in, I was like, well, Black Widow dies. I'm like, they're going to save her somehow. But the fight they have to Jump to over the edge. Kill themselves. Yeah, they yeah, killed themselves. Epic. It was pretty damn. Yeah, like I was. I, even though I knew it was gonna happen because of the spoiler, I was still like, "Is Hawkeye gonna?" The moment where Hawkeye's running and looks at her, I'm like, "Maybe the spoiler was wrong. Maybe Hawkeye's the one actually dies here." And they fucking just threw it out yeah, there see, as like a. Yeah, I didn't know it was gonna happen. I was like, "Wait, wait, this no, none of this is real. Like, so, they're both gonna live. Like, no." Yeah, it made me question. But that moment where they both jump over the edge and then she attaches the cable to him and she's holding on to her. The fact that she kicked off, like, it wasn't that he... He let her go. Like, yeah, no. no, she kicked off the, the rock and, like, went past his... Or pulled her grip away from his hand. Like, she she wanted it. Like that, I mean, she didn't... She she even said... She didn't want it, but whatever it takes. Yeah. But I like the moment where she's like, yeah, we, we both know... Or he's like, we both know who has to die. And she's like, we do. And they shake hands. And he's looking at her like, I yeah, feel I like we're talking about different people right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the... It was all worth it, though, because it, it gave him the opportunity to go back to his family. And I suppose she, she wanted that more than anything. She wanted everyone... She was thinking about the world more than herself. And that's a huge arc for her character to go from assassin to go from a savior. Yeah, she even said, like, before this family, like, I was... Like, they even talk about it in the first Avengers movie. Like, she was against S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they sent Hawkeye to kill her. Yeah. But he saw something in her that made her, you know, that made him take another route, more or less. And the fact that... It, their roles had switched 
where he wanted to die because he was like, you've seen what I've become. You've seen the things I've done to people. Like, I deserve this. Let me go. And she's like, I don't judge people on their worst mistakes. And she's talking also about herself. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. I mean, the the emotion of this movie, it, the first real scene after the time skip is her crying <laughs> in a room by herself. And then Steve comes in like, is this awkward? Are you all right? <laughs> and, and looking at it, I'm like, I feel like now that Black Widow's dead, I don't know what they're going to do for her solo movie, but I'm like looking at this now, the relationship between the two of them, like I get it's not romantic, but I feel like now it's kind of a detriment that they didn't focus on that more because they do have a story. Play. They even brought up Budapest again. It's oh, like, that was what, great. What is that? It's a long way from Budapest. Is yeah. there like the spaceship going through light speed or whatever? It's like what, what, what happened in Budapest? Like what is this relationship? Maybe that that's what keep- the Black Widow movie's about. I mean, maybe, I hope so. I doubt it. Maybe, but as far as I know, I don't. I haven't heard anything about Jeremy Renner being in it. It better be. Like that's why I want to. I want to see Budapest. You 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 talked about it so much. <laughs> I want to see how their characters bonded. For but the that first part time. of me is like, do I want to see it though? Because we we got the Kessel Run finally in Solo, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, the inferred character was fucking emotional as hell. And what it did to his character in that moment where he yelled at Thor after the whole thing ended. I was like, fuck. I feel that. Like, that's why, th- that was a, a, an example of what makes these movies so great. It's, it doesn't, it's not about the superheroism and the big fucking giant action set pieces. Th- that's all great. Don't get me wrong. But ultimately, it's down to the characters and how they relate to each other. We care about them because they care about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because throughout most of this movie. <coughs> DC. <coughs> just like. <coughs> yeah, because th- th- throughout most of this movie, aside from like the very beginning and the very end. They weren't in their costumes. No, yeah, that's a good point. They were pe- they were superheroes, but they were people first. Yeah, doing superhero things, but yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, something else. I love again, like Nebula. Like oh, f- they can't get her arc. I love, but you can't get any more on the nose than the metaphor of killing your past self. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that that. Uh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> there's no other way to show how much you progress as a character than seeing your past self. But even then, I'm just like you. the timeline is just fucked. So she killed her past self. The Gamora's out of time. Thanos and all that. The whole timeline of Thanos, Gamora, and Nebula is that that whole timeline is fucked. Yeah, like <laughs> so ne- Gar- Gamora never joins the Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. So I'm like, how does that affect when they fight Ronan? But then again, I'm like, is Ronan even... Do- but then, yeah, I'm like, now is Ronan even going after the stones? Because in that timeline, Thanos is dead. Maybe he still would or the stones. Maybe, yeah, he does go after the stones, but now he doesn't have to worry about... Thanos, yeah. The whole fucking time. The it's fucked time, up. It's just if you fuck, think about yeah. it too much, it fucks everything up. Again, this is what my Where, ancient Where's the about. ancient one? <laughs> <laughs> Explain this shit. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Uh, Nebula, killing your past self. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause that 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 mo- that whole back and forth with her and Gamora, like the the past Gamora, or the future Nebula reaching out to the past Gamora, to be like, yo, you, you know you want to do this. Like I know you, I know you never been on Thanos' side. So like, help me, help you. <laughs> and the fact that, I don't know like, that team up, I thought was kind of beautiful. Cause it was like kind of them both meeting halfway. Like Nebula had changed, and it's before Gamora had fully changed. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of at the same point in that moment yeah and it also goes to show like despite how much a person can change you can't force a person to do something that they're not ready to do yeah she wasn't, then, they, Nebula, Nebula wasn't there yet, yet yeah she wasn't there yet so yeah. I, again you think about like a whole gay issue that's because that's what my mind went to automatically like when trying to get somebody to come out when they're not ready to come out mm. and it's like 
maybe five years or 10 years or a year or three months down the line, they'll get to that point. But if, when they're not at that point, that's when they'll like, you get, you get more pushback in the sense, like you get gay people that are in Congress or whatever like that. They're voting anti-gay laws and they're doing all this stuff. Cause like, they're not ready. Yeah. Granted, that's not to say that's an excuse. They take a, they go way extreme <laughs> in that, in that sense. But I'm like, that's something I thought of when it's like, she's not, she's not there yet. And you could see that she definitely felt it though. Like in the moment where she she's trying question if she's gonna attack Gamora or not, you see like in her eyes and her facial acting that like she's thinking about it, but she's like he, he won't, won't let, let me. me. Yeah, like you can still see like she's still being pulled and controlled by Thanos because she hasn't gone through the things that our Nebula has gone through yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like fuck, but that was fucking awesome when she shoots her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that I mean again we're talking about things we love, but. The whole thing with, oh, our Wi-Fi network are on the same frequency. Yeah, I was like, So oh. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, come on. <laughs> like, the, the convenience of, I this was is like, how we're going to get Donald's okay, the plot. <laughs> this would make perfect sense if, like, future Nebula was seeing the past Nebula stuff. Then sure, I get it. But then at the same time, it's like, but you've already said that once you go back to the past, you're creating an alternate timeline. So it's you have to I guess pre- assume that Nebula's brain works in the same way that Wi-Fi does. <laughs> and if you have a password to her Wi-Fi, because now the other Nebula is in the same time, now the the it's like airdrop and the connection is just happening by force. <laughs> it's like oh here's here's all my memories conveniently, so you know exactly what's happening, Thanos, so you can come stop it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just but like, you had to get Thanos in this. Yeah, you story had to get somehow. Thanos in the story somehow. It's just huge convenience. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> but the, the fact that it's the past Thanos from Guardians of the Galaxy One era, I also thought was kind of cool though, because then you see like the full armor Thanos, classic sitting in his chair Thanos actually do some shit. It's like, yeah, I sat in the chair all that time, but bitch, I could still fight. <laughs> he was doing a lot. Like, I was like, yo, how fucking strong? And then that blade that he had, I'm like, what is that shit made out of? Bro, that it destroyed I- the vibranium shield. And it was deflecting everything. Uh, Iron Man's beams, Thor's, Thor's lightning. lightning. Fuck it. I'm like, what is this thing made out of? I don't get it. <laughs> but alien, um, alien tech. Yeah, and again, he did all that without eating any stones. But yeah, like... Just raw Thanos. Again, we'll talk about things like... But speaking of convenience, it's like, how convenient is it the fact that... In, in, <laughs> in Infinity War, they established that... Something so powerful to house all of the Infinity Stones. You got to go to Nidavellir, a place that's oh. a, a place that's myth, a place that's legend, a place that Rocket didn't even think was real. Where they make the most powerful and dangerous weapons. Yeah. Where they need to use the power of a dying star mm-hmm. to even get the energy to make these type of weapons. Yep. But in Endgame, it's like, yeah, just use Stark Tech. So, um, <laughs> science and magic are the same thing, Michael. So all Thanos had to do was go see Tony Stark. Granted, he had the help of Bruce Banner and Rocket, but at the end of the day, it was still just Stark Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because science and magic are the same. There was thing no dying. Shit. There was no dying star involved in this. This man invented time travel, or <laughs> <laughs> in like two hours. <laughs> of course, he could do it. <laughs> Very convenient. All conveniences. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh. The character I, I really wanted to talk about with you and to see what you're, how you feel about it. Cause I've seen online some people saying that they didn't like it. But I, I, I know a lot of cosplayers are very excited for this. The fact that when they go find Thor five years later, he's let himself go. And he's fat Thor now, looking like a big Lebowski. <laughs> like, how did you feel about that 
and it, for Thor's character arc. Did you enjoy that in the movie? Because people were like, "Oh, it's too jokey." Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw an article uh, after the fact that basically said like, "This could have been Marvel's opportunity." to maybe take this issue more serious and like PTSD and depression and all that other stuff, as opposed to making fun of it. And then like the fact that he let himself go and making fu- like basically fat shaming him. <laughs> yeah. more or less. They did make a lot of fat. Jo- they they did like, make a lot of fat jokes. It's like, like melted ice cream. <laughs> it was like, again, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. They were like, this is, this is a perfect, there was, this was Marvel's perfect opportunity to really delve into like mental, mental depression and, 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 and stuff like that. This movie's already pre- Sad though. <laughs> but I was like, I get that, and maybe yeah, sure, maybe they did drop the ball on that because truth of the matter is, I mentioned this earlier, like that is like out of all of the Avengers, Thor lost the most. So for his character, it makes sense for him to backtrack and go back to where he was in Thor One. But the only difference is, like in this, at least in Thor One, he was still fighting and and taking out frost giants and stuff like it's that. It's lower so, than Thor One. Thor one, That's he was what I was still a cocky say. asshole. Yeah, yeah. He, he was still a cocky asshole, but he, he was still a drunken hedonist and didn't really care. And it was all about, yeah, another. So, But at least in Thor 1, he was still like fighting frost giants and stuff like that. So he was still like working out. Yeah, he was a hedonist, but it was because of his ego, not because of his depression. Yeah. And this, it was like he fell pat lower than that point because now it was based on depression, trying to escapism, really. He was just, just playing video games. He was drinking literally all day. Which is so funny. Remember back when Iron Man 2 came out? People were like, oh, are they going to do the demon bottle story with Tony Stark and he's going to be an alcoholic? Nah. But Thor is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I, I, I... So did you like it? Did you like that for his character? Because I, I did. I, I, I think, mean, you know, I, I did I did like it for his character. And we don't know what we know. Maybe if they... Maybe it would have been better if they took, took a, a more... Not preachy is the word, but a more realistic approach to it and not try to make it jokey. But then maybe it would have been worse. I feel so like I don't the movie's know. already sad enough. You don't need to press sad, like no fun Thor. And plus, this, this, is, this is a good example of the difference between, I think, Joss Whedon and the Russo brothers in terms of writing. Joss Whedon would just write off like 20 like one-liner jokes and that would make it feel lighter than it really should be. But I feel like the Russo brothers, yes, there were jokes that came from him being fat and hedonistic and stuff like that, but they came from a place of the jokes were not only as expensive from the other characters, but they were self-deprecating jokes coming from Thor because he didn't feel good about himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they did a great balance in the same way they did the balance in infinity war where he'd make jokes, but you could see right behind those jokes yeah. was fucking pain. Like they were all coming from a place of like, if he doesn't laugh for this moment, if he doesn't make everybody else laugh with some stupid thing he's going to say, he's going to cry. And yeah. the moment he has to explain to the, the group about the, the infinity stone uh, from Thor dark world, and he does break just from talking about his mom and, and, and Jane. It's like you could see all that pain and anguish being hidden behind that very thin veil of humor. Yeah, it's like almost making yourself laugh to keep yourself from crying. Like you yeah. think about even comedians. Like a lot of comedians, they went through like <laughs> some dark shit in their life. And that's yeah. where... Says the guy with the meme page. <laughs> 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 I look dark off the distance, like. but that's that's what that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. The the tragedy, like tragedy and comedy, are almost two sides of the same coin. Tears of a clown. Yeah, but even like even like, I can we name a bunch of moments like that though. In the moment where they first find Thor and 
It was all jokes, all funny, all new Master 69. You tell him I'm going to fucking come for him. <laughs> that was hilarious. But then when Hulk mentions Thanos and just he breaks. Became like Voldemort. He who shall not be named. Don't yeah. you say that name. But you can see it in, again, Chris Hemsworth was a great actor. The, the, the emotion drains from his face and the way he grabs Hulk. And not like to beat him up like he's an asshole or anything, but just he's losing control of like his, his composure in that moment. He's just like, don't say that name. And how Hulk looks at him like, damn, son, you've fallen so far. Like, please get your hand off me. I will fuck you up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Although but, he wouldn't because it's not the same Hulk. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, he's like, if I wanted to, I could fuck you up right now. <laughs> but he's like, get your hands off me. But it's like... You know, you helped me when I was at my low point. Let me help you oh, now. They, they were kind of close. I was like, kiss him. <laughs> it got real. It was, it they got like, real close. I was had, like, kiss him. They had a little bit of romance. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Because yeah, cause you see him playing it up. Like, he's playing up to him not caring, to, like, like I said, to keep himself from crying. And then on top of that, like... I mentioned I, I gotta keep I gotta keep dialing on this point. Out of all of the Avengers, he's lost the most. Yeah. He's lost his mother. He's lost his father. All of he's Asgard, lost his brother. His home. He's lost his best friends in the Warriors Three. Which granted, he don't they, give a fuck they about. Still don't mention. Yeah. And where the fuck is Sif? She's still yeah, where is Sif? Movie. She's, she's still filming the NBC show. Looks <laughs> like bitch. Where are you? Maybe she got snapped away. Huh? <laughs> then where was she? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she lost his best friends. The Warriors Three. Heimdall. Half his people to Hela, and then half his people to Thanos when he killed them on board the ship, and then half his people when they snapped them away. So. It's like how and many home. how many Asgardians are left? Like ten. <laughs> and then on top of all of that, all of that and he's loss, lost his hammer. Yeah, yeah. But on top of all that loss, then he when he goes to get revenge for all of that, he fucks up himself, and he knows that he's at fault for. It. He's like, I, it was me. If I had done what I needed to do, this none of this would have fucking happened. So he blames himself for that on top of everything else. And they don't go into it in detail, but they do give you the tail end of his conversation with his mother. And he's basically explaining to her, like, yeah, it's all because of me. It's my fault. Like, am I even still worthy? And a little bit of pep talk she gives him, I fucking love. Like, to revisit one of the worst movies the worst, in MCU. Yeah, and make it important. Yeah, make you care so much more about his mother than even that movie did. I, I liked her in that movie because of her death. You hated it because, oh, it was bullshit. <laughs> it was, <laughs> fight. Defi- it was definitely bullshit. <laughs> but they gave some much needed... And this, this is an example of... I think what the MCU does best, which is it makes the past movies more impactful. So now when you go back to the dark world, now you've got this informing it, so you care even more about his mother. So it's like, fuck, man. It hurts. (laughs) Yeah. And he kind of alluded to it in Infinity War, where basically, like, because for the most part, this is Thor's first, well, in these last couple of years, Thor has never, like, he's he's been alive for like 1,500 years. And he kind of mentioned with Rocket in that 15. There's been countless times where people tried to take me down. I've always won. Yeah. But these last couple of years, he's lost <laughs> a lot. Like, ultimately, he's like having a really bad weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, ultimately, he won the battle. Like, he took out the Dark Elves and yada, yada, yada. But for the most part, like, he's been losing a lot. Like, he took out the Dark Elves, but he lost his mother. He took out Hela, but he's lost his father, his whole world. Like, Korg, but- tell them who killed Thanos. Stormbreaker? No, but who was holding Stormbreaker? <laughs> so it's like he's never he's never had to deal with loss on this level before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, re- and really, honestly, by the time you get to the final battle, he's 
really even closer to Odin in terms of how he looks. How he looks, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, he, no, he looks like Volstagg. <laughs> he does like, Volstagg, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like Norse mythology, he's closer in that scene or in that moment that I think he's ever been in terms of like the Norse mythology Thor. He does, yeah, with the with the beard, with the braid and the mm-hmm. beard, the the hair. And again, yeah. trailer trickery is a motherfucker because in none of the promotional material, in none of the trailers, yeah, the posters, none of it. He looks like regular Thor, which yeah. of course you don't want to give that away. That's yeah, supposed to be a that's a big reveal in the movie. That's crazy that they kept that under the fucking table that entire and, time. And I'm actually because I saw some people was like, oh, I'm a little disappointed he stayed Fat Thor more or less. I like it. There's a lot of memes where oh, Fat Thor, Fat Thor again with the body, the people like the body shape. But like somebody, was, I, I heard a couple people say, oh, I was hoping when he got both Mjolnir and uh, Stormbreaker together, it would like magically got rid of his gut. And I'm like, no, he didn't magically gain his eye when he uh had got which something I so which people, is something I thought was gonna happen too. But. People say they don't, they want stakes. But then they want to just erase things that actually had consequence. Because that, that's a consequence. Like, he was depressed for five years. Time didn't get reversed, so that's who he is now. And I'm sure by the next Guardians of the Galaxy, because by the end he leaves with the As Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a fucking hilarious moment, yeah. where him and, and Peter are like uh, fighting over a leadership. The, leader. the moment he's like, Of course. Of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> no, but face. then when he, when he was like, well, the second time I laughed even harder, but he was like, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's his eyes. Chris, Hems- Chris Hemsworth is brilliant yeah, as an actor. He's really Especially good. as a com- comedic actor. His timing is amazing. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure in the next Guardians of the Galaxy, he's going to be slimmed out at least a little bit. If he's not, I don't care. But I, they, they do have, you know, they can play with time however they want to now. And I also kind of feel like I think the main reason of them putting him with Guardians of the Galaxy is because they got to deal with Adam Warlock. Who's strong enough to take Adam Warlock? Not fucking Drax. Also true. Or they might... This is also a good way to soft reset Thor movies. Or they might use uh, Guardians 3 to introduce Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that'd be also awesome. There's a lot of places they can go with Thor, so I'm glad he's still around. Um, Who else in the time heist? Do we but I do wonder, about? are they going to do a Thor 4? Or Probably is, after or is this, or is this now the status quo? Thor is going to appear in Guardians movies as opposed to having his own solo movie. I could, I could sooner see Guardians three having Thor, and then after that they reset the Thor movies to have like a Thor four or something, but not call it Thor four. Just give it some subtitle, and then reboot Thor and that Valkyrie. Way. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Now Valkyrie's fucking queen of what's left of Asgard. So yeah. I'm glad they did the comic thing where Asgard's now on Earth. Um, I was gonna say okay, so back to the time heist. We haven't talked about all the characters yet. But wait, now that I think about it, but are all the Asgardians back? Because if you think about the end, you saw Valkyrie flying out of the portal with the Pegasus, but you saw other people with like the Asgardian armor come come with her, and it looked like they were coming out of Asgard. Maybe. So I'm like, did they bring... They can't bring... Well, no, because Donald's killed a bunch of them. Some of them died in the Battle of Ragnarok. Those didn't come back. Still a big chunk of them. But I'm like, but who are those people that came with Valkyrie? And then it looked like, and again, it looked like in the background, as it looked like a magical. So I was like, "Where did she come from?" It did. And then so I'm like, "And then where did she get the horse?" That's I don't know. Her horse is just chilling in that <laughs> that, that town or whatever somewhere that we didn't see. It's like there's winged horse stables that we didn't see. <laughs> but the the revisiting of uh, the New York battle, and the fact that I love that moment where. They're planning like the the heist, and they're trying to figure out where all the stones are and the best way to the 
the place, the best places in time to go find them. And Bakudo's like, guys, if we do this right, you realize that there was a point in time where all like there were three stones in New York, right? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How convenient. How convenient, that? yeah. <laughs> but when the they go whole back, universe. When they go back in the past and and the Hulk, <laughs> the, the the Avengers one Hulk destroys shit, and Hulk's like. Breaks the car. Kind of gratuitous. That was cute. When uh, Hulk confronts the Ancient One, and the Ancient One does like the. So now we've established if Doctor Strange and Hulk fight ever, Doctor Strange wins in this universe because Hulk is like, punch, your soul's gone. Oh! Yeah. And I like that conversation and interaction. Um, but it was also cool to see the Ancient One. She not really, but she kind of participated in the battle in New York. Yeah, yeah. We just, we just didn't see it in Avengers One, where she's like shooting down Chitari from uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum or whatever. But ultimately, I'm beams, like beams, beams, beams. Yeah, as the sources, that's not really her fight. Yeah, could help a little more. <laughs> she could have, because I'm like, she could have, she probably could have stopped the whole thing. Oh, yeah. portals opening at the at the top of the sky. Let me. It's let not me. our fight. We're all dying. <laughs> New York is being destroyed. Well, yeah, I'm like, it's not a fight. She has the time. St- if she knows Stephen Strange is coming, she knows the Avengers are gonna win. Yeah, they, she got the the Bran Stark thing going on, where she can see the future. Yeah. I guess, sort of, not really. Um, because she didn't know why Doctor Strange did what he did. She's like, wait, he gave Thanos a stone willingly. willingly? Why? Well, I'm an idiot then, because obviously he must have been right. <laughs> what if he wasn't? <laughs> He's the best of all of us. That's what she said. That's yeah. that's her excuse. Yeah, saying, like, He's supposed right. to be the best of us, so there's a reason. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, but the stuff that they do with the uh, the post the Battle of Avengers 1, we get to see the aftermath of what happened when they captured Loki, and we get to see uh, the Winter Soldier characters come in, like the, the Hydra members. Oh, even crossbones. Even before that, like the 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 funny moment where they all try to get in the elevator, and then like Hulk tries to get in the elevator too. Uh-huh. Like, no, no, hate take stairs. the stairs. Oh, I hate stairs. Hulk hates stairs. So many stairs. But you, Hulk, just jump, bro. Like you, can yeah, just, just jump, jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but who knew? Who knew that joke would end up fucking over the whole mission? Because by the time he gets to the bottom of the stairs, and Tony Stark grabs the Infinity Stone, he flings open the door and launches the fucking suitcase over to Loki conveniently and Loki grabs it and teleports away. I'm like, God damn it, you guys. Yeah. God damn it. That whole, like, that, 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 this is my, probably my favorite part of the time heist in terms of like the, watching the events unfold because we, you know, we're following Tony with Ant-Man talking about America's ass and all those jokes. I was like, yeah. <laughs> why are you looking, Tony? <laughs> and then when, when Pete, well, Peter, when uh, Steve fights, the Steve from Avengers 1, he's like, I could do this all day. Or I, even, I, I or know, or I even, know. Even having the call back to Captain America being a Hydra agent in the comics where he had, the, you, they kind of recreate the elevator scene, but they take a different route. Oh, hail Hydra. Yeah. And a little smirk he gives, like, I got you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I never thought I would see that in a movie. Hydra Cap. Yeah, Hydra they did Cap. It. Yeah. It's not, it's not technically right, but they still did it. Still did it. <laughs> um... <laughs> when he beats the other Steve by say, which is, I've seen this comparison online. They give, I, I don't know if the Rooster Brothers is intentional or not, but if they did as a middle finger to BVS, beautiful. In what way? <laughs> when Avengers 1 Steve has our timeline Steve in a headlock and he says, 
Wait, oh, Bucky's Mar- alive. Martha. <laughs> Wait, Martha. Basically. How did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Bah, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> basically, I don't know if there was a purpose, but that was funny to me. And he was looking at his ass like, that is a ass. ass. <laughs> I, I just love that they could still interject humor in this movie and not ever make it feel forced. It also goes to show kind of the growth of Captain America because you could kind of tell like it's he. He was almost tired of his own bullshit. It's like, well, I can do this all day. Like, I love, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I get I it, know. I get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, all this stuff was all these callbacks were fucking fun. And then Ant Man does the thing with Tony Stark's heart, which I guess gave him a mild like heart murmur or something. Yeah. Thor saves him. Um, let but, me ask. Let me ask you though. Do you think that was actually Natalie Portman, or did they use like old footage? Oh, in the or dark you, world thing? Yeah, or do you think they maybe used a body? Because they we didn't actually see Rocket attack her. It was like a body, but we didn't really see her. I want to say that that was footage from Dark World, and they just extended the scene. Because remember, like, Natalie Portman is like, fuck the MCU, more or less. And she so, didn't really so. have a line. No, she she didn't have a line. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder if that was really her. Like, Because they got everybody to come, but, well, maybe, except for Hugo Weaving, but they got the other guy to play Red Skull, but... They pretty much got everybody to come back, so I'm like, I want to say was, that. Was I wonder fake. if that was actually her, or did she just like, no, fuck you, and they used old footage. I feel like if it was her, they would have actually had dialogue for her or something. But it seemed almost like a, I, I want to go back and rewatch Dark World just to see in that scene if it's the same thing. Cause I want to say there was a moment where she she did get out of a bed like that, and I feel like maybe they just because Rock is a CG character, when she got up, they froze the frame and then let him kind of like walk into the frame too. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you don't see any, her attack her. Or anything. Or pull the ether out of her. No, the next thing you see is him running with the ether in that that vial or whatever. Which, kind of date rapey. I'm not... <laughs> you just stab her with a fucking syringe and yeah. like suck it out of her. Like, what the fuck? Well, then how do you get it back in? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of awkward things he didn't show. Like, Captain America's like, hey, uh, I'm Captain America. Stab! <laughs> Re-inject. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Questions that you can't really ask. Um, But then... So... Where I felt like the pacing started to slow down for me was after that New York scene where because of that fuck up, they had to go further back into the past um, to the 70s, which I also felt like was probably the one of the weaker Stanley cameos. It was definitely a weak Stanley cameo. For the last Make one. love, not war. Well, I've, I, I've, I got to forgive that, at least that, because I'm pretty sure they didn't know that was going to be the last one. Like, honestly, I think they have a cameo for Spider-Man Homecoming, but I guess considering, like, it was supposed to be the end game and Stan Lee did die, they're like, well, let's just make this the end. Yeah. And you could tell, like, stuff like that did seem like it was filmed separately because all you see is, like, you know, him in a car, make love, not war, or whatever, but you don't see anything else. Like, it's... it. Remember they did say that he was getting older. They did a lot of, like, uh, post-credit scenes back-to-back, and they filmed it on a green screen. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of what they did there. So in my mind, the true final cameo of Stan Lee is Into the Spider-Verse because that was probably the best. I like I like him as the Watcher in Guardians 2. I mean, that's cute. Like That makes a lot of sense for the MCU and the universe. But in terms of like an emotional Stan Lee cameo, Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, even what he was saying was so fucking poetic. It always fits, eventually. And then the funny beat. No refunds. <laughs> yeah, no refunds. Um, but yeah, so when they go into the 70s, and again, like I said, even though I felt like the pacing slowed down at that point, I wouldn't change anything, though. Because what they do to establish uh, Steve's still lingering feelings about Peggy, and especially Tony Stark's interaction with his father, 
it was all fucking necessary. You needed all that for yes. the ending. All that stuff I really liked. So I don't even think it slowed down for me because I I liked seeing him interact with his father. Mm. I wanted. I kind of granted. I know it probably would broke stuff, but I was like, oh, I want to see them interact with Peggy. Like, ultimately, like that '70s scene, that '70s show. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that made me really wish that Marvel would dial back and bring Agent Carter back for the Disney Plus streaming service because you didn't watch Agent Carter. No, but I really like. You said Jarvis was in the show, right? I really liked Agent Carter. That, that more Jarvis than was in the more show. than I liked Agent. More than I liked Agents of Shield, I really liked Agent Carter. But that Jarvis that was in yeah the- that that Jarvis that was that that was in uh, the movie was in the show. So it's basically basically the first time the movies acknowledged something that they did in the TV universe in the movies. Okay, so that callback, I was like, oh, that's Jarvis. I was like, oh, is, he was that's right, Jarvis was in the show too. So they had already pre-established that. But for the movie audience, this is the first time. Yeah, for the movie audience, it's the first time. Okay. Um, and yeah, the interaction was great. The fact that Tony, after talking to his father cryptically about his son, I forgot what his name, some some really ridiculous name like Hasmine or yeah, Jasmine my, or my wife wants to name him something. Like, I was like, like you've got time, yeah, Just you got time. Think about it. <laughs> um, but the moment where he's like. I always thought my dad was a hard ass, but now I see he just went what was best for me. Like the understanding, because now Tony is in the same place in his life that his father was before he even had a kid. It's also kind of weird. Not from a uh, you got a user manual for that thing. How do you how do you work a kid? <laughs> from a casting standpoint, though, I always find it weird how they get two different people to play his father. Because like oh, the young Howard and the older Howard. yeah, the young Howard. The shorter guy, he's got a fatter face. <laughs> from uh, that that plays the lead in Preacher, like he's the Howard when when this in the forties. But then when they get make him older, it's like suddenly it's a, I'm like, why not just put makeup on the? Because same? they had already done old Howard first. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, fuck, what I was gonna say. Oh, I, I like the comment that he makes about his beard. Like, yeah, that yeah, guy's so familiar. Weird, weird beard, beard, though. though. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for acknowledging the fact that Tony's beard is so fucking unique and odd. For the 70s, yeah. For anything. <laughs> for the modern times, his fucking beard is weird. But at least modern... It's like, it's like pointed and shit. But at <laughs> least in modern times, it's more acceptable. For, but for like the 70s, it's like kind of fashion choice. Like, yeah, that's not, why I was like, you're not one of these... I don't know what the fuck beatniks. a... I don't know what the fuck a beatnik is. Like a hippie. Oh. Like a, doing drugs and whatever. Okay. I also thought it was convenient the fact that they had the plan to go back to the 70s to get more of the uh, pimp car particles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but why wasn't that the plan originally? Like, why wasn't that the first trip? So we didn't have to do this like, oh, we've only got one shot at this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because I guess, well, maybe. They didn't think about it? They didn't, yeah, they didn't think about it. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, convenience, but whatever. Uh, is that all the time heist side stories? Yeah, we talked. Thor, Rock Raccoon. Oh, <laughs> we didn't really talk about more, but I'm like, how, because I'm like talking about, we talk, we talk about all the conveniences, but I'm like, how convenient is it that it, it was Black Widow and Hawkeye, well, Ronan, that went to, oh. that went to Vormir yeah. to go get the souls. I'm like, what if in the- War Machine and Nebula. Yeah, War Machine and Nebula are the ones Here's that went- you love. I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't uh, I could drop this Iron Man suit down there. <laughs> If it was Thor, you could just drop the keg. Like, drop the beer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I just love... I, I or what if this. somebody went by themselves? I just loved how befuddled Thor was the entire movie because he was, like, drunk the entire time. So I liked when Rocket Raccoon was, like, trying to snap him into his, like, his former self in Dark World scenes. I liked when he was 
with the Avengers before the time heist, and literally everybody would be like, "Yo, calm down, just 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 chill out." <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, uh, what was the moment where like Tony Stark and they were trying to calm him down, or even when they got the gauntlet, and he was like, "Well, I'm the strongest Avenger, so I'll take the gauntlet and I'll do it." Like it was like, "No, you're not in the right state of mind to do this shit." Yeah, no, not at all. You might accidentally turn everybody into beer kegs. <laughs> but the fact that like everybody that is so much weaker than Thor, because you don't, you don't really think about like an unruly god of thunder who you can't be reasoned with you have like these mere mortal men going chill out just chill out for one second Let, let's handle this because <laughs> yeah. if he was like get, no, get off me I'll do it myself you can't really stop him like, you know what I'm saying at least Hulk's there yeah Hulk could stop him but like it was usually like uh, Tony and Captain America that would step up and be like alright calm down bro just, just yeah. settle down <laughs> or even Rocket yeah or even Rocket um, but again gave some human dimensions to Thor so we've been at the end where now Nebula have replaced uh, the evil Nebula replaced herself with the good Nebula. That part kind of made me upset because I was like, why is it the other Nebula? Why- fight back. <laughs> She's not mean? fighting back. Like when Nebula was punching, you're like, you're weak. And like, what are you? I hate you. But she was like, captured. She- what she going to do? But she still, she still could have fought back. Um, maybe not. I mean, I, may- I don't know. Maybe she could. But maybe also- not. I don't mean like fight to escape, but at least fought, like, fought herself. Yeah, I feel you. So then they do this, like, Hulk does a snap, brings everybody back off screen, fucks up his entire arm. So that's part of the reason why Hulk is not, like, a big factor in the final battle. Which I guess technically didn't even make sense, because he was like, the only reason, the reason I can do this is because it's Gamma. I was made for this. I'm ma- yeah. I oh, am, but it hurts so much! <laughs> I, am ga- I am Gamma. Oh, I was wrong, fuck! It's like, uh, I thought you were... Gamma, bro. Yeah, Gamma, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you weren't made too well for... But he survived, so there's that. But then you don't even... When they do the snap... And people are brought back off screen because you see Hawkeye's phone ringing as his wife, Velma, Scooby-Doo. A lot of her in the last couple of weeks on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, she got snaps, when she got snapped away, she went to my the thing is, curse of La Llorona. Before he even snaps his fingers, and maybe it's because Tony did that, that lockdown thing, but Nebula summons the Thanos ship before he does the snap. Yeah. And the Thanos ship breaks a giant hole at the top of the facility. But no one Nobody hears here, that. Yeah. He doesn't shake the facility at all. I was like, no one hears the giant fucking explosion of the ship going out of the fucking structure? No, nothing? I guess not. I guess not. Plot. <laughs> but uh, I think it's soundproof. I guess so. Because you don't even get a moment of celebration and going, oh my God, they're back. Which I think was brilliant because then you forget. Like, you're not 100% sure if they are back, but you forget. Yeah, because you you're, you're not around people to see. But I, but you see, I guess the, the tease of it was you see the birds where they weren't there before. Yeah. But the rain of fire that Thanos' ship does on like, the, the, the whole facility, to the fact that it's like a crater. I was like, how the fuck? Like, Thor, yeah, I get. Everyone survives. Thor, I get. Hulk, I get. But I was like, Ant-Man was like right there when he that shit. flung back. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck? I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, shit, they killed Ant-Man like that. No, he's fine. Hawkeye's fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's <laughs> fine. Even War Machine, I could kind of get because he has—he's wearing the armor, and yeah. you saw like after it was done, the suit of armor was destroyed, and he had to get it out. But then, how did he get it back? Randomly, he had a new—he had a brand new one. That wasn't the same armor, like, right? No, it wasn't the same armor. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> it was—it had the Patriot colors, sort of, or the Iron Patriot colors, sort of, sort of. Not even. It was—it was weird. It looked cool, but it was like, yeah. But I'm like, where did he get? I don't. know. No idea. <laughs> Plot doesn't matter <laughs> because after the big explosion battle, Hawkeye's running away from Outriders or whatever, which is that part in the trailer that we we're like, again, that's another part in the trailer that was like at the end. Yeah, the first twenty minutes, my ass, Kevin Feige, <laughs> but stuff like that. It was like, wait, why is uh, Hawkeye running from? He looked like he was in a, a Avengers facility. Why is he running? What is he running from? 
Outriders. There you go. But then you get the awesome three-way fight between Iron Man, Fat Thor, who somehow when he summons Molnir and Stormbreaker, it braids his fucking beard. <laughs> it looks cool, but again, it's like, why? Whatever. Well, no, wasn't his beard braided before that? No. no it literally, it, it it gave him his armor, and it gave him like a braided beard. Like it styled his hair. <laughs> Space magic. <laughs> Space magic. Um... That, that three-way fight was fucking glorious. Yeah, that three-way fight was great. But here's also, before we get into how epic that fight was, Thanos being put... like The, the Thanos that we got in Infinity War was so much more layered than the Thanos we got in Endgame because his, his, his whole thing basically becomes, oh, well, because now I know that you're, you guys trying to stop my, my grand plan... I'm just gonna race everything. Fuck that. What happened to balance? What happened with like without prejudice? What happened with fairness? Well, no, but he said, and so I don't have a problem with because I get it because now he knows he has different information. And he said, I thought so long as I brought balance to the world, like the Avatar, <laughs> that people would be grateful because they have more resources, they have a chance to thrive and survive, yeah. and they would be grateful. But now I see because of your actions that. So long as there are people that remember the previous world, there's always going to be pushback. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm, I still want to bring balance to the world, but I'm going to I'm going to destroy everybody and then recreate life. And the, the new life that I create won't know what they've lost. It's not like he said, I'm just going to erase everything. He said, I'm going to erase everything but, but that and then also, make, recreate, recreate the world that, that or goes, universe. That, that plays in well to his Mad Titan moniker, but... With the Thanos we got in Infinity War, I felt like it was more fair than that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's more just. And this, that's just, that's just the villain move. Like, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to destroy everything and make it myself. Now, yeah, but Ultimate Universe, he's not, the same, he's not the same Thanos. He's a younger Thanos. So maybe that's also why. But but I'm saying that that's something that kind of irked me a little bit in the movie. And I have seen people complain about Thanos not being as layered and as interesting as he was in Infinity War. But that also being said, it's not his movie. Like that, Infinity War was his movie to the point where at the end it said Thanos will return. That was his solo movie, basically. Yeah. So you don't have as much time with him in this movie to get the layers that we got in the other one. So I'm like, it irked me, but ultimately I am fine with it because I'm not looking at this movie in in a bubble. Like I have, I'm taking Infinity War and Endgame together. So his character development is a through line between both movies. I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, it's, it's just this and this, so that's what he is. But I'm, I'm definitely disappointed in the fact that they killed Thanos at the end. I am I was so hoping, I was hoping that they... Granted, I'm like, what else... Being that they gave... What they gave us, I'm like, what else could you have done? But at the same time, I'm still just like, they keep killing... They, well, I thought they, they keep killing their best villains. Well, I thought they were going to send him back to his timeline. To, you know, to preserve the timeline? Because he still has to exist back where he came from. But though I guess if if you sent him back with his memories, he could just destroy that world because now he knows a bunch of shit that he didn't know before. Yeah. So I guess not. But either way, I, but and that's not to say I don't send think, him back and wipe his memory. Get yeah. A neuralizer. Yeah. You got the Infinity Stones. <laughs> Space magic. So much to establish. It's it's a more poignant image of him fading away. So I I I understand why they did what they did. And I and that, it's not also not to say that he didn't have some dope ass lines in this movie when he's telling them like. Yo, man, that shit wasn't... It's never been personal for me, but this time, I'm gonna, fuck this yeah. planet, fuck all of you, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking enjoy this shit. And then when you saw the whole army shit, you're just like, fuck. But before you even said the army shit, the fact that he was soloing, and I get Thor's not his prime. It's now Fat Thor. He hasn't been fighting for five years. He's a little drunk, too. So it's not even like... He's like... 
Infinity Because I was also, I was like, I thought Stormbreaker was supposed to make you stronger, bro. Well, it's a, it's a multiple factors. And he doesn't even have the gauntlet in this, and you still get your ass beat. Yeah, word. That's, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But it was a thing where he was caught off guard before with the Infinity Gauntlet. That's why he was even he even took that hit. Because he was like, I can stop that. Oh, I can't. Oh. <laughs> but this time, it was like, he... They mentioned a couple times overconfidence is what fucks people up. Thanos says that about them. But really, it, you could reverse that back on the Thanos. Because in Infinity War, he was overconfident. That's why he got hit in the first place. And in this... His overconfidence is kind of why they even got the upper hand in him a little bit. But when he's whooping Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America's ass, in fact, the Captain America is even rocking with them before what happens happens. I was like, God damn, Captain America, this is why you're the fucking man. <laughs> this is why you're the MVP. You're, you're just a stronger dude. And you're fighting a guy that Iron Man and Thor, who are effectively gods, are fighting on par with. And yet you're still rocking with them. And it kind of... That that's the thing that kind of makes me wonder for the future. Like, what is Falcon gonna do? Because Falcon has the shield, sure, but he's not a super soldier. He has some cool moments in this movie, though. Like when he flies into one of those giants with his, his wings and yeah. stabs into them. I'm like, okay, that's some things we haven't really seen how he uses his wings and. But he's still movies. not a super soldier. No, he's not. He better get some mass serum. That's, yeah. all. <laughs> that's the only way it's gonna work. But when Thor's about to be killed by Thanos with Stormbreaker of all things, I'm like. Yo, you about to get fucking stabbed in the chest with your own fucking weapon? The same way that he got Thanos? Yes! I'm like, oh my god, Thor, what are you doing? When Captain America picks up fucking Mjolnir... And, and for, you don't even think... You don't even no. know that's Captain... You think it's Thor summoning Mjolnir yeah. to come hit Thanos? No. Captain America threw it. So when it comes back to Captain America, he grabs it, and a fucking Captain America theme kicks in, and Thor's like, I knew it! I was like, oh, this is a fucking... The Talk about the roar from the audience. Bro. Captain America... And the fact that Captain America was whooping that ass. Like, he, he was, was using... Combos. Yeah, he was using that shield better than I've ever seen. Thor had that hammer Thor for hundreds of, hundreds of years. Captain you America... That, you mean the hammer? What, huh? You say he's using the shield. Oh, whatever. Thor had the hammer... For hundreds of years, <laughs> and yeah, Captain America just got that shit. He was doing shit I've never no, seen Thor do. When he threw the the shield and it hit Thanos behind him, and he threw the hammer and the hammer ricocheted behind Thanos and made like a shockwave that stunned him. And he grabbed the shield back and hit yeah. with lightning. I'm like, yo, he's going off. And he did like a Mortal Kombat uppercut with the hammer, yes. and then slammed like lightning down on. I was like, yo, <laughs> especially in the second, like the audience in the second, like the audience in the second show was way more funner, but like. People got up and started like fucking screaming at the theater. But then Captain Marvel showed up and it was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ruined it. That's not the captain I want. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. I don't want you. <laughs> because yeah, that's like the, the, the bro. And then after he shatters the shield and breaks it in half, it's like the Age of Ultron vision. And Thanos is in like, like a br most brutal way. He's like, boom, 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 boom. Going off of him harder than th he went on Iron Man and Thor. So I'm like, bro. Because Captain America is the one that gave him the, like, he gave him he the hands. He him up. Yeah, he gave him the hands. By a, himself. Hu a human. <laughs> By I remember, remember kind of like back when you said, uh, when Infinity War, when, like, when, when Falcon and Black Widow and Captain America came and they took out Proxima Midnight and all that, you were like, fucking humans! <laughs> <laughs> Humanity! It's the same thing. Fucking humans! <laughs> Go team people. <laughs> when the, the moment, and this, it was beautiful. The, this Zack Snyder somewhere came a little bit because that's the, the thing he does best is like making scenes into paintings. 
But when Thanos calls his army, and it's just Captain America, like Thor and Iron Man are, are beaten, and he like we even speculate this like his arm was broken and that was his, like his last like stand when he tightens the strap and he doesn't say I can do this all day but you fucking know it's what he's thinking and he's wa- it's just one man little Steve Rogers who's come so far I still wish he gave that speech in Infinity like, yeah he never gave the no, Infinity never, Gauntlet speech yeah he never gave the speech. I guess you could argue that without saying those words, it's effectively the same. That image. I still, I still would have liked the speech. Yeah. The, I mean, if you notice, they kind of did a thing that Shazam made fun of, which is just a giant fucking battlefield. And you, and they're they're like miles away from each other when the fight starts. And he goes, Avengers! Assemble. What? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we run? We're running. Okay, we're running. Let's go. Let's run. I was like... No one heard you, bro. But yeah, it was, no one it was, heard you. It was dope. But but yeah. So it's it's Steve Rogers. Yeah, he didn't. Even, yeah, he just he said Avengers. Then he whispered a symbol. A symbol. It's like a- no, yell Avengers assemble. Yeah, great for the audience, <laughs> yeah. but not so much for the actual battle. <laughs> but but I think that moment got a louder cheer than when Captain America grabbed me on there. When Avengers he finally, assemble. When he finally said Avengers assemble. Oh, bro! And this is where I cried in the first screening. I cried in this in this moment and Iron Man dying in my second. But in the, my first screening, this was the only moment that got me. It's because when he's walking and you see that fucking beautiful image of just one man, little puny Steve Rogers, who was a fucking little baby in, in a Captain America 1, who only had the purity of his heart to be his defining like uh, trait as a superhero. To go from that little kid or that little guy to being the last stand against a giant space armada and how small he looked on the screen as he's walking toward it. I was like, oh my God, my fucking feelings. But then you hear over the intercom, Cap. On your left. I got chills just saying it just now. <laughs> yeah. And the portal opens up and fucking Black Panther. They they know. They they did that on purpose. Cause they were like, yo, who who made all the money before this? Captain Black Panther? So let him come out first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For all the black people. But I was also like, where's Nakia? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. Don't think about that. We don't care about that. <laughs> I care. <laughs> Everybody comes out. All the portals open. Spider-Man comes out. Guardians of the Galaxy. Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. All the sorcerers. Where's Mort- somewhere Mordo was like, nah, too many sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bitch. Just enough sorcerers. Fucking. Um, that is a good, especially with the five. Maybe he disappeared in the five. But I'm like, yeah, where's Mordo? Is he trying to get rid of all the sorcerers? <laughs> I mean, Thanos kind of did that for him. So. <laughs> I just thought about it. I was like, well, especially with sorcerers and magic and stuff, I'm like, well, no, never mind. I guess you probably have to know beforehand and pre-prep because I was like, what a sorcerer, wouldn't a sorcerer have a way to be immune to like the snap? You would think so. Magic. But, nah, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that moment where he goes, Avengers, and the Avengers theme song's kicking in, a symbol. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> that made me cry. And then seeing all them fucking, really, it's just a bigger version of the Wakanda battle. But a way bigger version. Like, every every movie is, like, a bigger, like, Winter Soldier started, like, the epic fight scenes. Then it continued in Civil War. Yeah. Then with the airport scene. Then again in uh, Infinity War. <coughs> but I'll say and now this, you got this. The, the, the intricacies of the battle of Infinity War both the Wakanda battles and the battle on uh, Titan. I feel like what they did with the characters and their abilities was more interesting than what they did in the final battle here. 
They had bigger set pieces. But like, for example, when they're fighting Thanos on Titan and Doctor Strange is using his magic to like tie him up and then they're having like a magic battle. Iron Man's got the moon thrown at him and they're fucking going at it. Yeah. I think it's also because like that battle, it was so small and contained that you could focus on these different characters and the, they're, them doing the combo technique. With this one, it's like it's like the Ready Player One battle. It really is. So it's like, you don't have time for all that. You, yeah. you just got to do panning shots. It's just big moments. So big, big set pieces like the A-Force when they come out. Like when everything seems lost and Captain America oh why did they change the fight oh when they fire down on all of the fucking people because Thanos is getting his ass whooped he, but Wanda Wanda yo, gave him the hands like bro Scarlet Witch was like she didn't need anybody else like where was she in the final in the final moments have her come out oh he's gonna get the Infinity Gauntlet nah bitch <laughs> psychic powers <laughs> like she she sold him she did she had him beat the only reason that the, he she didn't beat him was because he she got distracted and like the and, and it was so, the battlefield was raised by the the gunfire from the ships. And it was so funny because he's she's like you took everything from me. He's like I don't, I don't even know, know who you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I get it because it's a different Thanos, not yeah. the same Thanos that killed Vision, but still it's yeah. like. But the also it's funny. And she's like, but you will. Yeah. He still didn't know who she was. No, he though. Still, <laughs> no, he knew who she was. Don't mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> that chicken red is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because she is basically like just like Captain Marvel, she is an Infinity Stone more or less. That's also the reason why I feel like the Thanos stuff wasn't as strong as an Infinity War because that moment was great and that moment was funny when he was like, "I don't even know who you are," but you lose something by losing those connections. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Same thing with Tony, where it's like, oh, "I respect you, Stark." Like he didn't even know Stark at this point. Well, I guess he kind of did because when uh... oh, he killed the Avengers. Yeah, when yeah. I was like, "How did he know? How the fuck did he knows?" Who but you know are. what I mean? Like they didn't have as much of a rapport because you can't because it's not the same Thanos. Yeah, I get it, but I, you know, it detracted a little bit. But yeah, when Captain Marvel comes in after the battlefield is raised, and I love that moment because again, we care about the people more than the heroes. Like Rocket Raccoon threw himself over Groot. That was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Um. But then Captain Marvel comes in because the ship's fired into the sky and she flies through it, just solos that whole thing. I'm like, clearly she's Superman. Why no one else needs to be here? I mean, we've <laughs> seen Thor do that though in uh, Wakanda. True, but I like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, both screenings, nobody says shit for Captain Marvel. For me, I'm like what are we going? We spent like an hour talking about that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when she, but but even when she fought Thanos, I would even rather she had done more because she's so powerful. Yet she really only has like one exchange with him. Even even like the A Force moment was like she does she she's got help and it's like she doesn't need it. Yeah, like, why did she even need? They showed they showed they showed like all of the A Force mem- members get their get their moment like uh, Valkyrie, Valkyrie, the, yeah, the space whale and and, and Okoye and et cetera et cetera. Especially but, Okoye and them like y'all y'all. <laughs> Y'all don't got nothing on but, this. But for the most part, like, Captain Marvel just, boom, like, blew past every, like, yeah. all of that. It's like, so yeah, you didn't really need the... Even when she talked to the most, char- one of the most charismatic characters, hey, Peter Parker. Yeah. What hey, you got me? And you can see, like, the terror, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's like, uh, hi, I'm Peter Parker. She's like, hey, Peter Parker. You like, got something for me? Even that was dry. I was like... Like, everybody's act... Everybody's acting circles around her. Everybody. He's a child. <laughs> what is going on? But yeah, I don't know. But I will say, positive thing, I do like the haircut. The short haircut? Yeah. Too bad she, it's not canon anymore. Oh, no, it still is. No, still it five still years is. Later. Yeah, you're right. Five years later. Yeah, short haircut. 
Well, maybe because I don't know when her movie, uh, if her movie's gonna take place in the present or if it's gonna take place in the past. I do like the haircut. I also like the record. Arku makes a joke about it. <laughs> it's like, why are you so busy? I'm really in the beginning of the movie. She's like, so plot convenience, guys. I'm really busy, so you're not gonna hear from me again until the very end until of the, the movie. Very Is end that of okay? Movie, yeah. <laughs> why are you busy? Getting a haircut again? <laughs> also, I'm like, did they kind of tease? Because in the comics they're dating, but I'm like, did they kind of tease that her and Rhodey have a thing? Because she With gave him one line. She gave him like, but not even just the line, but she gave him the Nala eyes, like. Be careful. Yeah, like the come fuck me eyes. Yeah, I'm like, is there something going on? Yeah, I was like, What's he's way too old for her in this in this in this universe. In this universe. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, older guys always date younger. I guess kind of gross though, but <laughs> but yeah. Uh, is there anything else in the battle we want to talk about? Because I'm like, how old is Gwyneth Pal? Like, what's oh. the age? What's the age difference between Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Tony Stark? I don't know. He might be way too old for her. Maybe like yeah, maybe like 15 years. You're right. Could be. Um, but that in the final battle, what was going to say, uh, oh, oh, Gamora meets Star-Lord, but now it's the past Gamora. Oh, yeah, it's not the same Gamora. Yeah, so now the, so they brought Gamora back with time travel bullshit, but now they reset their character development to zero because now it's a different Gamora. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, I think Chris thought that she was dead, but it said searching in the thing that Star-Lord was looking at. So Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be the quest for Gamora. <laughs> like the search for Spock in Star Trek. Yeah. Or Finding Nemo. Finding, finding Nemo. Dory. <laughs> um, was there anything else in the battle other than the I Am Iron Man moment, which is fucking awesome? I, I feel like we talked about... Everything? Yeah. Everybody coming back. La, 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 Doctor la, la, la. Strange. Oh, my tell man. Me, tell me... The one, the one in 14 million, right? Tell me this is it. If I tell you what happens, it won't happen. And then he holds up the one. Yeah, he holds up the one. Oh, but I wanted to just mention the the moment where Black Panther gets the gauntlet. And we, we both were like, <gasps> Yeah, I thought, like gonna, yeah I thought it was going to be like Secret Wars. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, the, but I just love that they, they give Black Panther those moments. Because he was fucking booking it. When he was running with it, I was like, Ah, go Black Panther! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they fight Thanos to stand still. He fucking knocks away Thor. Knocks away Captain Marvel, even though she's, for a moment, able to stop him from snapping by holding his hand. And that great Superman moment where he tries to headbutt and doesn't do anything. But he blasts her with the power stone. And then Doctor Strange gives Tony the signal that this is the, this is the one chance. And I guess it's so Tony doesn't get a chance to think about it. Yeah, because I'm pretty doesn't sure he's like... Because obviously Doctor Strange knows Tony's going to die. Yeah. And so I'm like, if he, if he if he if he tells him that, he's probably gonna think like, wait, do I really want to do this? I have a daughter. Like, what is this? this like, no, it has to be in the moment. Yeah. And in the moment, and I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure he knew. That's probably why he paused. Like, the, with the I am Iron Man. Like, I'm about to die right now, yeah. but it's for the world. I also, people complaining that when Thanos is about to snap, he's like, I am inevitable, which I knew was gonna come back when he said that the first time, and uh, before he got his head chopped off. When Iron Man grabs his hand and pulls the stones off the gauntlet without Thanos realizing it, isn't it weird that when you put the gauntlet on with all the Infinity Stones, it gives you this tremendous surge of power? It's like, ah! But you take all the stones off and you don't feel anything? So when he snaps, he's like, wait, where are the stones at? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you feel that? <laughs> yeah, apparently not. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> but whatever. It gives you that great moment where you realize Tony has them all and it's like it's forming through the nanotechnology in Iron Man's suit. So what's it like made for it? But at the same time, it affected him way less than it affected everybody else. Like who? when Tony? Or? Yeah, Tony. Because like he did like when oh he didn't strike ah yeah when Banner put on the gun like it burnt it already burnt him before he snapped yeah and 
but like with Tony, like you saw the energy going through him, but it didn't burn him until after he snapped. Because you needed to wait for the big <laughs> reveal. Because <laughs> after the snap, and then Thanos and his whole army disappears. And I love the fact that again, no last words. <laughs> At fr- he, my he, first view, yeah, I, didn't, he, I didn't like that. He just sat down. Yeah, I no, like, oh. I, I like I, I I didn't have a problem with that because even in the beginning, like b- before the battle started, he just I'm gonna just sit here and wait. That's his thing. Even even a fucking that's Gar- his thing. Yeah, the even in Tokyo's, he loves sitting. Yeah, even the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. What was his thing? Just sitting and waiting. Yeah. At first, I didn't like. I was like, I I get kind of want more of character from Thanos. I want him to say something. But my second viewing, I'm like, you want these last words? I uh, want last words so many times in so many different instances in this uh, episode. Don't worry. What, what do you want him to say? Oh, I lost so much for going to my farm and eating that big old watermelon. I don't know what I wanted him to say. I just was expecting some last words, Damn. some closure. I thought I was gonna get some pussy from Lady Death. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Mistress Death. But my second viewing, I, I made peace with it. So when he, and I thought it was fitting that when he sits down, it's like him going, well. You know what? It's it's more fitting that he doesn't give a big speech. He's like, "Well, I lost." Like it's like it's like a hero accepting his defeat, because in his own mind, he is a hero. So, mm-hmm. and it was very you know a very solemn moment where he watches his machinations all fall apart around him, and he sits there like, "Okay, here it comes," and disappears. It was kind of beautiful. And then you you didn't have all that Tony Stark getting his face burning shit for that moment that when it cuts back to Tony and he sits down against like the wall you're kind of in your mind going is he okay and then you see yeah, his you, face but I'm like he could he could still survive that yeah he's fine yeah. then you see him look, like, look at Two-Face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at Two-Face you're not wrong though if Two-Face can survive yeah. that shit why the fuck with your, all your nanotechnology you can't survive this <laughs> Doctor Strange, you got some healing, right? Yeah, you're, all, I, you're all magicians. Heal this shit. Yeah, heal. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about the death already. But that moment where he's like, you know, you, everybody's okay, Tony. You can let you can let go now. It's okay. That was beautiful. Actually, wait. No, sorry to cut you off because you mentioned Doctor Strange. And I was like, I just thought about something. I was like, wait. We're getting a Doctor Strange too. But he doesn't have the Eye of Agamotto. Nope. How is... That's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of questions I have for the MCU going forward. Um, but yeah, then we get the funeral scene and Captain Marvel is there and she doesn't deserve to be. Uh, and the Iron Man 3 kid is there even though if you didn't tell me that was the Iron Man 3 kid, I never would have known because he's an adult now. Because he's an adult now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> you could lie to me and say it was a different person. That's I why know. I feel like maybe they probably should have had a lot. Maybe they did and they cut it but because we don't know. Because supposedly there was, talk, there was talk about Quicksilver was supposed to, I guess, supposed to come back because I saw articles saying that they saw him on set. Oh, yeah. But... Maybe they cut it, or maybe those articles were lies. Or maybe it was like to throw people off or something. I don't know. It seemed kind of a waste to bring everybody back but Quicksilver and them. And Vision, he's gone. Black Widow's permanently gone now. Um, I don't think... Uh, Vision's obviously not permanently gone, because the whole Vision Wanda We don't show. know what that take that, that take place after, or what does it take place? I mean, it has to... Like, when... It's gonna what, is it going to take place in the past? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that would be stupid. Who knows? I know nothing, Josh. No. Um, but yeah, so then we get to the, the, the ending. And I think me and you both have the same issue with the ending. Because that's when the Hulk, keeping his promise to the Ancient One, has Cap take the stones into all the awkward situations through time he has to go through. <laughs> Injecting Jane and meeting the Red Skull that we don't see. But they try and bring him back. Well, yeah, because now that I think about it, that is true. Like, he doesn't—he doesn't know the Red Skull is still alive. So nope. he goes to Vormit. Ah, oh, Steve, welcome. You son of a you bitch! You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Shield slash. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> that like that's I want to see that interaction, but we just don't see it. Detroit to smash. <laughs> and then the revelation is that instead of coming back, you know, the the short way, he takes the long way back by staying with Peggy. And he's sitting there, you know, looking up. Uh, so, uh, when a character dies, or not dies, but characters are always looking off into the horizon in these movies. Just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> sitting and looking off in the distance. And ultimately, Sam, I mean, uh, Steve gives Sam the shield and is like, yo, you're the new Captain America. Like, that was surprising to me. Because even, it's like the characters even were like, not Bucky? Because they look at Bucky and Bucky's like, no, nah, he nods. Like, acknowledgement. Like, no, you deserve this. So... How do you feel about that? And how do you feel about Steve's choice to remain in the past and stay with Peggy? Well, as far as uh, Captain Falcon now being canon, I'm yay. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. Like, give it to me. And I'm like, Trump's not going to be happy about that. No. Who is going to shave his beard? I, I mean, I've, I, I've never seen... Well, I, I don't want to say never, but I, I, I haven't seen Anthony Mackie in a while without a beard, so I don't know if he's going to... Not since, like, the 8 Mile days. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to... He might keep it. I feel like he should, though. But I'm also kind of <laughs> like... I guess is that, like, them preventing spoilers? Because I'm like... This, I'm pretty sure... Unless it's going to take place in the past, I'm like, the show is still called Falcon and Winter Soldier. Shouldn't it be called either Captain America and Winter Soldier or Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, maybe he's, like on the road to becoming Cap through the series. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it's not just here taking or maybe, shield. Or maybe like this, it's a fake name because they don't want to give that away because people haven't seen the movie so you don't know he's going to be Captain true. America. True, true. Okay, so what did you think about Steve's choice though? But yeah, I mentioned that. I think I mentioned kind of alluded to that in the beginning where I was like, I didn't like Captain America's choice to stay in the past like at all. Like I get out of uh, like out of all people, yes, he deserves rest. Yes, he deserves happiness. Yes, he deserves to move on. But at the same time it's like but the way you did like I'm not a fan of that because even even like the way it was established like Peggy moved on with her life. So it's like even when you, they they had the conversation with your soldier, like she mentioned that she had she got a husband, that she had kids, she had grandkids, she had a happy life, yeah. and she was kind of telling Steve for him to like move on and live his life. Yep, which she did with his with her niece. <laughs> Fucking weird. Yeah, granted, I'm not a fan of that. I wish that scene never happened because it it throws too much into question. Because I, I I was telling you, I thought his arc was about finally moving on, but I guess it really was about him never being able to move on. And that's why he made the choice to stay with Peggy. But it's like, I would be more willing to believe that if you didn't make the attempt with her fucking niece. Like, you know what I mean? It's weird. Now you've like, you introduce this weird element that just makes his arc odd a little bit to me. But I see where they were going, but I'm like, I just wish we could retcon that out. <laughs> I think they probably did that because Sharon Carter and uh, Steve had a relationship in the comics, but it's mm. like, this this is that's this is proof that not everything that works in the comics works in in yeah. movies. Yeah, facts. But it's like so I I didn't I didn't like that because of that all that's again erasing stuff that happened in Winter Soldier. Like just like Captain Marvel with the uh, Nick Fury in the eye. Yeah. But also I don't know I just I I feel like it was it was a selfish it was very selfish because again you broke you broke the timeline by doing that. You broke a timeline. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, I, you broke a timeline, and like, also, like, I don't know. I feel like 
What about my husband in the future? Fuck your husband, girl. I'm Captain America. <laughs> but yeah, I, you ain't I, never even dick like this. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe it would have been better. You if, can't deny America's ass. I'm like, I feel like it would have been better if he ultimately, like, he came back but then decided, I'm going to quit. And then he moves on with his life in that way. Yeah, in the present. Yeah, in the present. And, like, don't call me. Like, that number I gave you, delete my number or whatever. I'm done. Here's the shield. You can have all that stuff but not have him more or less... Again, break the timeline with going back to Peggy. And then especially considering it's like, oh, Peggy's the love of my life and all this other... It's like... How long have y'all known each other? What a couple. Bro. And I get, I get it's a movie, and you they got kissed mo- once. No, by movie canon, they didn't have time to fuck. So they, their entire relationship is all predicated on one kiss, and saving that dance. And I, that's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, cinematically, I love that. But at the same time, to abandon your post as Captain America, the leader of the Avengers, and, the, and I guess maybe he thinks that the war is over now, since the biggest threat that's been established since Avengers One is now gone. But still, you don't know. Kang's coming around the corner because all this time travel bullshit, Cap. We need you. Oh, yeah. Captain America 5 has to be Kang because they fucking broke the timeline. Broke it like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm like, granted, Kang's a villain. So it's not like, I feel like it wouldn't make sense for him to be like, oh, you guys destroyed the timeline. Now I'm going to take you out. Like, that would kind of make him a hero. But then at the same time, that kind of be a cool, interesting way because Thanos thought he was doing, doing good. But they could also make it where it's like they could pull a route where like Kang wants to take over the world. He wants to rule all of time. And so that's what Avengers five is about. And so you could kind of pull a Buffy route, my Buffy reference, where (laughs) the first evil in season seven, the first evil wanted to destroy the entire Slayer line. And so a lot of people were asking like, why did you wait until season seven to basically do that? If you're the first evil, you were around since forever. And so the explanation for that was the Slayer line was always protected by magic, but it became vulnerable because of them bringing Buffy back to life. So that's why I'm able to do what I'm able to do now. Mm. So you could kind of say the same thing where the Avengers, I want, I've always wanted to be the ruler of all time. I've always wanted to be the time Lord, Doctor Who. But <laughs> I couldn't do that because the timeline was protected. Now it's fucked. The Affinity Stones helped protect the timeline. But now because of the actions of the Avengers, now it's fucked. And now I could take over the time. That makes sense be, to me. be the time Lord more or less. So you could take that route. Yeah, that seems like the next logical step since they use time travel fuckery in this. Um... But do you feel like it was selfish, ultimately? I do decision? feel like it was selfish. Yeah. And how do you feel about I, I don't know. Like, I guess you can make the argument, well, he's been selfless this whole time, so why not have him have this one selfish moment? It's true. It's like, but I don't, I don't like it. I, I don't know. It's like, I'm happy for his character. should have moved on with Bucky. <laughs> well, I'm happy for his character, but I don't know. I, I, I'm still bittersweet. I mean, that's the point. But I'm bittersweet on the ending. The, the final scene being that dance with him and Peggy. I, even though it's kind of what I said I wanted. Didn't I exactly say that? I wanted that. But they end on that. I'm just like, that's it? That's how it ends? Like with the sad 40s music or whatever? That's how we're ending the, the Avengers MCU films? I mean, maybe that's the point. You're ending on a small moment. And that also kind of makes me wonder, in this new timeline, so is S.H.I.E.L.D. not established? Because Peggy Carter established S.H.I.E.L.D. because of Captain America's death. Well, in this new timeline, he established she's not dead. So what incentive? No one gives a fuck about the timeline, Michael. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to deal with that timeline, <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 conflicting. Actually, the more we talked about this, I'm like, do I still give us perfect vision? I don't know if I if I would. I mean, I definitely do feel like Infinity War is the tighter, snappier, more fun. I feel like it's it's what you're looking for in a movie. Are you looking for 
all those emotional beats and closure for all your favorite characters for a, from a superhero movie, or are you looking for a fun, snappy, chemistry, character-driven adventure? And I feel like Infinity War was that adventure until the tragic fucking ending, but Endgame was a different beast entirely. And I feel like me personally, I, I feel like the ideal comic book movie is something like Infinity War. Tight, fast, fun, action-packed, character-driven, and, and snappy. Yeah, but I think comic book movie, Infinity War, yes. I think what Endgame had going for it is it had a lot of comic book moments. Like the big battle at the end, the fact yeah. that they were time traveling, doing the time heist, yeah. all that stuff. Like Cap was, with Mjolnir. Yeah, Cap with Mjolnir. I have something we wanted since Age of Ultron. Yeah, uh, even having uh, Thor wield uh, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, yeah. like all of that stuff, comic book moments. But I feel like overall. <laughs> the moment where they're on the battlefield and, and the. Uh, Stormbreaker goes to Cap and Molnir goes to Thor. He's like, he's like no, no you, that you, one. Yeah, you take that one. You keep the little one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's kind of a throwback to like, I see you copied my beard. Yeah. Like, I love, like, I can't gush enough about all the callbacks, references. Like, it was all great. I've seen people complain like, oh, it's, it was just fan service. But like, yeah. What if, you say it's a bad thing. What did you want from Yeah, like I always that? hate when people say, oh, it's just fan service. Like, but you make things to service the fans. If fans aren't liking something, then they're not. You're not making money. Like if I'm writing a book and fans don't like it, like they they're not serviced by what I'm writing, then I'm not making any money as an author. You know what? Justice League was shit. If nobody's watching Unworthy, then <laughs> then what are you making? Like what are you I'm making it for? It? Yeah. <laughs> you know why Justice League was shit? Because it didn't have enough. There was fan no service. fan service. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, I guess that's all our thoughts for an end game. Anything else you want to say? I mean, there's and there's I've seen people online talking. I was like, I feel like we talked about end game for like it's been two and a half hours. <laughs> we, <laughs> we haven't even got to like we haven't got the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh. But um, I feel like there's no post credit scene. I've seen people talking about the lack of a post credit scene, but there was a post credit noise. I, I I heard about that, but I was like, I didn't because we stayed right. We stayed through the credits. Yeah, right? we did. The, the noise is the... I don't remember, bing, the, I don't remember the, bing, the, clank, the Iron bing. Man clanging. The, the very last uh, logo that comes up. It's like the... I think it's the Marvel Studios somebody sent me Somebody sent me a video. I was like, I don't remember that. I, I'm pretty sure we, I was, we were together. I said it. I mentioned it while it was happening. Like, all the Iron Man hammer. Oh, wow. <laughs> you don't listen to me ever. <laughs> but I'm like, was there any significance in that? Or I don't just think like, so. I think that's more or less basically saying... A callback. Like, yeah, this is the end. Like Marvel, plus it, it happened on the Marvel Studios logo. Iron Man's dead. This is basically saying that this studio, and obviously Marvel Studios existed before that because they did the Fantastic Four movies. But for what we know of Marvel Studios now started with Iron Man. Okay. And so now it's basically ending with Iron Man. That's what the I think that's the significance of the clanging. Mm. Other people probably just oh he's still alive. It's like no, no he's not. Yeah, I didn't read into that he was still alive. I, I thought more was like a metaphor for the MCU, his legacy with the MCU, and also maybe even how he's a builder and the MCU was built from the ground up by him. You know what I'm saying? Um, my, my, how far has the MCU have come? For real. Uh, I would get into more speculation about the MCU, but since we're short on time, let's get right into Game of Thrones. Speaking of... Like, are we short on time? Because <laughs> well, speaking of the death... for like two hours. Word. <laughs> speaking of the death of Starks, let's get into Game of Thrones and the a, Long Nights. And a large epic battle. Yeah, fucking giant battle, but instead of it being condensed into the end of a movie, this was the entirety of this week's episode of Game of Thrones. The Long Night. 
most heroic thing we can do now. It's look the truth in the face. The dead are already here. Let me ask you, because I also saw this complaint online. Go for it. Because I'm like, I'm like, spoilers, people. We're talking spoilers. I'm like, maybe, maybe it was my TV. No, then I saw it was online. I was like, this episode was very dark. Like dark, you couldn't see it. Dark? Yeah, like I couldn't see anything. What'd you watch on your TV? I didn't watch it. I was at my friend's house. I was like, maybe it's her TV. Because I was like, I can't see what the fuck is going on. There but then I saw, during, I, saw artic- battle? I saw articles that was like a lot of people were complaining how dark this episode was. You're talking about during the battle? Yeah. There were moments where I, but it wasn't because it was too dark. It was it was because of how frantic some of the camera movements were while in the fight. I never really talked about that before this episode, but I assume that's how this episode will be filmed because they're fighting frantic zombies you know what i'm saying so it would be hectic and chaos that's all i wanted to try to watch it on my tv and think maybe it was her tv i didn't have an issue with being too dark but because i was like i can't i was like i can't see what's happening like what's happening but then i saw articles saying a lot of other people were complaining that it was too dark so i was like maybe it's not her tv i've seen that complaint too though but i didn't ever really feel that way i mean when there were moments i thought maybe I, i couldn't see things i didn't chalk it up to being too dark i chalked it up to that being the intention like, for example, when the dragons are strafing and shooting fire at the zombies and then the, the winter comes over the entire area and it's like low visibility. And one was like that. I can't really see shit. But that was the point because they can't see shit. So we can't see shit. And like, there are moments where Daenerys and John are flying together in that storm. And I'm, I'm like, oh, that's not Daenerys. That's going to be that's gonna be the Night King. Or, oh, it's not John. It's like she's the Night King. Well, you can't see because it's the silhouette of the dragon. Yeah. And that, like, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, the actual battle itself where you saw, like, oh, okay. the whites running over people and people getting killed. I'm like, who is that? I can't see who that is. Like, what? But see, I thought that was the intention. I, I never really thought that was, like, a failure on the, the show. I thought they wanted you to be kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Who's dying? What the fuck? Okay, let's just get into this. Because... <laughs> Again, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I was getting sick by the hour mark. I was like, I can't anymore. I just, I can't. I've never been so stressed out for so long. Because this this episode starts with just tension building. It reestablishes through like a little, like a uh, following some of the characters, all the characters that are about to fucking die. Or uh-huh. you thought were about to die. Yeah. From Sam to Tyrion to Sansa to Arya to the front lines. To the guy whose name we still don't know from the night. Still Watch. don't know. When he died, I, yeah, was like, I was like, oh, no, oh, that no, guy. Yeah, but who are you? <laughs> I know, but we, we knew he was going to die. Even my friend was like, what's his name? I don't know, but he's been there since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that guy. Um, the, the way they built up tension and maintained it throughout this entire episode, like in Endgame, was a magic trick. Oh, wait, real quick. What? What What did you say? You was like, in the beginning of the podcast, you was like, I got to hand it to you because you said something about, you predicted something about Endgame and Game of Thrones. What oh, Endgame about? was the Tony Stark death. Mm-hmm. For Game of Thrones, it was the fact that, and this this is, I was trying to talk about things that I loved about this before I got into the shit I didn't, I didn't like. The ending. The fact that the Night King lost in the same episode that he like had his first major battle with humanity in. 
Like, you you had said that right off the bat. Like, oh, I think uh, the Night King's going to lose this episode and it's going to go back to Cersei. But I was like, nah, bitch, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, nah, that Night King's got plans. If he's not going to be there at the battle, he's going to go to the, the King's Landing and fuck them up and, and do like a pincer maneuver. Or all, kings, all, all of Winterfell's going to have to escape and retreat. And they're going to get chased down by the fucking Night King and have to ask Cersei for help. And then the last battle is going to be all of King's Landing, all of what's left of Winterfell versus the Night King and the even bigger army of the dead. Nah, son. None of that shit happened. <laughs> after they did an amazing, and we're gonna get into details, but after they did an amazing job of establishing all this tension throughout the episode, getting characters into places, uh, into into different places in this episode, that I was like, it was moments where I was like, is everybody gonna die? Like, I legit was like. They're all gonna die. There's no, there's no way out. There's no yeah, way there's, out of I this. I was like, there's no way out of there's this. No, like even when they were like retreat, I was like, where the fuck? Where? Are you yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going? Every time they would pan out from Winterfell, it was like a wave, like a tidal wave. It of was like zombies, like World War Z. It was World War Z, and even talking about World War Z, bro, the first fucking moments where Melisandre comes, it's like, oh, she's back. Okay, but yeah, she, I was like, I was like. She didn't Granted, come with I, the monks. I, yeah, no, she didn't come with the monks, but I, I said she would come back. But I was like, I, I was like, first of all, I was like, where the fuck did she come from? I'm like, the whites are all the way. Like, how did she walk through the whites? Like, <laughs> teleporty, convenient bullshit. That doesn't matter. She, she got there. She knew the battle was gonna happen now because psychic powers, whatever. It doesn't matter. But when she comes in there and tells Darth Rocky to raise their swords, and then they all light on fire, and they show that awesome moment of like. The entire row of like the all the Dothraki, Dothraki soldiers like swords going on fire, mm-hmm. and then the music kicks in and they charge into the darkness. And it's an epic shot of Jor riding on his horse with the flaming swords Dothraki behind him and the flaming uh, catapult things flying overhead. Wow! <laughs> and the flaming catapult things flying overhead. It again, Zack Snyder again came himself somewhere because that image, I want that on a poster. Like that, the image of like the Dothraki soldier with so- flaming swords and the fire raining over them as they're running through the darkness was epic as fuck. Yeah. And then when you see them hit a wave, of, it looked like a, a, a you tidal see, wave. You couldn't see how many of them there were. That's why I was like. But even in that moment, it looked like they hit a wave of them. So and then you you, you go back to the the front line and they're watching all again beautiful imagery. All, all the, the lights, lights of their swords slowly going out and the, the all the Rocky chanting and shit dying out. But that's why part of me was like, why are you like, first of all, you can't even see how many people there are out there because it's so dark. That's why charge forward? Why are y'all charging forward? Well, because the Thraki, that's how they work. Like they're they're wild. They they always run into the combat. Like they, they ride on their horses and jump off and do crazy shit. They're not like fighting in the line type of soldiers. But like all that buildup, how many seasons have we gotten to build up how badass the Thraki are? So when they all fucking die immediately, yeah. I was like, it's over. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Run. And then I was also thinking, I was like, damn, that's more people for his army. Fuck. Yes. I was badass the Thraki dying. And I also, I was like, George dead. George died like that? What the fuck? But then conveniently, and there's a lot of convenience in this episode, so much. That's my main complaint. But when he rides back and he looks at, uh, what's his name? Jormund? He just shakes his head. I'm like, oh no, they're all fucked. <laughs> and then when the fucking, the, the, the zombies actually get to the front line and you see the it's wave. wave. Yeah, it's a wave of them motherfuckers. They're like crawling over each other. Just like, there's no battle. 
You can't fight that. No. Like, you, you take out like, one. Like, Sandra, where's your magic now? Like, what the <laughs> What Yo, are you here for? She was the biggest MVP, but also the the, the least valuable player. Everything she did had real no, yeah, no real purpose. I'm like, your sword's on fire. Oh, you're all wiped out. Oh, no. Fall back. We got to light the, the, the trench on the fire. The trench on fire. Which she does, which is fucking another tense-ass moment. Because remember how... Yeah, cause I was, but I was like, how long is this shit going to take? Because they're like about to charge her Yeah, ass. word. I was like, how long does it take for your magic to work? How does this magic work? But you... The, the whole time I was like, she's going to die there. Because remember her whole thing was like I'm gonna die before the morning, yeah. and then she even told she even told Varys like seasons ago that both of them are gonna die in this country. So then, when you see all this shit happening with the unstoppable zombie horde and the 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 odds so far out of their favor, it's like what the fuck? They're all they're all doomed. Her prediction's gonna come true, and everyone's gonna get got. Yeah, when the she, way she died though, I wasn't a fan of. I thought it was me I was either. like, I don't get it. Especially because we're gonna get to it, but especially because of how the Night King loses, it's like there's no lore. Like the, where's the lore? Where's the mythology? Like you just abandon all of that. But she likes the the pyre, it again does nothing. It, it lasts for like ten seconds because then the, the zombies start piling on top of each other. But it also goes to, to show that the White Walkers have gotten smart in their past ensuing seasons. It's not the White Walkers though, it was the Night or King. The white the whites rather. The Night King did that. Remember, because then it shows the Night King flying overhead, and he puts well, no. his hand Yeah, out. he tells them to do, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that the, when they saw the fire, they just instantly stopped. Didn't they do that before, though, with something? I thought they always do that when like, they... Oh, no, yeah, because the ice. They did that with the ice. The water? Yeah, the water. Yeah. Like, things they can't cross are just like... But that's terrifying. Like when and it, when they were staring through the fire, I was like, I was oh. like it's fucking Michael Jackson's thriller. Like, what are you gonna do? Call Michael Jackson. I was like, oh, he needs, to, he needs to control the zombies. I was like, oh lord, this is so tense. But then they start piling over the fire and running through. And then when they fucking get into Winterfell and start wrecking shop in there. But even before that, when like Brienne is getting, oh, Brienne immediately got overrun. I'm like, oh god, Brienne! Oh god, Jormund! Oh god, Jorah! Like, oh god, Jamie! Oh god, Jamie! Like Podrick! Like everybody was getting. There were so many moments where characters were completely overrun with zombies. Even Sam. How many times does Sam look like he's about to die? Yeah. And spoilers, nobody important does. Yeah, nobody major dies. Wow, Jorah. No. We we all knew he was gonna yeah, die. Yeah, we knew he was gonna die. Jorah, Theon, the people that the, look. There was one surprising death. I made a poll on my Instagram. It was like, is there gonna be people that we like? No one cares about, or is it gonna be surprising? Yeah, deaths? remember we said last week we were like, yeah, Theon's dead. Theon's definitely dead. As soon as he's, that, that whole, I'm gonna guard you. I'm like, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a beautiful moment though when he turns the brand. He tries to like to tell him like, you know, if we don't make it, it was like every choice you made brought you this decision, and it brought you home. That was a beautiful moment. And then when the the Night King was there and it, all hope was lost. But I was like, what the fuck is Bran doing? Well, he's warging, right? But what was he what was he doing? Like I don't he, know. I thought he was looking for the Night King, but then the Night King's back, there. but he was still gone. I thought he was warging to a dragon or something to come save him at the last second. Cause for a long time Rhaegar was out the or Rhaegal was is out he, the picture. Is he dead? No, he's not. He, I saw he was in the preview. Well, I saw I've I've only I only saw Drogon in the preview. No, it's a moment where they show the green dragon flying too. No, oh. so yeah, he's alive. But I also had the same question, like because that there was that was another moment I didn't really know what was happening when uh, Drogon, Rhaegal, and the, the Ice Viserion or whatever was fighting in the sky. I thought was I was like was, was Rhaegar dead? I I couldn't tell if he had died or not. He also, or just, yeah, he fell out the sky. Yeah, but apparently he was just injured, and I thought they had killed Viserion. 
But nah, he was just injured too because he's a zombie dragon and didn't give a fuck. And he was just shooting ice every ice fire everywhere with his face half missing. But in that moment where Theon turns back to Bran and all hope seems lost, and Bran just goes, you're a good man, Theon. That was amazing. Because it, it's all that character needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's all he's he wanted. He wanted to be a good man. He was trying to prove himself, and he did in his last moments. But here's my issue. All of your choices brought you to this decision, Theon. And what Destiny had in mind for you was to stall the Night King for 10 seconds so then Arya could pull an Assassin's Creed bullshit and slay the Night King. And we're skipping all around, but I want to touch on that now I'm thinking about it. Look, I love Arya. And in the moment, I was like, whoa, that's fucking epic. Yeah, I was like, fucking Arya. <laughs> Fuck yes, Arya. Especially when she comes out of nowhere, attacks the Night King from behind. He turns around, grabs her by the throat. I'm like, oh, fuck, she's dead. And then she drops this, because he grabs her, her attacking hand too with the, the dagger in it. But she drops it and kind of pulls a move that she did against Brienne and then stabs him by grabbing it, uh, grabbing the sword she has dropped. Mm-hmm. And because of the Valyrian steel thing, it's like a one-hit kill on the Night King. In the moment, that was fucking epic. But the longer I sit with it, the less I like it. How do you feel about that? I'll, like, I don't know. I feel like... Yes. Because I'm like... It was cool. In the moment, yes, I did love it. Because it was cool to see Arya and have you, that. You said that, that was another thing. I think you said that too. You were like, I want Arya to beat Night King. I'm like, Arya, man, she's she has six months of ninja training. How the fuck is she gonna be well, that MVP? I don't know if it was I don't know if it was six months. I think it might have been years. Because like you think you think about when Arya like you think about when Game of Thrones first started, Arya was a child, and up to now, she's like she's an adult now. So you, we don't know how but long. Doesn't, like that's because the that's what I'm saying. We, well, yeah, but I'm saying, but because of that, we don't know how long. Because, like, even Bran, like, from season one to now, like, they're adults now, so we don't know how long... We gotta go by the events of the actually, series. She was only there for, like, a season. So, like, let's I'm say saying, it, in that season, we don't know how much time is My actually, ninja, she became beyond Batman level, okay? It takes more than a year to become a super assassin. But I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give the show that. I even love the fact that she's a kick-ass fucking Darth Maul-esque bitch when she's got the two double-sided uh, dragon glass dagger thing. And the way uh, Davos looked at her, like... God damn, girl, you kick ass. I loved all that. I was scared as a motherfucker when she hit her head and went into like a uh, fucking solid snake sneak mode and it became like a horror movie yeah. where she had to escape and sneak around all these zombies. I was like, yo, if, if they got Arya sneaking around, they're all fucked. <laughs> like, if she's the baddest bitch, if she fucking is, can't beat all these zombies. Because at first I was like, why are you sneaking? Like, you're badass. But then you realize that it was just one or two No, in that it room. wasn't. It was a lot of them. It was a lot. And then outside, at that point, the entire fucking Winterfell was overrun to the point where I was like, there's any survivors left? The whole time, like, she was getting chased. But like, even to the point that the Hound was scared. By the end of this fight, this, this war, it almost felt like only the main characters were still alive. It seemed like everybody else was dead. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I thought even Grey Worm was... Like, I said last week, I was like, yeah, Grey Worm is dead. Yeah. And he's not. He's yeah, still, yeah, he's still alive. But so I say all that because I fucking love Arya. So even the moment when uh, it was a great character moment where the Hound saves her, she's, he's like all freaked out, but it's like if I'm gonna save it, like, if if that chick is in danger, I'm gonna save her because I love that girl. Because like uh, we can't beat them to death. And Thundar Dardarian or whatever his name is was like, what about her? Tell her that. 
and he goes to save her. They escape. Dendarian dies, saving Arya. So that's what I guess his main purpose was mm-hmm. with the flaming sword. They get they, they end up meeting Melisandre in that room and they barricade themselves in. And that great moment where she's like, she does the callback. Yeah, what do we say to the God of Death? Not today. But then it's like, where did you go? Like it, it was almost like you were barricading in the room and then she runs off. They don't show what happens in that room. So it's like Melisandre and, and the Hound are like, all right, good luck, Arya. She kind of hints like. She was like, you kill a lot of people with blue eyes. What I mean, green eyes, brown eyes. And then she says, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. When At first, when she said blue eyes, I thought she was talking about, oh, so Arya is going to kill the red woman. Because she said, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die by dawn. I was like, how, though? I was like, oh. That wouldn't Ar- make any sense. Because I was like, isn't she on? She, well, she, she was on Arya's list, I, was, I think. This is the middle of a zombie attack. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. When she, said blue eyes, when she said blue eyes, I wasn't thinking, oh, she kills the Night King. I was thinking White Walkers. The White Walkers also have blue eyes. Yeah, they do. But I was also, I was like, I don't know. But then, yeah, it turns out she killed the Night King. But uh, even, I don't know, how she, even if I don't know what moment, made her figure that out. Because that's what she made. She went after him. Did she even know the Night King had blue that's eyes? What I was, that's what I was saying. Like, she never seen, this is the first time she's seen them. So how does she know? She's never, seen the, she's never seen the Night King, save for that one moment. Like, I can kind of assume that, okay. She doesn't know who the Night King is. Yeah. I mean, she has to kind of know, right? Because she was in the meetings with Jon Snow. And I'm talking yeah, but she was that. in the meeting. But unless they got like fucking photographic pictures, like this is what the Night King looks like. But this is the is, difference between the Night King and the White Walker. <laughs> but these are the White Knights. I can kind of follow it insofar as, let's say she said Blue Eyes. And then let's just say she put together, okay, Blue Eyes doesn't mean the White Walkers. Who's the most important person with Blue Eyes on the battlefield? It's the Night King. She knows who Night King is, and she knows by what the plan is that Bran is the distraction for the Night King. So in that moment, I'm like, okay, so I guess she put it together that I have to go to the Godwood and go and stop the Night King, or, or try and stop him from killing Bran. Alright, it's a stretch, but I'll go with that. But the fact that it's a giant woodland, there are no surrounding buildings or places for her to sneak around the area was surrounded by, by whites yeah surrounded by the, 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 the white the, generals the generals yeah so i the, was thinking that too i was like how'd she get past them and then what you see is like it looks like air blows past one of them so i guess that's to signify her running like she's running by them unless she's the flash exactly <laughs> i'm like unless you're nora excess how did you run by all my man's men and get to the night king to even pull that off you weren't jumping from tree to tree like Naruto. You you couldn't sneak by the entire army that was surrounding that that enclosure. Or like there was a hidden trap door that she just busted through. <laughs> yeah, it's like it logically when you think about it, it all falls apart. And then when you think about the bigger, the larger mythos of the story, it's cool that Arya did it. But not only does it feel like it flies in the face of what this entire series was building toward. Keep in mind, White Walkers were teased since episode one, season one. And every time we talk about the Nightwalkers, especially these last couple of seasons, the show's been made a point to be like, all this human shit doesn't matter at all because the real threat is this force of nature, the Night King, coming from the fucking winter what the fuck ever to kill everybody. But it's like, you throw all that away in the same episode that the, in, the winter is coming finally came. It feels like a letdown. Like, it, it was cool in the moment, but as I'm sitting with it, it feels more and more, or less and less satisfying. Especially when you think about all the connections that Jon Snow is supposed to have to the Night King, all the times they stare each other down. 
like you thought there was gonna be a big even in this episode you thought it was gonna be a big fight where John sees the Night King he's like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna take him out right here right now and then he starts raising his arms and it's like oh yeah. fuck and in that moment the war was already over they were already they already, yeah, they already lost, lost. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he raised all those extra people including the people in the crypt it was like oh it's fucking over <laughs> I was like so they're all gonna die. John Snow's getting ripped apart right now like Glenn was supposed to in The Walking Dead. <laughs> He's going to get killed right here. Night King's going to kill Bran. The, the, I thought that everyone in the crypt was going to die. You start getting see people getting like killed left and right from the crypt zombies. The the main characters who are already on their last wind and they'll have to fight a newly resurrected fucking zombie horde. I'm like, it's over. You can't fucking beat this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no escape. So they, they literally wrote themselves in the corner so the only way to get out was to defeat the Night King. I'm like, you didn't have to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have to go that way. No. And I, so I just feel like all that buildup ended up just kind of fizzling out by the end because the Night King didn't... Not only does he have no character, because he kind of smiles at Daenerys at one point, so I'm like, oh, so he has personality? But he didn't even get, again, no less words, he didn't even get to say anything No, he didn't to get Bran. to say anything. We don't know his motivations. Like, we don't know... There's all this talk about the Night King have possibly have been a Stark. We don't know any of that. No. There was talks about uh, John being the Night King. There was talk about Bran being the Night King. We don't know anything about the Night King. He was just this ominous threat that had no lines. And now it ends it after all eight seasons of buildup. Now it's just wor- seems to be worthless. They snoped because him. he's done. They snoped him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you feel the so same it's like way? In, in the scope of the episode, it was cool. But when you think about the lore. That this world, eight seasons of lore, it's like, what was the point of all this then? There wasn't. I mean, there wasn't. Because it felt like... And also, you can never get to this level of intensity again. The reason why I felt sick by the hour point is because it felt like a force that you could not beat. The way the zombies were relentless. The way they completely smashed through... The things that were completely built up in the Game of Thrones lore before us. The Dothraki. The Unsullied all fucking got killed. Basically. Mm-hmm. Like. Most, for them to, yeah, most of them. Yeah, yeah, most of them. For them to mow through everything and then be like, oh, we all lost though. Avengers rules. We got, one got killed, so we all die. I was like. And now we got to go back to Cersei? Like, it feels like a step down. That's why I was hoping that they yeah, would have I was to like, work the, with Cersei. The Cersei thing doesn't. After going through this, I'm like, Cersei seems like nothing. <laughs> I mean, but now it's not nothing because they lost most of their army. So now she's a bigger threat because of that. But you still got two dragons. But yeah, but that was the point of her. Yeah, you still got two dragons though. I mean, she got the, like the giant crossbow thing, I guess. But I don't know. I just, I mean, but how do you, I, I, I'm, I'm just talking nonstop. But how did you feel about all that? Like, did you like it? Because you said you wanted Arya to kill the Night King. You got it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember saying that, but. I think it was you. Maybe I'm thinking about, I've seen it also online, like a theory of that. But I was like, I just don't feel like she, character-wise, that's not her fight. If she had helped John fight the Night King, if they they tag teamed him, and that's how they beat him. But even part, part, but even part of me is like, I'm listening to you. I'm like, well, if John killed the Night King, would I still be satisfied? I wouldn't. Not in this episode. Yeah, I still would. I still wouldn't be satisfied. Even if Daener- like, regardless of who killed the Night King, even though I said. I said the battle was going to start and end in this episode. Like, so... Yeah, you got you want it, bitch. <laughs> no, that's me? not what I wanted. It's what I assumed was going to happen. Because, again, going back to what I said from the beginning, the fact that they condensed these episodes to six, I'm like, there's no time. Fuck you, because this is the first time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that. If that's... Again, I don't know what the last three episodes are going to be. But if the reason why we're 
pushing this to the side is to just get it out the way. Because now Cersei. there's only three episodes left. So, but I feel like that's plenty of time to retreat to Cersei, have more Game of Thrones shit with her, and then join forces to fight the Night King. Something. But I guess ultimately that's not what they want to do because really, if you think about it, it's like. Even though, even though John has been saying like none of this Game of Thrones stuff matters, for the most part, the show has been about the Game of Thrones. So that's ultimately what you like. I feel like the I, the, I Night, argument. the Night King stuff is not as important as like more people have an investment in Cersei, and that's more important to them. And who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne than fighting the White Walkers? I feel like it's the difference between the books and the and the show because the, the the books are called the Song of Ice and Fire, the show is called Game of Thrones. So. And again, me complaining about all this, I, I've been on the podcast before arguing that like, oh, well, we're not here for the fucking battles. We're here for the Game of Thrones, what it's fucking called. And that's true, but there's a lot more mythology focus in the books, as I've been told. Yeah, like uh, J.R.R. Martin talked about in the six books, The Winds of Winter, he wants to introduce unicorns. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but see, like, I mean, I feel like the, the show de-emphasized that, where I feel like maybe in the books, that'll be a bigger deal. But I want that, because I feel like the... Yeah, because even in the... Uh, Cersei in- and her fuckboy the- uh, Euron is not as interesting right now, anyway, as an antagonist, as an unstoppable force of nature, which is the Night King. Someone you can't reason with. Someone you can't bargain with. Someone you can't negotiate with. You know what I mean? It's like, that was... I don't know. And yeah, he was one note because he didn't get a chance to even have a character. But like, what if he did? And that's another thing. It's the fact that he didn't even have a character or any pre-established lore explained at all. And I, I'm sure they're not going to go into it now because now even Melisandre's dead. And that's the thing I mentioned before was like maybe had George had George R. R. Martin finished his books because we don't know what he plans on. Because again, he has two books yeah. that's supposed to be coming. Not just one more. He still has two more. So it's still a lot of lore and mythology that he still has to flesh out. So it's like we don't know what he had planned for the Night King. Yeah, he might have told them who he wants to sit on the Iron Throne by the end, but they might not... They, how to get there. Yeah, how to get there is probably on them. I just, I just, I'm just disappointed that the entire show is predicated on winter is coming, and winter came for one episode, now it's over. And then even, <laughs> like, and and even the same thing where you like, none of the major characters died. That's the biggest disappointment. George R. R. Martin was the one that was bloodthirsty. He was the one that was killing his character. Like, all of that came from the books. But I thought they would... Uh, what's the word that they would honor that like you know what I mean they would they would appreciate what made Game of Thrones Game of Thrones and a lot of that was feeling like no one was safe but the biggest surprise in this episode was and the I guess that you could probably, and, I, and, and maybe you can make the argument by saying well maybe they're gonna save they're gonna save that for the season finale or series finale rather maybe now it's gonna be Cersei that's doing it it's not as intense as when unstoppable zombies are killing the people you love and overrunning them yeah. with numbers and- but I guess you could probably say maybe maybe it's more maybe it'll mean more if it's, if it's Cersei, Cersei if it's Cersei or you know Cersei's forces cause now you hate her even more cause a lot of people cause maybe. people cause even, uh, even car- us like we still love Cersei but if if she killed Jamie, if she killed Bran if she killed Tyrion if she killed Arya we'd fucking hate her but by the end of this there's a lot of characters that didn't need to still be alive that are alive like Jormund his, his arc was done basically why is he still alive a lot, like, only people that really died were Jorah, Theon, and fucking Lady Mormon. And Lady, ah, Lady or Little Bear. That death was so fucking epic. It was. It's the only way for somebody that badass to go out. But when she was getting but picked up. I was up, like, come on. Well, you no, also not like, Lady Mormont. <laughs> when she got picked up, I was like, oh, she's fine. She's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Like, oh, no, she's not fine. <laughs> yeah. But at least she, at least she went out. 
And then she came back. She went out like a at least she went out like a boss. Yeah. I, and I hope they fucking tell stories of that. Of like, I saw the David versus Goliath of Game of Thrones or whatever, and it was like she lives on in like legends because of that. Yeah, but I'm like the littlest soldier. That's it be for, a giant. But I'm like that's it for the house then, right? That's it. For, yeah, that's it. Jorah and, and her were the only two left, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's over. She was the only. She was the only character. I was pull, like, pull one out for the homie. Yeah. <laughs> she was the only character. I was like, no. And the very next scene is Daenerys chasing the Night King in the sky. I was like, you kill him, Daenerys! You kill him for a little bit! <laughs> um, like when Jor died, he died like a fucking G. Getting stabbed so many times, saving his bay. He was such a like friend-zoned like, uh, lapdog that he was in the battlefield and he just heard the dragons. He was like, Daenerys is in danger! I'm gonna go run over <laughs> I was like, yeah. how'd you know to be there? <laughs> But when she got thrown off the dragon... But I mean, now he's going to be Batman, so... <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm trying to get into the moments that made me sick. So, like, the moments, like, when uh, Daenerys' dragon, Drogon, were being overrun by the zombies. I was like, yo! And, and even, Dro- yeah, Drogon was trying to fly, and even the zombies were still on him. I was like, do, do a barrel roll! Do something! <laughs> like, don't you fucking kill Drogon! This is why you should have a some way to hold on to the dragon, instead of fucking just holding on to its scales or whatever. Because <laughs> when yeah. Daenerys just thrown off, I'm like, well, she's fucked! <laughs> there were so many moments where I was like... Are they gonna kill Daenerys in this? Are they gonna kill Jon in this? Are they literally every character? They had a moment where you thought they were gonna die. Every single one. Yeah, I was like, nah, they can't, they can't kill Daenerys in this. Like I, I said, Daenerys is gonna die, but not in this episode. Like, <laughs> but they, but, but I think it's because they went out of their way to make you so fearful for everyone, and then to ultimately not kill anyone really important. It felt like a cop out, and this, this. This makes me worry about the end of the series, because like, what if they, what if they don't take George R. R. Martin's like storytelling to heart, and what if they just try and be crowd pleasing and let everybody that you like live? Like, that's is that still Game of Thrones? It's like I want that, but I don't want that. I want to feel like there's stakes, and I feel like characters like even if it's, I didn't want Sam to die, but there were so many moments where I was like, Sam's dead. There's no way he's gonna get out of this. Oh, he's alive. Wait, what? <laughs> how do you, how do you live? What? That's why even when he was on the battlefield, I was like, why the fuck are you here? Like, go in the crypt, bro. <laughs> it would have been nice if he was in the crypt. Or Varys. Like, Melisandre's prediction was that he was going to die in Westeros. But I was like, this is the moment to do it. He's in the crypt. If you killed him there, it would feel like they're in real, real fucking danger. Because Sansa and Tyrion, I was at a point where I was like, is Sansa going to kill herself? Like, what, what are they about to do? Like, kill... Like, nah, I didn't think she was going to kill murder herself. Murder-suicide? I thought she... Well, yeah, I thought you meant, like, actually kill herself. Yeah. Then, well, because they were looking at the 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 sword, the dagger. Or but whatever. I thought she was doing it because she's like, "I'm about to go fight." But they didn't. But no, yeah, she didn't. Because so. Arya killed. I guess maybe Arya killed them before the fight or before she made. I don't know. Arya is a superhero, first of all, because not only did she have her own theme song when she was whooping ass by herself, but then the fact that she was able to do what she did. <laughs> she yeah, had to fly like she, Captain when, Marvel. Yeah, when she was on top of the castle, like. Flipping around, do it like full, like Oberyn, yeah, Oberyn like taking shit. out all those fucking white. I was like, "Yeah, fucking Arya." Why she? I'm like, she's a better fighter than everybody here. Everybody. I'm like, you learned this shit in a year. How? I mean, I'm fine with it, but still. I'm like, even Brianna Tarth, like, you won. Yeah, she was getting her ass. Well, it was whooped. a standstill, but still. I like the moment where it looked like Jamie was gonna get killed, but then Brienne saves him, and then they fight back to back for a little bit. There's a lot of moments like that I really liked. Yeah. Um, was there anything else? And I thought one of the. I thought one of. The, well, I knew Jamie wasn't gonna get it, but I thought he was gonna watch her die. Or like Podrick. Like there were so many side characters. That like, 
inconsequential side characters. Like, if they had died, would I be like, oh, I'm so surprised? Like, it would have been no. sad, but it, like, yeah. It would have it would helped made it feel like there were more stakes. Because, again, by the end of the episode, it looked like everyone was dead, except for the main characters. That That's weird to me. Pretty much. Thank God for his plot armor. <laughs> Even fucking Grey Worm soloing fucking zombies with his fucking staff. I'm like, but your your entire team yeah, is dead. Everybody's dead. But you're alive. You. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. So I, it's weird for me to be like, I want. But I saw blood somebody. Loss. I saw somebody say, I want everybody to die, but don't kill the black people because it's only two of them. <laughs> hey man. Um, Otherwise racism. <laughs> oh, but also, I say all this, but at the same time, the way Night King went out. Was it surprising? Yes. And, you know, maybe that's the point. Maybe I, the I, way they read into it was Game of Thrones, like I said, is about subverting expectations. And the expectation was all that build with John and the Night King, all that emphasis on winter is coming. And for ultimately, the person, one of the people least likely to fucking end the, the Great War, Arya is the one that did it. Maybe that's the point. But I don't know. It just kind of feels like going back to watch season one episode one not to say it makes it feel worthless because there were still casualties like Winterfell is fucked but at the same time it still feels like this is it like this is basically feels like hearth home all over again but it's just they won because at least hearth home it was just like how are they gonna win yeah but this it was like no they won and it was not easy, but it was easy. I just, I just, because it was like a one and done. Granted, it was a hour and a half episode, but I, I just was hope, a lot, and it was a lot of lives. But at the same time, it was still like, yeah. I, I just hope by at the end of this season, I don't look back on the episode like this and be like, it was so much wasted potential. I already kind of feel like that, but depending on what they do with the last three episodes, maybe I won't feel like that. But I'm hope my fear right now is they're gonna keep making decisions like this. Until the end, and and the 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 Hollywoody like plot armor bullshit and convenience and all that stuff isn't what made me fall in love with Game of Thrones. So if they keep making noticeable choices, where I'm like, I feel like George R. R. Martin would have killed that motherfucker. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I'll be kind of disappointed. Because, I'm a little let down because yeah, like you said, like there is no now that all of this is done, there's no more lore. No, it's not. Now it's back. To, let's fight more even, Game of Thrones. Even fuck. Even Ghost is still alive. Like yeah. And how does and how does that work? Like the only thing they've established, the only thing that can kill the White Walkers is fire, dragon glass, and Valyrian steel. Does Ghost have fucking Valyrian teeth? Like no. Like, did everybody have dragon glass weapons? It didn't look like it. No. Remember, uh, they uh they took they got all the dragon glass from Daenerys from yeah. the, from Dragon Hall, whatever the fuck it's called and then Gendry was making all the weapons yeah so did they all have dragon glass weapons I'm assume I, I would assume so like that's okay. what Gendry and stuff was doing they was making uh dragon glass for everybody oh, okay I, I just didn't it didn't look like because the dragon glass weapons looked like jaggedy and shit but a lot of them look like they had normal swords so I, I guess maybe like, well no now that I think about it the Dothraki looked like they had normal swords I guess maybe that's why they set it on fire yeah. But then again, those swords could have been Valyrian. I thought that was like a rare metal, though. I feel like they... I don't <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, they won anyway, yeah, so who won. cares now? <laughs> Winter is over, I guess. I don't know. Even in preview, Daenerys is like, we won the Great War, now we'll win the last war. I'm like, but the Great War was way more important, I thought. <laughs> you told me for eight seasons that, that this, this is... Yeah, this Game of Thrones stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. now, But it does matter. Yes, it does. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. 
I don't know. I just wish that they gave him some character, especially with the fact that Daenerys. Yeah, I think think that's. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, if if he died and lived in this episode, that's fine. But I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Like, why did he even survive the 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 dragon fire? Yeah. They didn't explain that. It was badass. Oh yeah. But. But why? How? Yeah. How? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Hey, Brian, you want to fill in the, all the plot points that we missed here? Because I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, again, all this lore that we established about him possibly being a Stark. And remember, I, I thought the way remember he was I had a com- Brand- Remember I had a conversation with you before where I was like, yeah, maybe the reason that the Whites are attacking now because they've been they've been behind the wall for these thousands of plus years. But now they had a, tre- a, 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 a peace treaty where you're not supposed to go beyond the wall. That's the whole purpose of the wall. But now people, humans are encroaching on the, their territory. So now the Night King is pissed off. Maybe. So now, but I'm like, all of that is like, none of that is there. The way Bran and Night King were looking at each other for so long, I was like, are they actually going to reveal that Night King is Bran? Like, are they going to do that shit? Remember that, that whole theory? No. <laughs> it's like there's no conversation the only lore that exists now is because of brand but it's like but what do you, like what is the purpose of brand now i would thought at least in the final moments before Arya just deus ex mocking her way over there to defeat the night king i was like okay maybe the night king's gonna go to kill brand and then brand's in dying he's gonna do some bullshit that freezes all the zombies in place temporarily or something and allows everyone to escape something you know what i'm saying but no why is Bran still alive? Like I wanted Bran to fucking I didn't want him to die, but it's I assumed or he pulls like some last minute like cuz I was again, I was like what is he what was he warging to? Like what was he doing? Yeah, the entire time that the Night King was rolling up on him, he was like warging. So I was like, "Are what are you Until it was finally time for him to say to Theon, "You're a good man." It's like that's when he came back to have that moment for Theon, but it's like, "What what were you doing?" Was he like a raven watching Arya get there or something? Theon, you're a good man. Now, when he, now stall for 10 seconds. Because when he first... And that's another thing. When Theon ran in there to kill the Night King and just charged directly at him, I'm like, bro, you're fucking... Like, that's why I was like, what are you doing? Let him come to you. Yeah, exactly. But then he effortlessly killed Theon. And then I was like, oh, Theon's going to get a moment. Maybe he's going to do the thing that he did against the, the other guy where like, he grabbed his leg and was like, no, you're not going to get Bran. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, have your last moment before you die. Yeah. Stab him or no. something. He kind of like... He, he moves a little bit like he's going to do something and he's just like, no, I'm dead. Blah. <laughs> I was like, what? But like, yeah, going back to what <laughs> I was saying. nothing, Theon. <laughs> but like, going back to what I was saying, like, when Bran first warged, you saw him in the Ravens and he flew to where the Night King was. Yeah. So I, th- I was like, okay, so he's looking for the Night King, but now he knows where the Night King is now, so why is he still gone? Like, I thought, I don't know. Like, I thought, I was like, maybe he's trying to transfer his power somewhere, or maybe he's trying to gather enough energy to do something. Maybe he's calling all, maybe he's fucking calling all the animals to him. Like, yeah. He's Instead, looking, John he's got look, pinned he's down. He's looking for Limeria and the wolf pack. Like, what do you like? Yes, another thing. Like, the wolf pack didn't even come up. I mean, we got like the John trying to get to the battle, being stopped by the fucking ice dragon. I don't know. Is this girl? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I was like, do I want to say this? Oh, God, I don't want to get shit from people. Like, oh, Jordan's always fucking anti-fucking women. I'm just like, this is what I mean when I say. This pro women thing. That's stupid to say pro women. This this feminine empowerment thing is per- is pervasive. It's everywhere. Cause even this, I mean like John got sidelined for I, was, I don't think that has anything to do with this though. Come on. 
But I'm not saying directly, like, oh, we were we were writing this, we were thinking that we want to get female empowerment in here, so we want Arya to win. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying subconsciously, it's gotta be a thing. It's a trend. It's been happening everywhere. But with it, like this, I don't, I don't think so. Cause I mean, but you think, cause you think about something like I'm just saying, look at the big picture. Look at everything. This but is no, another but, example. But just, of, just of, Game of Thrones by itself. Like you think about something like Game of Thrones, for the most part. The girls are the ones that have the power. You think about Cersei. You think about Daenerys. You think about you think about uh, Melisandre. You think about uh, what's why can't I think of her name? Fucking Iron Ironborn. Yeah, no, I understand that women in Game of Thrones are powerful women. I understand that, but this is not even a book thing. That the Arya, the, the prediction that Melisandre even gave Arya didn't even happen in the books. So I. There's a whole story about the fucking uh, the no, what's it called the prince who's promised the Azora High the that it was meant to be John that's really what it is that battle was meant to happen and whatever way you want to explain how that battle's gonna happen in the books it's gonna it's probably end up being John versus the Night King because again that the Night the, the Melisandre's prediction about Arya killing people with blue eyes doesn't happen in the book so that that foreshadowing isn't a thing. So I'm not saying that, oh, it's just, it's just all this women empowerment. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that this is the reason why when people are annoyed by it, you can look at things like this. Like, it's definitely something in the zeitgeist right now that women are strong and they win battles. And everything. All the CW. Fucking Game of Thrones. Fucking uh, the movies that we go and see. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's everything right now. Is that a problem? No. But I am saying that it's like, but I was like, Are you? <laughs> I'm like, you say it's not a problem, but I'm like, if it's not a problem, then why bring it up? <laughs> because I feel like it's, uh, at, in this moment, it's something at the expense of, of the show. I feel like it, it was literally, and again, but Game of Thrones, I'm, I'm arguing back and forth here, because even Game of Thrones, again, you're, you're, you're subverting the expectation that you think Jon is going to be the one to fight the Night King. And when he's trying to get to that battle, he's being stopped by the Ice Dragon. And if, and that was just the moment I thought they were going to do a thing where, remember I asked if, He'd be immune to fire. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, yeah. Gonna... I, thought, I thought that was going to be a thing, too. The yeah. dragon tries to burn him, and then he walks out like the Night King, basically. Yeah, but no, they didn't even do that. No. Instead, they gave the win to uh, Arya. And I was like, all right, well, I'm fine they with didn't that. Even have him, they didn't even have him take out the dragon. I thought he was going to take out the dragon. No, he didn't do shit. <laughs> Arya, John basically but it, did yeah, nothing. It, but except... it, does, it, it does make me wonder, though, because... Cause, I, cause, even going back, like I said before, I'm like, even if John did kill the Night King, I still wouldn't have been satisfied by this. No, I didn't want Night King to lose at all. But, but, but I feel like, still, but it still makes me wonder, if, from a story perspective, why is John here? Because remember, he was resurrected. The Lord of Light brought him back. Yeah. Why though? Uh, just because he didn't do anything. He didn't really. He well, didn't do anything. He didn't do anything in this battle. Well, technically, he's the one that brought the battle together. Yeah, that, that's but how okay, I your he, purpose is fulfilled though. So die. That's true. <laughs> Dunder, so, Dardarian or whatever, and yeah. the Melisandre chick both died because that was their purpose fulfilled. Maybe the excuse is Cersei's the true purpose. No, but no, that's the whole point of the Zora High legend was for this fight. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying when people complain about fucking, oh, it's women empowerment. Women just fucking do everything now. Oh, fucking women fucking beat all the bad guys because they're unstoppable. Arya Stark has six months of training to become Oberyn level, to become Darth Maul, to defeat the biggest bad in the entire show. Little Arya, who was running up to the sea of King Baratheon coming episode one, defeated the ultimate evil <laughs> with some Deus Ex Machina bullshit. 
I'm still just like, but how 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 much training did Luke have before he defeated he defeated Darth Vader? He wasn't when he uh, in. Did you see the first? What kind of comparison is that? What Luke Skywalker? Getting... He didn't defeat Darth Vader. Darth Vader whooped his ass every single time they fought, except for when he knew it was his son and he let him win. Basically, no. He he the first time. Well, he lost his hand, but uh-huh. he still ultimately won in that fight. Yeah, and Empire Strikes Back. He lost. Wait, and then in Return of the Jedi, he comes back and they have another fight. But then he uses the power of rage to beat Darth Vader down, but he didn't actually beat Darth Vader. And you can argue that Darth Vader was holding back because he knows at that point it's his son. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't really know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ray did nothing. <laughs> and Ray's fighting Kylo Ren, who's trained his entire life. Like, you know, if you want to get if you want to go there, <laughs> like I look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that feminism is bad or anything like that. I'm just saying this is for people that don't understand why. There's pushback online with female empowerment or like strong female characters that aren't written entirely like that, not even that aren't written well, but just there's pushback. Saying, for, you, don't, you don't think Arya's written well? So parts of her, no. Like the fact that she trained 10 seconds and is a super assassin, she can kill, like, I love it, but she can kill fucking uh, the phrase, entire room of phrase. She's that bad, she can sneak in. Let her go kill Cersei. Why is there even an issue? <laughs> like, she can defeat anybody. <laughs> after a year of training like it doesn't really make sense so yeah I, you i feel like female characters sometimes subconsciously or not are scaled up to be like ridiculous have ridiculous feats for the sake of female empowerment and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but i'm also saying that for people that don't understand why there's pushback this is why because it's, it's everywhere it's pervasive in everything in every every franchise right now there is a female character that for whatever reason is the strongest for whatever reason the plot gives her like the the plot device of winning the day and you'd be like oh but all male characters do that too but yes but at the same time that's been an established trope but now this new status quo is everywhere at the same time so of course people can be like i feel like you're just shoving this down my throat but i mean saying it's an established trope you could say White people being the leads is an established trope, and now every every show is now trying to put a a leading minority character in the thing. Like like all the back like look at the backlash that happened with uh Finn being revealed to be a stormtrooper. Oh, you're making a black stormtrooper. You're putting your social justice warrior. I'm not justifying the obvious assholes online. I'm just finding the people that go like, I feel like this is too much, and. Stuff like Finn being a stormtrooper isn't by the same time you say no 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 no, no. Finn being a stormtrooper is not plot breaking. Rey being the fucking most powerful Jedi to the point where Luke Skywalker himself doesn't need to give her any training because she's that fucking good. You've got all the knowledge that I have now after a day of training. That's plot breaking. Captain Marvel being so strong and so bland and having no real like purpose behind it. That's plot breaking. Arya Stark getting six months of training and then being the best. Ever, it's plot breaking. You know, what I mean, these are like things that, are like, there's, there's plot contrivances that make these characters that good. Just introducing a black main character is not the same thing as let's introduce a female character in this, and then with little to no build up or explanation as to why or how they're this strong, they're this strong, and fuck you if you say differently. If you even question it, you're sexist. That's the mentality that people online push back against, and it's the part. It's the, it's the mentality that I'm starting to understand. I get it. 
Because I'm like you, even right now, you're like, oh man, like, if, why are you, you got an issue with female empowerment? No. I didn't say that, but I'm saying, but you're, you're, but, you're talking but no, around my it. point is, <laughs> you really saying, are. But no, because I'm trying to say, you saying that you say, oh, I'm not trying to justify the people that are making trouble. But the fact that you're saying it, you're kind of giving ammo to those people. Like, oh yeah, Jordan agrees with me. Well, not the assholes. The assholes that go out of their way be like, fuck, women are like, this is stupid because she's a woman. That's, fuck you. You're an idiot. But, but I'm the, saying, they're hearing you and be like, yeah, Jordan agrees with me. Well, they're an idiot. Because <laughs> hear what I'm actually saying. I'm not saying that those people are right. What I am saying is, for the people like me who go, all right, this is, this is a little bit too much. Like, I, I understand where that mentality comes from now. Because it is everywhere. Like you, and you can't just say it's a coincidence. It's in everything. It's not in everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm also thinking, like, if I saw a bunch of gay superheroes pop up everywhere and they were all lead, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, give it to me. I want it because I've never had it before. So it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine for you. But then for everyone else, it goes like, I feel like it's being forced. You wouldn't I'm, understand I'm where like, they're coming from? Who cares? You had your time. <laughs> that's, a, that's how I would feel. Or, Same thing with black. Black, like, oh, you got Black Panther. Like, it'd be like, okay, who cares? You had your time. Like, give me mine. I don't think what I'm saying is taking away from anybody's time. I'm saying that from a, usually these characters are introduced into pre-established storylines and stories that break the plot in some way. That's what I'm saying. And everything I just listed, Arya, she ain't that strong in the books because it's ridiculous how strong she is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We love it because it's awesome, but it is ridiculous. Can you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Captain Marvel... She's the face oh, we of the went MCU. On, yeah, we went on But yeah, she's the face of the MCU for no other reason than it seems like the PC move to do. It's not like Black Panther where it's like, oh, well, he's a king and it, it makes sense and he's actually a good character and he's actually like got a pre-established lore and we like him. Captain Marvel just, you're the face of the MCU. Why? Because you're, you're a girl. <laughs> like, that's really all it is. Um, Ray, I mean, and again, two-thirds of the characters I just listed, I like. But at the same time, I can still acknowledge that the way they're handled kind of breaks the rules of the world they're in for the sake of making them relevant. And in the same way, if you introduce a black character or anything and to put them on a pedestal ended up breaking the logic of the thing they were introduced in, I would also push back against that. It's not just a woman thing. That's another thing. It's like people, when I say shit like this, people are like, oh my God, you're so sexist. Think about the woman, think about the women. Don't you think about women? I think about women. Women tell me they don't like Captain Marvel. Women tell me it's ridiculous that Arya Stark killed Night King. People tell me that Rey shouldn't be as strong as she is. So it's like, you're looking at one, one small circle women and you want to live in this echo chamber of like, oh yeah, empowerment, it's all representation, it's all good. But it's like, not everyone feels that way. And for you to just assume that Oh, if it's a strong woman, all women love it. Do you talk to all women? Because I actually do know women that are like, no, nah, I don't like that. I don't like any of that. That's all I'm saying. Drop the mic on the fucking... <laughs> I know I'm going to get an email from like Norbear or something, <laughs> but I'm just saying, man. I'm just... If I'm not arguing for anything, I'm arguing for... I think we should all be able to acknowledge the world around us in, in every facet. Like, in, in terms of... The people that might be naysayers of things we support and in terms of people that support the things we like. But I think on some level, all even the Christians we don't necessarily agree with are valid. And I'm starting to see that. I, I think it's it's more than just like, oh, it's just man babies. Like That's like the big Star Wars thing. Oh, people don't like Rey. They're just, all just man babies. No, they're not. And I think that's a, that's a gross oversimplification of the issue people have with some of these characters. 
Well, speaking of man babies and strong women and men, more people should have died. Fucking agreed. <laughs> <laughs> At least fucking Podrick. Yeah, Pod- Podrick, <laughs> Brienne. I don't, Brienne want, I don't want Brienne. I don't want Brienne to die, but still, like to see, like have have a moment where he say, like if if she if she saved Jamie's life, and then Jamie's fighting, and then he watches her. No, die. they gotta fuck. <laughs> Kill, kill Unre- Tormund. Unrequited love. Like Tormund could die. Like there's no reason to keep him around. Oh yeah, even Tor- like Tormund, like everybody. Why Tormund? Like, because <laughs> they got. I guess they got to fuck. <laughs> I'm down with the Jamie. No, Brand I don't. Threesome. I want. <laughs> well, threesome. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's, then, right, let's get let's get into One Punch Man real quick, talking about thwarted expectations. We've been complaining a long time about the animation in One Punch Man. This is the first time I can say that I did not notice the difference in animation between... Apparently the first episode of uh, this new Attack on Titan is amazing. Cause somebody I'm sure just, it is. Somebody just texted me. It looked amazing. Just from the, the trailer we saw. But yeah, for One Punch Man, they've been building up this character, Garo. He's a hero that turned into a villain that wants to become a monster. Whereas everybody is like, oh, I love the heroes, I love the heroes. He's like, nah, Sean, I love monsters. And my goal is to become on the monsters level. He's like an angry Vegeta type. Yeah, he, he says that, but at the same time, he still has a soft spot. Oh, yeah, because they show in this episode, he's got some layers. He talks to a little kid. And he's not an asshole at all to the little kid. Yeah. So he's, he's not necessarily a bad guy, maybe. But this whole episode was basically him just whooping the ass of other heroes in this world. S-class S-class heroes. heroes. Yeah, yeah, so top-tier heroes. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't say what we uh, would rate the episode. Oh, for Game of Thrones? Yeah. All that aside, all my complaints, I still had fun. I still had a lot of fun. And I can't judge. Like I said, I was drinking wine. Like every moment, I was like, give, pass another glass. Give me another glass. And I also can't judge the show on what I don't know yet. So like maybe even though I think the Night King dying is a big mistake, maybe the stuff they do with Cersei is more poignant. Maybe it is better. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a perfect vision because I, I love the episode. Like and it wasn't until after I started going like, but Arya though, but no one died though. Like that's where I started getting the issues. Like, oh, but the Night King's gone forever now. And the mythology's is done now though. But I was still good at perfect vision. I got a high mother passable. Okay, well I see a trend here. Yeah, it's a so trend. let's let's see what you say about One Punch Man. <laughs> but only only a high mother passable on the premise that remember I was like I don't know if it's my T I don't know if it was the TV that I was watching it on or if it was just the way it was shot. But I'm like I can't see and I can't follow what's going on. Oh, so that's I'm why go, you give it the high mother passable. Yeah, because because of the. Characters not dying in the art. If you had said any of that, I'd be like, oh, I understand. <laughs> well, that, that, but I, I wasn't done. But I was going to, that's why I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch it on my TV and see if maybe it was her wow. TV and as opposed to mine. But I was like, because I'm, I'm not a fan of the way, if it, if that is turns out be, to be the case, like it is super dark, I'm, I'm not a fan of the way it's shot. And on top of that, like nobody significant really died. died. Yeah. Seemed like a cop out. <laughs> 
Cause remember we talked about last. We was like, who's gonna die this? Who's gonna die in this episode? I'm like, Answer. every yeah. I'm like, Nobody. every fucking. Body. I'm like, Grey Worm's gonna die. Like everybody's gonna die. And it's like, no, everybody died, but no, nobody died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody we don't care about died. But yeah, One Punch Man. Uh, and this thing is all right. So One Punch Man. The fact that they've been building up this character for the last episode, he seemed like he's gonna be one of the main villains of this season. Uh, yeah, I think he's the main villain of the season. You think he's the main villain? I th- I mean, after this episode, because here's the expectations. And what I love this episode, the action was on point. So every time Garo fought the villain or the other heroes, the S class heroes, it was intense to the point where I thought they killed fucking Moomin Rider. Yeah, I thought so, too. I was like, not Moomin Rider. <laughs> How did he brutalize all those people so bad? And yet nobody died. This is a, this is a common theme. This is a common theme, yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't kill anybody. I, I think that's his thing. I don't know. I think that's his thing, though. Like, but he cut off that guy's arm. I was gonna say we haven't, because even in the other the other episode that he was introduced, we haven't seen him kill anybody. We just seen him maim, yeah, fuck terribly, people, yeah, fuck people up. But we haven't seen he hasn't murdered anybody. So I guess he doesn't want to be a monster like that much of a monster. <laughs> um, but yeah. So how do you feel with first of all? How do you feel with the animation this episode? Because those fights with Garo and the S class villains were fucking tight to me. Yeah, I was gonna say like. I don't know if maybe they got some new animators in this episode. No, I feel like Granted, it's not went. it's not season one level, but those first two episodes, it's not the same as those first two episodes. No, but the, during the episode, did you ever once like, because the first two episodes, every time there's an action scene, my brain immediately went, this is not nearly as good as season one. But in this episode, and it's not like I was like thinking like, oh, I'm just going to lower my expectations. This episode, I just never thought about it. Yeah, this episode I didn't think about it, but at the same time, you can still go back and look at like season one stuff and like. If you can do a direct comparison, it's definitely not in the same tier. But I feel like this, if this is as good as it can get, I'm fine with this level of quality. I'm, hope, I'm hoping it stays. I'm hoping it stays at this level throughout the rest of the season. Agreed. Or increases. I hope it doesn't take a backslide. Yeah, if it goes backwards, is a problem. If it stays here, it gets better. Then okay, I'm I can work with this. Uh, like the way he fought like the muscle guys fucking oh I didn't use my true fucking fluid karate speed or whatever the fuck yeah. and in fact the entire episode when he's fighting these guys he's taking damage like he's actually getting hurt by their attacks he's a saying <laughs> the more damage he takes the stronger he gets that's true he keeps talking about like oh in six months I'm gonna train you're not gonna even understand how powerful and that's part of the reason why I think he's the final villain cause I'm like yeah what happened at the end happened but I don't know I think that was the point I think the idea was to make you go like, oh shit, this guy's going to become a fucking problem. And plus at the end of the day, like, you know, one punch man, like no matter who the villain is, he's not going to lose. Like he's going to be able to defeat everybody pretty kind of easily. Kind of like even looking like last season. For sure. But what makes this, what makes the anime fun is the, it makes you question. Cause I was even questioning, I'm like, yeah, he's taking hits, but I feel like with a couple more episodes of training, this guy might somehow get to like, fucking Saitama level this is kind of crazy especially seeing how he's handling them all yeah that's why I feel the way I feel like he got knocked the fuck out in the beginning but that might be a way to divert expectation now he's like he knows who Saitama is he knows what he needs to train up to and then he's gonna be where before Saitama wasn't on his radar and now he's gonna be because before he looked at he was like who is this weak ass guy see that's interesting like, I, I like that theory but I assume that that was all the buildup was just for the payoff at the end, where it's like he's he kicked everybody's asses. He's going to he's going to fight some other suit, some other hero S class, and he's walking down the street and he just hears, "Oh, I found you!" He turns around, sees Saitama, and he's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" 
Oh, well, I'm going to take him out before he even gets a chance. He goes to karate chop him. So Tom wouldn't even know who the fuck he was. No, he didn't. He's like, what are you doing? Trying to rob me? <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't interfere with my shopping. He karate chops him one time. Yeah. <laughs> and the way his, his face like drained of color when his hand came up. So Tom wouldn't even take his hand out of his pocket. No. You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> he karate chops him once. And the guy goes, oh, <laughs> And as he's he's fading from consciousness, he sees Saitama walk to the vendor to buy a wig. I'm like, yo. And so that's what he was talking about. I found you. I found the wig person. I'm not even looking for you. I'm not even paying you any attention. I don't even see you. (laughs) Like that. This is probably the funniest and the best action episode of season three so far. Or season two so far. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, I I was laughing. I was digging the action at the end where Genos catches him wearing the wig. And he's, he's like, like, oh, my God. Oh, it's finally happening. Yeah. Okay, I get, he's making an appointment for him to get like an appointment with a hair, hair doctor. transplant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's watching the whole convo. He's like, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday works. Uh, Master, are you available Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to get my hair this back, for a bro. Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to maybe a disguise. I know. I love this episode. Like it, I, I did too. It reminded me of season one. Yeah. And so it, I, yeah, like I said, I think that's what's gonna uh, happen going forward. Granted, I could be wrong, but who who knows? Might be throwing my prediction hat out there. Now Saitama is on his radar, mm-hmm. and now he's gonna try to be able to beat that. Now he knows what he needs to work towards because he keeps saying, "I need to train. I need to train. I'm not as strong as I can be." I'm like that'd be interesting. See, I thought it was gonna be a thing where now he's a good guy. Like he's gonna be on Saitama's team now. No, nah, I don't think I feel so. like the story was going to go a completely different direction. But nah, you might be right. I, yeah, I don't think so. You might be right. Okay. I don't know how the fuck he's going to... Because it's not like he even tried. He's just like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ba- One Punch Man, it's a parody. Like, I feel like it's going to be like that where every villain that get, gets introduced in this show. If it does happen again, where he's like, I've trained and now I'm ready to fight you. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> like, it's going to... Because again, like, even the final villain, no matter how powerful he got, every hit that he was... Granted, the dynamic and the action and the, the choreography and all that stuff was epic, but Saitama wasn't even really trying. Yeah, but like, even, guy, even like, the one moment, it was box. like, all right, now, for now, serious punch, and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> At least that guy left, like, like not even bruising, but like he, he roughed him up a little bit. But even Saitama was like... Mm, that's crazy. I'm, start, <laughs> I'm starting to have fun, but I'm still not trying. Like, even yeah. when he knocked his ass to the moon, that's so fucking it was funny. like, oh... That's interesting. Oh, gravity. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I give this episode a perfect vision. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Cool. I guess that's it. <laughs> Not much to talk about. Oh, hi, Mo- no. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and on that note. Oh, uh, speaking of, um, I just want to reiterate that even though I do tip my hat to you, Lord Prediction Head, our prediction battle has not ended yet. Okay. Game of Thrones. It, until last episode, remember, your prediction has on the line. If I, Danny I, I, lives... I, I, I didn't say all that. Oh, fuck right? you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, son. You, you, you can get a promotion. <laughs> no, this is the ultimate battle. You got to risk it all, son. I will be... A, WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will be a noble king. I will reinstitute Prima Nocta. <laughs> but yeah, if Danny lives... You can get a promotion. <laughs> fuck you. John dies, Danny lives. That's the prediction. You're the reverse, right? You're John. Do- you're John lives. Danny dies. Uh huh. Okay. Why do they both live? And the, yeah, I was just about to say. And then, episode, I was just about to say, and then they both live. I feel like they're both gonna live. Like after fucking episode three, there's no stakes. 
But whatever. All right, let's get into the news of the week. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You if he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to hand me down. I don't want you kidding, gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot of news, so we'll be able to knock this out real quick. Uh, it's a couple trailers. That's most of the news, really. Okay. So, uh, it's new trailer drop for Men in Here comes the Men, men in black. black. And women. We are a rumor. Recognizable only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. We are the best kept secret in the universe. I know. I want in. You erased my parents' memories, but you didn't get mine. It took me 20 years to find you. How many people can say that? I found you. Which makes me perfect for this job. Agent M, we may have a problem in London. Welcome, man. You will be with Agent H. MIB, you Karelian scum. But FYI, your little club here sucks. Come on. The world's not gonna save itself. I'm driving. That really should be here. Oh, I love this country. <laughs> and women. They sat in the trailer. Yeah, I know. Gotta be PC, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but yeah. um. I dig it. And I think, the at least in the trailer, the reason they gave for Valkyrie. This is after Endgame. This, it looks like a he, fucking he, epilogue. He comes back from the Guardians of the Galaxy, and now he brings the whole guard galaxy with him. <laughs> uh, what they do with Tessa Thomas, Thompson's character, I liked more than what they did with Will Smith's character in the first Men in Black, where he just chased down a random guy and was like, wow, you're really fast. You're MIB material. At least she like did her research. She knew aliens existed. She was like kind of obsessed with her whole life. Yeah, so I like that. She found them yeah. more or less instead of them finding her. I forgot what that's like. It was it's another show or TV or movie that's like that where it's like I found you. That's why I'm worthy to be part of this. I don't remember what that is, but I kind of like that trope. It's like your word, kind of like uh Tim Drake where he fi- he figured out Batman's secret identity. He figured out who Robin was and he approached Batman. Well, no, not Robin, because there was no Robin. But he figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman and Dick Grayson and all that other stuff. And he's like, no, you need a new Robin, and I'm going to be that Robin because I'm wor- I'm the one that found you, and this is why like, this is why I'm worthy. Yeah. So, but yeah, Men in Black, hopefully it's, hopefully it's good. It looks funny. I mean, you know, we've already established Chris Hemsworth was good at comedy. He sucked in Ghostbusters, but I feel like that was the writing of that. <laughs> I, heard, I heard he was good in Ghostbusters. It's just Ghostbusters was bad. Um, what they gave him, he was good in, but they 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 leaned in him, they leaned into him being stupid way too much. Like it was just like there's being a dumb character, and then there's being like an over the top dumb character, and they made him an over the top dumb character. Well, speaking of something else that you are interested in, what's up? I'm interested in it too, but not as interested as you. New trailer drop, the final trailer drop for. What the fuck was that? That's my Godzilla roar. Don't, don't do that yeah, ever I'm again. Like... <laughs> oh Jesus! It's the way he cocks his head back when he does it. It's weird. That's when he shoots the thing in the air. Is it the final trailer? The final trailer, yeah. My Godzilla. Will perish 
so will we. Unless we set Godzilla free. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's bring him in for a beer. No, this time we join the fight. Run. Godzilla's world. We just live in it. Damn right. I kind of watched this. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I half watched this because like I didn't want to spoil myself too much for some of the action scenes. Cause I'm still scared to see how much they actually have. Like monster I battles I, in this. I don't know if this is gonna be Hobbs and Shaw because they didn't really show the monster battles. No. Not not a lot. They just showed more or less the rising. It looked good though. Like the the, the quick moments of like Ghidorah. I think. I don't know who it was colliding with. It was either Godzilla or Rodan or something. But I don't just, know any of these people. Okay. I just know Ghidorah is the three-headed one. Okay, Rodan's the big Mothra is the moth. flying pterodactyl thing. And I know Mothra is like the, the good one. And Godzilla, I don't remember who Ghidorah Godzilla's, was fighting. Godzilla's neutral. But what they've shown, I love it. All, I, I don't know how much of a story it's going to have. I don't know if it's going to be slow-paced or boring or whatever. But everything they've shown me of the monsters, I dig. So as long as they give me that and big monster battles... I'm going to see in the biggest IMAX I can find. I'm fucking excited. I'm ready. I'd rather see it in Dolby. What's the difference? Dolby is more... Dolby is... Uh, IMAX is a bigger screen, and it's also HD, but Dolby is HD, but it's also... Dolby has more pixels, and the sound... It has uh, brighter blacks, uh, brighter, co- uh, brighter like, dynamic colors, and the sound is better. Okay, all right. Fancy schmancy. That's why that's why Dolby's more expensive than IMAX. Fancy schmancy. And plus the uh like during certain moments the seats vibrate. It's like a vibrator in your <laughs> Okay. But uh speaking of fancy schmancy, Will Smith's trying to jump back into the sci fi. Oh, of- I didn't talk about Cobra Kai. You said you said we don't we don't have time. I know. Yeah. I, 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 I promised somebody I would talk about I it. I didn't see it anyway. <laughs> watch it. I will. Did I you watch the first season? I, yeah, I saw. I saw all of it. We talked about. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, watch the season. Didn't see, I just didn't get a chance to watch. Just like Attack on Titan. I didn't even... Okay, watch, that's next week because it's fucking good. So for uh, the people out there that wanted me to talk about Cobra Kai, I'm sorry, not this week. But I fucking loved it. I'm not gonna give a rating yet, but season two is fucking crazy at the end. All right, continue. Yeah, again, speaking of crazy, so Will Smith is fighting himself, right? No, oh, Cra- yeah. Crazy, right? The Us sequel. Gemini Man. The secret Jordan Peele, Will Smith collaboration that no one talked about. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's fighting the tethered. Yeah. Thrill. I think I know why he's as good as you. He is you. 25 years ago, they made you from me. They chose me because there's never been anybody like me. We have to end this right now. You have all of his gifts without his pain. You made a person out of another person. Then you sent me to kill him. You made a choice to do this to me. This thing that you're struggling with is fear. Embrace it 
and then overcome it. Of all the people in the world to come after me, why would he send you? So, how do I feel about modern Will Smith versus basically, 90s Fresh Prince? <laughs> Looper, Looper all over again. <laughs> Did you see Looper? Yeah. I like Looper. Uh, what's his name? Bruce Willis and... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Who had a really fucked up Bruce Willis, like, nose job. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, this looks interesting. I don't... I feel like Will Smith needs a big hit again. Like, he hasn't had one... I mean, Suicide Squad, technically, kind of. Does that count? Would Te- you count that? Not really, but exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's his biggest hit in the in the in the wild. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. though. But like, I don't really count Suicide Squad. It's, it's more of a, uh, ensemble film. So I'm hoping for this. Uh, this I mean, look, I want to see Fresh Prince Will fight Modern Will. The premise alone, I'm interested. It depends on what the movie's actually like. Yeah, I'm interested, but at the same time, like, I because I saw. People, some people are like, oh yeah, I'm in. Like this, this trailer got me hyped. But I have to say, I was like, the premise is interesting, but just watching the trailer alone didn't make me like, oh, this is gonna be great. I was just like, I'll check it out. Like, nothing on nothing in the trailer made me like hyped. So, yeah, that's really all, that's really all I can say about it. Uh, so yeah, a new trailer drop for uh, an official trailer drop for uh, Swamp Thing. <laughs> for the DC streaming service, Jordan, who's not listening to me, what did you think of the Swamp Thing trailer? I liked it. It looks like a fucking horror movie. I'm not sure how that's going to work for a whole series, but I enjoy it. Yeah, it definitely looked like a horror movie. And I was just like, Swamp Thing's supposed to be a paragon of good, right? There's, he doesn't look he doesn't look to be good in this, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do. I mean, the the character itself is like a monster, so yeah, it, he's a it monster, makes sense but... to lean to the horror of it. I, 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 and I don't even know if that was like the, the, that little the weird creature thing that was like, coming out of I was like is that Swamp Thing or is that like a thing he has to fight I don't know how that works cause Swamp Swamp Thing is pretty fucking powerful so I'm like I wonder how the what the budget is for this show yeah all I know is Swamp Thing and the Floronic Man isn't that a villain or is that that's DC villain right Floronic is that one of his villains Floronic Man sounds like weed (laughs) he was the guy that was smoking weed he was the the weed man he was the doctor in uh, Batman and Robin yeah Floronic yeah Yeah. I've heard him yeah (laughs) but yeah Swamp Thing, hopefully it's good. Still not going to get me to re-sign up to the DC streaming service because I quit that. But something I am going to sign up for because I'm already signed up, but Netflix. uh, Netflix released a little sci-fi show or movie produced by Spike Lee. And it's about, speaking of Endgame, talking about time travel. Now what happens when black people get the power to time travel? And uh, it's called See You Yesterday. Calvin Walker, a 19-year-old black teen, was allegedly shot and killed by an NYPD officer. Walker was armed with nothing but a cell phone. I am so sorry about all of this. If I could go back and fix it, I would. If 
we just go back, get them out of there, then he's saved. We only have so many times to get this right. Everything's gonna need to be perfect. What's today's date? June 28th. Sebastian, this has to work. Oh! It's too late. It's about controlling something we obviously have no control over. My brother didn't deserve this. Just miss him, y'all. How many times have you jumped back, CJ? We're not superheroes. Where is the justice? We can't do this anymore. We only have two jumps left. Where's the justice for our sons and our daughters? You gotta listen to us. You're going to get killed. And let me read the synopsis real quick for those of you that have never heard of it. But it's a Spike Lee produced this film about a pair of black teenagers in Brooklyn who invent a time travel device and use it to warp back in time to save their friend from being killed by a cop. Despite the seemingly fun time travel premise at its core, this seems like a really dark story that this duo that has this duo going back again and again. As they say it's Russian doll style, which a lot of people like. I didn't see Russian doll, but this movie's supposed to come out on May 18th. So yes, yeah, see the trailer. It's called See You Yesterday. Jordan, what'd you think of See You Yesterday? Black people doing science? It makes no sense to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not that smart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, I like things like this where they marry seemingly marry a message to a genre. Yeah, because so, you like slight. I do. I, I like genre films. That's my thing. I'm a big dork. Um, and I feel like in stuff like this, the message usually isn't as heavy-handed. It's it's subtle. So if they're able to not only tell a, a, a very, you know, real story about police brutality in America right now and marry that to the concept of time travel, I think it'd be a really interesting story. Well, part of me is like, well... Is it going to be subtle? That Like, what's subtle about going back in time trying to prevent police brutality? Like, I don't know if that's subtle. Well, it's as long as they don't go out of their way to be like, no, let's talk about what this means for our country. But you know what I mean? But like, just the, inci- the, the instigating incident is something that's real. So I think that's, it's, it's already, it's, without even having to go into it, it's already t- touching on that, that subject. That's why I, that's that's part of the reason why I kind of feel like with any with any genre as long as like black people have any type of powers or time travel super science or anything <laughs> like that I'm like truth of the matter is we would all be Magneto yeah we would <laughs> <laughs> now you're all gonna pay <laughs> so I'm like and of course writers especially white writers who create the they don't want to go that route but it's like no. Even like somebody like, granted, he was created by a black guy, but I'm like, even somebody like Blue Marvel, how he just went into hiding, like he was back around the civil rights era, and it's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna participate in these battles. Like, nah, bro. If I had Blue Marvel's powers, and like I saw the the clan murdered, like, again, we we would be, well, not all of us, because you know there's some Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Ruckuses, but like the majority of us would be fucking Magneto. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm curious to see what what they do with this like again time travel going back to save somebody from getting murdered like i wonder if it's like an infinity avengers endgame type of thing i'm like go back and just kill the cop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh that's it for trailers but what it's not it for is the success of avengers endgame avengers endgame is 
ending all of box office records and doing full decimation to all previously held box office records. And it's only the first opening. It's only the opening weekend, bro. In opening weekend alone, Avengers Endgame has made a staggering $1.2 billion in the global box office sales. No other movies did that. And, 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 uh, crushing it. And not even just that, but domestically, it's crushing it. And in North America alone, it opened at $350 million. That's that beat the uh, Force Awakens uh, total by almost a hundred million dollars, because the Force Awakens was like, I think it was like two two seventy. So, yeah, Avengers Endgame, crazy, and I know part of that has to do with the fact that unlike the Force Awakens, Avengers Endgame, like a lot of theaters will be open because because a lot of people were like, there's no way it can hit three hundred million dollars because it's not enough seats. For the and the fact that the movie's three 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 hours, like it's not enough run. There's not enough uh, going to be not. There's not going to be enough movie showings, and there's not going to be enough seats for them to hit that three hundred million dollar mark. But a lot of like AMC theaters and stuff like that, they will be open. Some of them will be open for twenty four hours. Like I saw some showings going like three a.m., four a.m., five a.m., six a.m. Mm. So they just opened up more screenings to be able to accommodate for that. And it it paid off because $350 million, like... I mean, the demand is there, though. Yeah, that's crazy. In one weekend. In one weekend. Fuck out of here. Now the conversation people are saying... Is fuck it, off money. <laughs> now, now the conversation people are saying, is it going to catch Avatar? I hope it does. And I don't... I don't think it is. No, don't say that. Fuck Avatar and Titanic. <laughs> it's Marvel's time but now. Funny, but funny enough, even if, like, Disney owns Fox now, so either, either way, Disney wins... <laughs> Because now they own Avatar. But I'm like, I don't think it is only because Avatar was able to hit that. Because for the most part, when Avatar was out, there wasn't really any competition. Mm. And it was number one for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks. But like, we got Detective Pikachu coming out soon. Mm. So that might make it to number one or it might not. It still might be competing. But either way, you got you got that. You got Lion King coming out. You got Aladdin coming out. You All got, these got, Disney you, movies trying you, to compete with Disney. You got, got, you got Godzilla coming out. Okay, So it's like, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna hit the it three billion. It's still gonna be making money, but I don't think it's gonna hit the three billion. Fuck off, James Cameron. <laughs> Your time is over. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um. But people that are wishing, people that are wishing they were, <laughs> they, they were. Post how Stark is really holding it down this weekend. <laughs> yeah. How I, I saw a shirt that said how Stark. So I had the wolf, the dire wolf and the Iron Man armor on the other side, like divided. I was like, that's actually a cool shirt. I would get that. But, uh, yeah, talking about how the good the good box office of Avengers Endgame. Well, somebody that's not having a good box office and having a terrible box office, actually. So, yeah, Hellboy's still in theaters, Jordan. Why? It's <laughs> a great question. It's not going to be in theaters. It's not going to be in theaters for long because guess what? Why? Hellboy has experienced a 97% drop in the box office. 97? 97%. 97% so it's drop. Supposed to be like $2? <laughs> Uh, only gro- it grows $350,000 for this weekend. <laughs> I thought you like $350. <laughs> but that makes it the biggest drop in box office history. And it's the third 
the lowest third weekends for all for so it's the biggest drop in box office history and it's because it's only been out for three weeks okay. which is crazy and so it's also the lowest the lowest third week drop in history mm. so yeah Hellboy's making history boy <laughs> so the studio's gotta be boy, happy you can with spin anything positive can't you <laughs> I mean it's force of habit <laughs> like the Captain America thing if you try to tell me think on the bright side <laughs> but yeah so Hellboy sad sad for Hellboy but speaking of something else that's sad, you mentioned this already. But yeah, the Russo brothers confirmed that they're done after Endgame. No more, no more movies. They said the only thing that can get them back is uh, a Secret Wars movie. So well, they better fucking make that Secret Wars movie next. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, yeah, so uh, they uh, in this final season they actually released, uh, and I find this interesting because I'm like, if only can I please get like can I get even ten percent of this? But they released how much the. Uh, main actors make in uh game of thrones mm. and so uh cersei Tyrion, jamie uh daenerys and Jon snow they all make five hundred thousand dollars per episode damn so i uh, got three mil for the season that's crazy it's good to be rich <laughs> i was like can i just get just 10 percent of that <laughs> Just, just give it to me. Just need a little bit. Give me, give me a sliver. But even crazy, what, which, which is crazier, is uh, the next tier of actors is Sansa and um, uh, Sophie Turner and Macy Williams. The gap between what they make and like they only make not only, but comparatively speaking, they only make 175 per episode. And I'm like, but Sansa, but Arya killed the Night King. <laughs> <laughs> she get a bonus for that? Like, yeah, she Night get a King bonus. bonus? <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I don't get. I, I I guess maybe they. Well, no, because Arya's been. I mean, Sansa's been in every episode too. Arya, not so much. Amount of time. I'm trying to think. Sansa was like in, screen time. Sansa was, was in it a lot too. But in terms of screen time, how much does she have compared to other people? I don't know. Maybe she has less. I feel like she might have less. I don't know if it's that much less. Yeah, but. I was going to say, I feel like maybe Arya, we haven't seen, there was a couple seasons where we didn't see that much of her, but I feel like we've seen just as much as Sansa as we've seen of everybody because she's been involved in all the storylines. Mm. Even when she went off to Ramsey Bolton, it was that was a huge part. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Hollywood money works. <laughs> but I mean, she said, because somebody asked her, like, why is there such a big pay difference between her and uh, Kit? And she was like, Kit. Sexism. She's like, <laughs> no, she's like, Kit got more money than me, but he had a big, he had a bigger storyline. He had a bigger storyline uh, than I did. And for the last series, he had something crazy like 70 night shoots, and I didn't have that many. And I was like, you know what? You can keep that money. <laughs> yes, like all the big battle stuff. Think about how, how little Sansa probably had to be on set for episode three. Compared to people that actually were involved in the battle. Yeah. She's filmed in a room, basically. <laughs> That's true. But either way, she's still worth her and Macy. They're still worth six, $6 million. So. Hey, man. Can't complain with that. Well, speaking of something that you can complain with, though, because people are complaining. What? So, Mortal Kombat 11 is out. Okay. And one of the major characters, one of the main major characters, one of the main black major characters in oh Mortal boy. Kombat is who, Jordan? Oh, boy. Jax? Yes. Okay. So, Jax has an ending because uh, Mortal Kombat 11, this is a theme, It deals. Mortal Kombat 11 is dealing with time travel. And so, spoilers for Mortal Kombat 11, 
if you guys haven't played it or if you care or if you don't care, whatever. But his ending in Mortal Kombat 11 is... Oh, wait, I've seen this. He goes back in time and stops slavery. Okay. Racism! How is that racist? Ask the people that are calling racism. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I've seen... I don't really know about the controversy, but I did hear this. People are, people are upset, Jordan. Because they fucked with history in, a, in a, an ending to a video game? One of the endings to a video game? I feel like it's like the main ending. Imagine if this was a white person starting slavery. It's not even the same thing. What? Imagine, <laughs> tell, tell that to the comments. <laughs> imagine if it was a white person instituting fucking a, a horrendous thing as opposed to a black person going back in time to stop a horrendous thing. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but what what did this guy what did this guy say? Oh, uh, one of the guys said the guy goes back in time to end slavery of black people, but in the Mortal Kombat universe, Shao Kahn has been enslaving people of all skin colors for a thousand years, but Jax only cares about freeing black people. Oh my God, racism! The this type of person is not who I'm talking about. <laughs> I was about. like, this is who you're well, talking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are idiots <laughs> through and through. Sonya Blade went to go give women the right to vote. How oh, dare you? <laughs> God damn, people are stupid. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a video game. A video game ending. How is ending slavery a bad thing? But it's, but it's a racist video game. <laughs> I don't even understand the logic of this. How how dare they end slavery fictionally? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's racism. Because he didn't end Shao, slavery for yeah, all Shao, people. Shao Kahn has been enslaving all people, but you only care about black people. I'm sorry, Jack's black? Maybe that's why. <laughs> like, I don't fuck. White people, I don't want to generalize all white people, but like... The, what did the, I just say? If we had powers, we would all be the Magneto. stupid internet trolls can make racism out of anything that is not... that is inclusive to black people at all. Like, it's like, oh, how... Oh my God! You're thinking about only black people and Black Lives Matter. What about all lives? Like, what the fuck? That's not the point of this. Like, don't, where would you get? Yeah, somebody else. I think Jax's ending in Mortal Kombat 11 makes him racist. Why? His name is Valdish on Reddit. But why Valdish? <laughs> why does it make him racist? He doesn't say why. Cause he didn't go back in time to stop all war or something. Like, what the fuck, man? It doesn't make sense. Racist. It's like if a Jewish person went back in time and stopped Hitler. Racist. What? Well, he didn't stop. You didn't stop the whole war, world war. So why you only care about the Jew, Jewish people? Why is my brain exploding? That's the noise it makes. I hate people. I hate people so much. Donald's is right. Well, I don't have a segue for this. But okay talking about video games but uh yeah playstation 5 is uh they're saying it's coming out it's not scheduled to come out before april 2020 but more than likely it's going to come out december of next year and with that they're saying that playstation 5 is going to cost no more than 400 dollars, which is great because that's basically what ps4 cost so i'm glad they're not going up on the price i knew somebody's coming home it's so i'm like it's five o'clock what's up man so, yeah, PlayStation 5, December, more than likely 2020. So, 
part of me, but part of me kind of feels like I'm like, I feel like PS4 just came out. We're already talking about PlayStation 5. Yeah, on to the newer, bigger, better thing. It's only incrementally better, but marketing will tell you that's way better. <laughs> but I'm still going to get it out of the way, so. <laughs> you marketing bitch. <laughs> December 2020, Christmas gift. That's my. That's what I want for Christmas, PlayStation 5. Fuck you, nigga. Damn. <laughs> anyway, uh, so final news. So, uh, Jordan. Yep. You like Rugrats, right? I do like Rugrats. Do, 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 do. Take me there. Well, they are doing a live action version of Rugrats. Live action? Live action version, but. What's the but? The babies are CGI. Wait, so everything's live action but the babies? Yes, that's weird. That sounds terrifying. That's weird. I guess it is. And they're not I guess cartoons? It's a de- Detective Pikachu kind of says, but at least that makes sense, and it's because they're an- they're cartoon animals. But how do you but carry like, over the art style of Rugrats into a live action show or a live action movie? Where's realism? Like if if the adults are real, they yeah, don't they're, they're going like, to be they're going to be real people. Yeah. So then the the kids can't look cartoony; they have to look normal, right? I guess. I don't. I don't. I think not because you got. You still have to have the animation and the expression. And the fact that they're talking on their faces. That'd be terrifying. That'd be weird. <laughs> it's like little Chucky's running around. One of them is named Chucky. <laughs> yeah, well, one, but I'm like, I don't. I would have to see how they do it because I'm like, how does that work? Yeah, I want to see it, like uh, like an image. But even still, I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that. Either they'll look too real, and it'll take away the purpose of it being a Rugrats adaptation, or they won't look real. And they'll look terrifying compared to the parents. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think because the Rugrats art style is not live action. No, it's, it's, no, it's not. Yeah, they all look like they all look weird. Yeah, all like from the mother, the father, the dog, even. Yeah. But I guess maybe they're gonna dress the humans up to like they're still gonna have the mother have the hair, like put a wing on her. I, I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna work. Like they're gonna do like a surreal. I'm Dr. like, why Seuss not just do it? Why not just do a CGI? A full CGI movie. Yeah, I don't understand why. Trying I guess to make live I guess they're trying to do like the Jungle Book type of, but that does that again. That work at least it, it works better because you have they're animals, so you don't have to worry about that uncanny valley of the like. I don't know how this is gonna work. Uh, nostalgia, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, live action Rugrats. Just like in game, they're trying to capitalize on the nostalgia. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. All right, well, that's been this week's version of that. That's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. Uh, next week we got Cobra Kai season two. Uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Any movies, or is that it? No movies. Okay. But things uh, we, oh, we didn't talk we about still, the Flash. We got to talk about CW. We still got to talk. We still got to go back to Shield Hero. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, we're behind a few episodes. Yeah, in that. yeah two episodes. So Shield. we got a lot of anime, some CW, One Punch Man. So three anime next week: yeah. Attack on Titan, One Punch Man, Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah. CW. CW. The next episode of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Flash. Uh, CW. Oh yeah, that's really all CW. <laughs> oh, Flash and, uh, Arrow. and Black and Dagger. <laughs> oh yeah, Black and Dagger. Well, on that note, I hope you guys had a hope. You, hopefully, you've all seen it in game and seen Game of Thrones. If you haven't, what the fuck are you listening to this for? <laughs> but it's been this week's episode of Blair Vision. I'm your host Jordan with Michael, and we will see you next week. My rent? Can I get my rent? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
So I don't want to miss yeah, no, my rent. No, Steve, Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus. Okay, Christopher Marcus the, and Stephen fucking McFuckfee. You know they're not, you, listen, they're not listening. Yeah, I don't care. They listen to this. <laughs> you listen to my brother and his man podcast. If y'all listening, y'all some fucking dickheads. Because Hulk, to, y'all should have left them. Yelling to the mic. You're I don't gonna, have to yell. People that's listening, you're gonna they're gonna take their ears out. Right, right. yeah. I don't mean to yell, but I'm mad. All right, let me revise this rant. Y'all are fucking dickheads for not letting the Hulk trash Thanos. Y'all some bitches, straight bitches. What's their names, Mikey? What's their names? I just I, don't, I closed it. All right, fuck it. Whatever. Y'all know who I'm talking to. Y'all some bitches. Straight bitches. Y'all fucked the movie up, and I'm watching it on Fire Stick because y'all ain't let the Hulk fuck Thanos up. Fuck y'all. Oh, wow, he boycotted it. Blur Vision. <laughs> he didn't even see the movie. Blur Vision, shout out to Jordan and Mikey. They holding it down. Fuck y'all Marvel motherfuckers. Y'all fuck everything up y'all touch. Damn. You want to dig Stanley up and fucking piss on him, y'all fucking <laughs> pieces of shit. God damn. Fuck y'all. Well, at least we got the endorsement. <laughs> yeah, right. So go us. <laughs> and if you're listening out there, McFeely and McFly, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck up Thanos in <laughs> Avengers 5 or you're going to be here for Michael's brother. <laughs> well, Thanos, Thanos is dead. Thanos is dead. Thanos is dead. Yeah, he did. Or or believe. the Hulk. I meant the Hulk. <laughs> I can't believe they did not let. Well, I doubt he's going to be in Avengers 5. I think Mark Ruffalo's done. It's going to be Avengers what? 5? Remember I mentioned that before. Mark Ruffalo. Aside from the sh- the show, that's a rumor. A rumor. I don't know if that's confirmed, but I think Mark Ruffalo said he's done after this. Okay, well, well if, if this is the last entry of the Hulk, that's trash. <laughs> I'm, I'm with your brother now. <laughs> I'm on your brother's side. That, that's, that was my whole rant in the beginning of the thing. When I said that. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs>